It is Overreaction Monday, October 10th, 2022, and this dumb sports show starts right now. Football is kicking ass all over the United States of America. Week 5 Sunday has concluded, and there's a lot of things to talk about. Teams that have stunk. There's a paper towel there from A.J. Hawk, who also broke the leather uh, of my chair oh, no. because he rammed it under the desk, tearing the leather. But he did a great job hosting on Friday. So can't wait to ask him why he's got to be a barbarian fuck mm-hmm. and do that to my brand new chair. Uh, it's because he's A.J. Hawk. He's from Ohio. I got a chance to be baptized in Ohio this past Friday, Ooh. going to a high school football game in which we were drinking whiskey. What? An hour and 45 minutes before the game started in the parking lot of a high school. Hell yeah. Felt uncomfortable, felt awkward, <laughs> felt like I was in a Ohio, but it was fucking glorious. The St. Xavier Bombers beat up on the LaSalle squad. Two sophomore quarterbacks jousting by the end of it. One of them being Kirk Herbstreet kid. Chase Herbstreet, who's a guy. Okay. okay. And I guess, you know, one day before going to see that high school play, uh, I did say to Kirk Herbstreet on this show that that team stinks at football. So <laughs> yeah, I didn't remember saying that. That was a throwaway <laughs> comment. I walked into a game, thought we we're going to have a good time. Here I'm at high school football, St. X. I'm here with Kirk Herbstreit, the face of college football. His son getting his first start. I'm like, this is awesome. I'm very excited to be here. I'm thankful to be here. Ohio football, high school football. Big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was nice a full style. line of tailgating. I mean, there was an entire parking lot packed out of tailgating two hours before the game even started. I walk in, the team that I'm supporting, it's an away game. Didn't know that when I signed up for it. Okay. Thought it was a home game for sure. <laughs> Get there, it's an away game. I walk in, the other father priest for the other team comes up. Father McCullough says, hello, how you doing? I get a chance to chat with him. I'm like, okay. Kind of takes a shot at Herb Street. Whoa, he, goes, whoa. he goes, oh, I heard the Herb Street family got an apartment here in town, so he'd go to St. X. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa father. Whoa, You're the first father I've ever met, by the way. Yeah. I'll remember this forever. Herb Street picked his entire fucking family up, moved to Cincinnati right. so Chase could go to the school and also get back to their Ohio roots and Ohio high school football. It's going to pay off. Chase is going to be a fucking guy. Let's go. go. But I thought the St. X team would love me. I started walking down the sideline. They heard me say, everybody hears everything we say. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember saying it, but they certainly did just one day before saying their team stinks. Some guy, some dad of a kid on, you said my kid stinks yesterday. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I, don't, I didn't know your kid existed. <laughs> so I didn't say your kid stinks. I said the team stunk. And at the time when I was watching them on the iPad, they did. They're two and five. No more. They are a good team, great team camp. Thank them enough for their hospitality, and congrats on the win to Chase Herbstreit. With that being said, there's no reason to rip the leather on my fucking seat, AJ. I just found out about this one minute before we go live. What is this all about? What are you doing? But thanks for traveling to Indy to host the show, because this show must go on. And speaking of shows, today's show is a great one, because NFL Sunday proved to be something that I don't think a lot of us saw coming. There are teams that were very bad at football just one year ago who might be, hey, well, you're very good at the football. Now, the Lions still fucking stink. Sure. Of course. And that got cemented in there. And the people of Detroit who had a lot of hope for this season, a lot of hope for this era, a lot of hope for this generation, thought this was going to be the time that it turns around. I don't think that's the case. They get fucking no. blanked by Bailey Zappi and the New England Patriots. Go for it on fourth down six times. Don't get once. <laughs> Yikes. Playing against Bailey Zappi. Uh, mm-hmm. Not Tom Brady. Like, MCDC, I understand that when you used to play New England, fuck. I'm part of one of the worst plays in NFL history because of what we thought we had to do to beat the New England Patriots. Whenever you play the New England Patriots, they kind of get in your head. You kind of get this, like, thought, (laughs) oh, I need to be something that I'm not. You start going for it on six fourth downs in a row because you think you're going to have to play a team that is unstoppable, unbeatable. Hey, Bailey Zappi at fucking quarterback. What are we even doing? Why do the Lions stink again, Foxy? What's the deal? I don't know. That's a great question. The only thing I come back to is three words, guys, and say it with me. Same. Same old 
Lions. That's all that I can explain it. Does feel that way. MCDC might have got a lifetime contract about two weeks ago. Now it seems like mm, the tides yeah. are turning. I'm not there. ready to fire him yet. We can't fire him yet because that's what the Lions always do. That would be a same old Lions move. Let's give him a little bit of time, but mm. my God, yesterday was brutal. Okay, MCDC yeah. will turn him around. Speaking of teams that aren't good, although there are a lot of teams that weren't good a year ago that are good now, it does appear, even though we're early in this NFL season, the Carolina Panthers still stink. Yep. They have stunk, and Matt Rule is no longer their head coach. Breaking news mm. from the Ian Rappaport's account this morning. Uh, Matt Rule has been fired as the Carolina Panthers head coach. They have stunk. Yesterday they played against the Niners. You're going to stink against the Niners regardless, but Mm -hmm. if you continue to stink in a stinking fashion with a quarterback that you traded for and he stinks, you're probably going to get fired. Matt Rule has seen everybody around him during his Carolina Panthers tenure get fired because they didn't have success by the second wealthiest owner in the entire NFL. They start out shitty this year. The writing was on the wall, it Uh, felt like. Not only is us for a observers i mean at the appalachian state college game day three weeks ago in boone north carolina where there are some panthers fans and the nebraska job just became open because they fired scott frost i said look for matt rule to become the nebraska head coach the crowd cheered uh-huh. there were panthers fans were like yeah get his ass back to college is what the panthers <laughs> yeah. fans were thinking because i think matt rule good dude I think everybody likes Matt Rule. Everybody understands he's a good football mind. His style, just like many other college football coaches of the past, certainly do not work in the NFL just yet. Maybe he'll be able to evolve. Pete Carroll didn't work in the NFL at first, goes back to college, comes back to the NFL and has massive success. Now, how will they go? Seattle just lost another one, but Gino looks like he's a potential Mm -hmm. guy. But Matt Rule, I thought the writing was on the wall that he was going to get fired this morning. It ends up happening. So congratulations to whatever college program that has the head coaching position open now or open in a few weeks. There's already five big-time jobs available. There's probably going to be 10 by the end of the season, if you just guessed. So he'll be able to pick and choose if he wants to do that. Or maybe he takes a year off. Oh, man. He got a seven-year, $62 million deal out of Baylor after having success at the Baylor Bears and at Temple. He goes to the NFL. He only coached for 38 games. I think he gets that entire contract. So maybe he goes and golfs for a year. Yeah. But maybe some college program that thinks, mm-hmm. oh, we stink, are able to bring a guy in who's looking to rebound his legacy and his name. I think this will be a good thing in the end. But those two teams still definitely stink. Let's not get crazy. Sure. Mm-hmm. But how about the New York football giants? Whoa. They might be a great football team. Yeah. How about the goddamn Minnesota Vikings? Sure. They might be a great football team. Connell. How about the Philadelphia Eagles? They might be the best team in the goddamn NFL. How about the Dallas Cowboys yeah. who are having to run the rock because they don't have Dak Prescott and becoming maybe one of the best teams in the NFL? There's a lot of teams that one year ago we thought, hmm, these teams stink. Mm-hmm. Now they're almost in charge. They're the ones that have been kind of building and growing and creating a culture that their team can buy into. We no longer want to suck. We want to go on a run. This is the 2022 NFL season, and week five ends tonight with the Raiders traveling to the Chiefs. Zap Boston Connor, the toxic table. The Patriots, blank. The Lions. Bailey Zappi is a guy. The run game was great. Bill Belichick mm. is happy in his post-game press conference. Are the Patriots back? Are you guys a team? Or do the Lions just fucking stink yeah. yesterday? A thousand percent the second part. The Lions are the worst team in the NFL, <laughs> and they're probably the worst team in the history of the NFL. If they didn't win 29 nothing, I would have thought, yeah, probably a losing day overall. But it was nice to see the Patriots still assert their dominance. It kind of reminded me, you know, when Brady was here, and I'm not saying Bailey Zappi is Brady, but he might be because he was slinging the pill all over the yard, had a beautiful touchdown pass to 
Jacoby Myers. But, no, we're not overreacting just yet, but I do think the Patriots are going back to the Super Bowl. Okay, so not an overreaction. You feel like you're in a good spot, Uh especially with the win yesterday. Another team in that AFC East that everybody thought stunk last year, Zach Wilson in the Jets. Uh Are they humming? Are the Dolphins dead on the flip side? A lot of injuries in key uh, key positions. Teddy Bridgewater gets hurt early. They come in with Skylar Thompson. Mm -hmm. He's not able to get the job done, although Mm -hmm. Tyreek Hill still made some plays. He caught a ball through two uh, guys' arms and hands yesterday on a sideline, got both his feet in, then he's turned around and jogged away. It's like that guy is a playmaker. Are the Dolphins going to be able to withstand the punishment of all the injuries and unfortune to their squad to continue to ride a wave that we all thought they were going to be able to do with McDaniel being the head coach with those sweet Sweet sunglasses. That was cool. But on the flip side, Zach Wilson gritties on Pittsburgh yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Then Zach Wilson fucking does his thing against the Dolphins yesterday. And they got a man named Brees Hall, mm-hmm. running back at Iowa State, who is a absolute weapon. Yeah. He's fast. Fly. He breaks four tackles here within 15 yards to basically score a fucking touchdown. Drag him in. That's a Greg Jennings Madden put the team on my back, though, mm-hmm. type score right there. Although it's early in the season and won't get chatted about. Feels like they're hitting on their draft pick. Sauce Gardner caused a safety on, like, the first play of the game. 2 nothing. Kick a field goal, 5 nothing. Brees Hall hits this thing. Second quarter, they're up 12-7 over the Miami Dolphins. And Zach Wilson is a dog. We've Ooh. seen him gritty. Now we're seeing him die, oh. play out, get a shot to the head. Still has his wherewithal to jump on the ball. It's ruled a touchdown. The Jets might be a team that might be good that stunk a year ago, Ty Schmidt. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned it. Like, when you stink for that long and you get all those kind of top-end draft picks, if you're not hitting on them, that's what gets coaches fired. But we're kind of starting to see, like, hey, you stink for long enough, you get all these high draft picks, like, and you hit on 60 to 70% of them. Like, these guys are kind of starting to believe a little bit. You know, we always, everyone was saying the stuff about Zach Wilson, whatever, but we really haven't got the opportunity to actually see him play, like, a, a consistent streak. It's been play a couple games, then, he's get hurt, then he gets hurt. They look like they can be a team with him. Salah, eventually, you know, I mean, everyone knows how good of a defensive coordinator he was in San Francisco. If their defense can continue to to be as, as solid as they have been and their offense, especially with a guy like Brees Hall and some of the receivers that they went out and paid, like, who says the Jets can't? I mean, I don't know about making the playoffs because that's a tough division, but who says they can't? You know, they may win nine, ten games this year. And I think Jets fans would be very excited. Jets yeah. fans, normally Mets fans, it's over for the Mets. Yeah, Man, good run. We stink. Unfortunate. It's a shame that did their best. the Timmy curse had to happen. No, Timmy Trump had brought good energy. It's not uh, their fault that they got one good pitcher and one good closer. Everybody else fucking stinks. And also, the guy last night had so much Vaseline on his goddamn ears, they couldn't see the baseball. They're wondering, they checked his ears, like, is there anything on there? Who knows? That thing is, it's, it, they got a disco ball off both of those guys' ears ready to play. How are you supposed to hit with that fucking pitcher? Nonetheless, the Jets might be good. I think Jets fans would be very excited about that. Salah's doing the same stuff that D'Amico yeah. Ryans is doing out of mm-hmm. San Francisco. You know, pressure's off the edge, do a little exotic stuff. That's right. The defense seems to be catching up with maybe, you know, an AFC East that you're going to have to be able to play great mm-hmm. defense against because yeah. the Buffalo Bills just absolutely road-graded the fucking Pittsburgh Steelers yesterday. Man. Well, on Friday, whenever I saw that the spread was 14, and I remembered Mike Tomlin's the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, mm-hmm. and I remembered the NFL, no team should be 14-point favorites in the fucking NFL. Everybody's getting no. paid a lot of money to play football. I picked the Steelers to cover plus 14. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was real wrong. Mm-hmm. 
The way that game went down was fantastic for the Buffalo Bills. Terrible for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Opening kickoff. There's some fuckery with the wins. The returner fucks around, ends up getting tackled at the two-yard line. Pittsburgh Steelers have the Buffalo Bills all the way backed up. Third and ten. This sets the tone. They're going to have to punt deep out of their own end zone. Instead, Josh Allen says, Hide, 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 hide. Goes for 98 on the first drive. 14 minutes left in the first quarter. This is a play that changes the entire game upside down. With the way the wins were up in Buffalo, that punt would have been shit. Kenny Pickett and the boys would have got the ball like probably the 40, 45-yard line. Maybe they're able to pick up a first down. Maybe Boswell is able to hit a kick in the middle of that terrible wind. And maybe they're playing a different style of football. Instead, third and 10, Josh Allen's hitting a 98-yard to Gabe Davis. Then... Just a couple series later, Josh Allen and Gabe Davis do their big dick dance on the Pittsburgh Steelers yet again. 10-3 after Boz is able to hit a field goal and Basses as well. First and 10, Josh Allen uncorks one to Gabe Davis. Looks like a one-handed catch that maybe you bobble for a little bit. Back view says Gabe Davis goes off the right paw, off of Minka's chest. There's a struggle. Give me that, says Gabe over Minka for another touchdown. Josh Allen went for 348 and four tuds in the first half alone. Obviously, if you have a 98-yarder and a 60-yarder, two of them to Gabe Davis, it's going to help out a lot. But that Buffalo Bills team seemed to remind everybody, hey, y'all motherfuckers must have forgot. And on the flip side, Tone, you had an incredible super boost. Way to go, Tony. Tony. Tone's hot. Getting hot. hot. Tone's getting hot. He's been hot. Just got the super boost horse out of the barn. No, just saddled it and put his Italian name and his Italian ass right on the back of it. Hits yesterday. We appreciate you, Tone. Also, we appreciate the Atlanta Falcons for what they were able to do late to kind of make that happen in the Dallas Cowboys. Thank you, Tone, for that. Can't wait to see what your super boost is tonight. Let's fucking get hot, huh? Come on, Tone. A lot of football left. A lot of weeks left. Let's get hot, Tone. We appreciate your big brain. We appreciate that you're a new father. We appreciate the winnings. And I appreciate your thoughts on the Pittsburgh Steelers playing. Playing maybe one of the worst games of football anybody's ever seen a Pittsburgh Steeler have. The only upside is at the very end of the game when a quarterback out of New Jersey who went to the University of Pittsburgh gets hit in a fashion that, you know, quarterback Kenny Pickett thought was a little bit uh, uh-huh. bullshit fuckery. A little oh. bit low. You could have busted my knee off like a chicken when Shaq Lawson pushes him back, down 30-some points, gets in his D- this D-lineman's face. Shaq Lawson locks on to Kenny Pickett's <laughs> face mask. And I think there was a moment where Kenny Pickett goes, oh, oh fuck, no, no, this is the men's shit. league. This is the men's league. You see an offensive lineman get in there, Kenny Pickett get out of there. I think every Yinzer. From one side of Pittsburgh to the other, and all the Steelers fans across the country and the world are going to say, we fucking love that guy. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. He's going to fight a D lineman. Yeah. He's going to throw a punch against a D lineman down 35 points in the fourth quarter as a rookie quarterback in his second ever start. We fucking love that guy. Went to the University of Pittsburgh. He is drank. From the waters of the Monongahela, the Allegheny, and the Ohio. He has been baptized in that river water that has dead bodies. He is willing to throw rights at defense alignment at the end of games. This is our quarterback. Now, on the flip side of that, the only time he ever really was successful yesterday is when they were dropping in cover two, playing deep zone, and he was able to pick them apart. He was able to make some downs. He was able to make some yardage. Pickens makes a play. Deontay Johnson makes a play. Deontay Johnson drops a couple. But it feels like without T.J. Watt, Steelers are dead, mm. Tone. What are we doing? Just looking for a draft pick right now? Are that, you guys giving up or what? That'd be awesome, yeah. Uh, Jeez. Tony. <laughs> I think they're Going all... into week six. It's week five. We, oh, talked about it. we talked about it with you last week. I mean, when you have these great franchises and you've been growing up your entire life with a 
winning franchise. You know when it's not their year, and this year is not their year. Kenny's the only one who showed any fucking fight on that team yesterday. I mean, it started out okay. Besides the deep on offense, it started out okay, and then Canada had to get his fucking fingers in there. Um, that's the offense coordinator, Matt yeah, Canada. Sorry, name. He was hired from within, obviously. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like this is more of an indication of the Buffalo Bills. They've played five games this year. Three of them they've won by 21 or more points. I mean, the Bills are an absolute fucking wagon. Steelers had a bunch of guys out. But yeah, I mean, you get Will Anderson with TJ Watt, cut him off the edge, something to think about for Whoa. next year. Oh, so you're thinking about, hey, maybe we keep okay. doing what we did yesterday well, against I, Bills. Mean, I don't I mean, know if Will Anderson's going to last into the teens, yeah. but you're talking we need top 10, single one. digit? Number one. Oh, you're fighting for number one. Holy number shit. one. I mean, the Houston se- Texans get their first win. I mean, there is a fight going to be for that number the one overall pick. Over. The season's over. I mean, the, the good news is, and I've always <laughs> said this, I, I agree with Tony Romo. 100% of the time, as he, he said, he's seen enough from Kenny. He knows Kenny's going to be good. Now it's just about building around Kenny and seeing what we got there. Um, is Tom on a problem? I know, I know you're, like, pandering to Tony Romo right now, which I can appreciate, and also because he was pandering to Kenny sure. Pickett. So mm-hmm. I can appreciate the fact that you're pandering for the guy that's pandering sure. for the guy yes. that you think is going to bring you happiness in exactly. the future. Just like PFF did last week. Now, you know I'm a big PFFFF guy, but uh, he threw zero touchdowns or zero interceptions last week. So, I mean, these right. organizations. Pro these, fucking football these, focus. These people yeah, that right. I fucking agree right. with, I agree with them for a reason. Uh, do you think Mike Tallman's in trouble anywhere? I see there's a lot Whoa. of bashing He's not Tallman. Carolina. He's not. Stop. He's not in trouble. They need a coach. Because yeah. it's the Steelers organization, <laughs> and they're going to not. They're not going to fire Tomlin, nor nor should he be fired. Um, but I would like to, you know, maybe one offensive coordinator hire should be good. I mean, let's bring Todd Haley back, maybe. Oh, Todd, Ooh. hey, he's currently coaching in the USFL, as his contract states. But if anybody would like some consulting, he would be able to potentially do that. That's right. Side. It, it didn't seem like there was a lot of fighting those dogs yesterday. Um, well, Steelers are dead. Let's move yeah. on. Uh, Bills. This, this particular, the Bills are awesome. Yeah, they're yeah. just unbelievable. Bills are awesome to watch yesterday. The Bills are awesome to watch as a whole. If Poyer would have played yesterday, I think we're paying a million dollars to his foundation. Probably. Yeah. Kenny Pickett was throwing up some picks. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was throwing some punts out there. Uh, and that Bills team, they might be the greatest of all time. Another team that might be the greatest of all time, the fucking Eagles. Man. Dude. The Philadelphia Eagles, and although they got incredibly lucky yesterday with the way a slide happened and then a killing of the ball situation, then a kicker who has missed a couple kicks in the past, made a couple kicks in the past, who's in there because one of the greatest kickers of all time, Prater, has a quad injury. He misses a kick. So that, you know, there's a little bit of luck, I think, involved in the whole game. But Sirianni and the Eagles have been winning these games that normally they would lose. In the past, that game yesterday is going the opposite direction where Philadelphia Eagles quarterback sliding uh, short. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia Eagles kicker is missing. Even though they had a backup in there, Cameron Dicker, Dicker the kicker, makes a game winner with like yeah. two minutes left, 23 yards at a baby. Come on, Dicker. Years past, though, the Eagles were on the receiving end of the loss in this particular game as opposed to the Cardinals. Now, the Cardinals have a lot of shit to figure out because if you watch the way the game ended here, and I do believe we have a couple clips here in the Cardinals-Eagles game, it was interesting because Jalen was a guy. Oh, yeah. Jalen's a guy. Jalen's a comfortable guy. Two one-yard touchdowns in which they just push him in. This seems to be an unstoppable play if you have a quarterback with some size and some drive and the ability to get somebody with two hands right above their hind end and just push the fuck out of them. This play is being used (laughs) not only by the Eagles but by the Bengals last Mm -hmm, night and a couple other teams as well. This is a good play. Now, you're risking getting your quarterback hurt in that situation, Mm -hmm. but if the quarterback's a big, tough guy, knows how to carry the rock, you're going to be able to score. Jalen Hurts is making plays all over the field to A.J. Brown making catches. I mean, he is 
certified dog. dog, like Coach Sirianni said. But at the end of this game, 148 left, 17-17. 23-yard attempt for Cameron Dicker, who's in because Jake Elliott is hurt. He knocks this one through the pipes, okay? So 20-17, great kick, Dicker the kicker. Good kick, hey, Dicker. That was an eight-minute drive, 17 plays, 70 yards to get to that point. When they needed it, tied, fourth quarter, yep. need a drive, able to get a drive, settle for a 23-yard field goal. Leave time on the board, though, for the Arizona Cardinals to come back and make a play. They get to a point where it's second and 10 from the 35 going in. Going in is a big deal because they're already in field goal range, you would assume. Second and 10, no timeouts. Kyler Murray goes off script, kind of runs this thing. I assume this is supposed to be eh, maybe draw all the way. Yeah. Ends up sliding about a half a yard early. Mm-hmm. He said post game in his headphones, in the helmet, he was being told spike, 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 kill, 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 whatever their call is to get the ball and spike the ball. Whenever you slow that down in replay, we all saw he was clearly a yard short when he started to slide, even though it appeared as if he could have made it from running. So mistake by Kyler, not picking up the first down, definitely. Mistake allegedly by Cliff Kingsbury, if Kyler's telling us right, by not knowing it was a first down mm-hmm. or not. Third and one spike kill now they have to end up kicking the ball with like 23 seconds left in the game and now it's all on Matt Amendola's right leg man you just signed this week was playing for the Chiefs a couple weeks ago for a 43 yard attempt and whenever he hits this ball it appears as if it's going right down the middle oh man boom bad right turn windy wind it's not no that's in Arizona (laughs) that is at altitude at a higher altitude the air is thinner Andy Lee's holding for him Andy Lee has held for the last 20 years in the NFL I have no idea why a ball does that I'm sure Amendola's wondering the same thing why can't I catch a fucking break is probably what Amendola's saying because that was clearly going right down the middle it turns right but now the conversation is lingering the hell went on between Cliff and Kyler? Mm-hmm. Why do they always start so damn slow? Yes. Why do they end up in such a hole and not get started? They've paid money everywhere on that team. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver position, they make a massive trade on draft night to bring in Hollywood. He scores, has a game. Quarterback position, they just signed for 200 and some million dollars. They had a clause in it. They took the clause out. We shall see how it goes. That quarterback wore a suit that was fucking electrifying yeah. to the game sure. yesterday. On the defensive side of the ball, they bring in J.J. Watt. They lose Chandler Jones, which I think is a big deal. He's at the Raiders. We'll see him tonight. But you still have Buda Baker. You still got guys on that defensive side of the ball. They have Andy Lee punting it. He's been around for 20 years. In theory, that team should be very fucking good. But here we are after a week five game saying the Eagles are fantastic, which they are. Yeah, we yeah. go Eagles. But what are the Cardinals? The Cardinals is the same old Cardinals. Is this what it's going to be forever for the Cardinals? And why and how do you think, Tyshman? I just... It's tough to figure them out. It really is. I feel like we've been trying to do it ever since Kyler got here. And and it's weird with like the body length. Like early on it seemed like Cliff and Kyler, like that's that's why Cliff was the one who wanted to go get Kyler. Like they they kind of seemed like a match made in heaven. For whatever reason, you know, whether it's body language or these guys yelling at each other, like it seems like they hate each other's guts. Yeah. Like it, and which is weird because I think they have the same agent, right? Like they're so I mean You'd think that they like they're going to be married together. They're going to be there, but the more things play out, and the more we watch, it's like, well, I mean, if it's one or the other, they're obviously keeping Kyler. They're not going to keep Cliff, but it just for whatever reason, it just feels like these guys don't mesh well together when it seems like they should. Yeah, it seems like they're a match made in heaven. I mean, Cliff went and got him. Right, Cliff was like, hey, I'd like this guy now. Now, Cliff. 
Texas Tech, not a lot of success, goes to USC for a month as the offense coordinator and then becomes a head coach mm-hmm. in the NFL. Previously in the NFL, as backup quarterback, also friends with McVay, runs an electrifying offense, mm-hmm. was around Patrick Mahomes. You know, this guy could fix our program. He says, give me Kyler Murray, even though they had draft the chosen, the Rosen yep. one, uh-huh. Josh Rosen, a year ago in the first round. Says, give me Kyler Murray. So you would think from the beginning they would be on the same page. I do wonder, with all of the blunders mm-hmm, that this sure. Cardinals team has felt, if – you know, just adding that clause into the contract. Because normally when you give somebody a contract, it's like a commitment to each other. It's almost like getting engaged. Yeah. It's like getting married. It's like, hey, we're giving you this money in this amount of years because we believe that you are the right person for us. We feel like together we are unstoppable. Then in that contract, the rollout from it, the only conversation, it's not just about what Kyler taking a deal that's less than Deshaun's and Kyler taking a deal that kind of ruins the rest of the market and Kyler does this, Kyler does that. That was certainly a conversation. Kyler got his money, which we're all happy for. But the convo was, oh, Kyler doesn't watch film. So Kyler, if he was guarded at all towards the Cardinals, <laughs> after signing a big-time commitment to each other, which is supposed to be a positive thing, I wonder if there's a little bit that seeps in there every once in a while. It's still like, these motherfuckers don't think I'm a guy still. Or on the flip side, they're like, this quarterback isn't prepared as much as everybody else is, and we feel like with the money we're giving him, he should be. It seems like they should be great, and they should go on to have success. But the more and more this type of shit types, uh, keeps happening, especially with Kyler coming out afterwards saying, in my head said I was being told, kill, 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 yeah. kill, yeah. kill. That is directly a... Uh, yeah, throw Cliff brought. under the bus. Yeah, yeah. And, and Cliff, if Cliff was to speak... You know, frankly, I'm sure he would say, yeah, I thought my quarterback that we just paid $200 million would have slid after picking up the first down and knew what it was. And anytime you have that type of shit, you got to think to yourself, uh, what, how are they going to fix this? Let's hope they can because they are electrifying. But nonetheless, the Philadelphia Eagles are the team in the NFL right now. Yeah, Eagles are unbelievable. With Kyler, it feels like sometimes he just doesn't even care. Like the Eagles walk down, score a touchdown, 7 nothing. First play from the Cardinals on their next drive. Kyler just hucks up a ball and it gets intercepted. Like it, it was a punt. Yeah, it was a punt. And like it wasn't even as if he did that and then, you know, he's pissed off. Like that's the one thing about Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan does something wrong. He's motherfucking himself on the sure. sideline. When Kyler, you know, screws up, he's saying, you know, I heard in my headset, you know, spike it, spike it, spike it. And he's just kind of walking off like, ah, it's, you know, it's football. I guess I just threw an interception, you know, onto the next one. And they're still the worst team in the first half in scoring. In the like, history of the game. In right? the history of the yeah. game, yeah. So it, <laughs> if they're, are they not prepared going into the game, or are they just like, yeah, let's see what happens, and if we go down, then, you know, I'm Kyler Murray, I'll run around and make some plays happen out of nowhere, or is the coaching, like, not getting them ready? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. I don't know. None of it makes sense. We will say DeAndre Hopkins isn't there. Uh-huh. DeAndre Hopkins is a dude. That guy changes the game. But I wonder if DeAndre Hopkins is watching just being like, man, should I renegotiate my contract? Because yeah. he, <laughs> he did that himself. This team seems to be very inept on offense without me. Is that a problem? I was thinking that yesterday about T.J. Watt, too. <laughs> T.J. Watt should walk right back. He should move his agents out of the way like he did to sign that thing. Here we mm-hmm. go. He should walk back in there and be like, hey, I think we're renegotiating now. Yeah. You've seen, right? What I do. Nothing works without – Business-wise, he would, he would never do that because he's T.J. Wide. But I'm just saying from a business perspective, if you're T.J. Watt, you're watching these games, you're like, God damn, it really is all on me. Yeah. Like wow. when I get back, yeah. if I'm not doing uh-huh. every single play, causing a turnover or disruption of the quarterback, when I'm getting triple teamed or whatever, this team looks very average. So that has to be a thought in his process. But then DeAndre Hopkins has to be thinking the same thing because the Cardinals last season, whenever he went out, yep. terrible. Yep. Mm-hmm. This season without him thus far seemed to be terrible. I don't know what the deal is, but they got to get on the same page or figure it out because Phoenix is way too beautiful of a city for them to suck I'm, year in, year out. I'm not a huge Cardinals believer, but – 
the games they lost, they lost to the Chiefs and they lost one lot or one score games to the Eagles and the Rams. And who knows what who the Rams are, but mm. when you do get D Hop back and, and the schedule does get a little bit lighter, like maybe there is some light here for the Cardinals to get better as the season goes on. Um but D Hop D Hop's the guy for sure there. Like the, the him TJ, like those, there's a reason why those guys are the highest paid at their position in the league, and that's because they do impact the game every single play and makes the team the team. Yeah, I can't wait to watch D Hop get back. Remember, we tried to get him for our last uh, yes uh, college football primetime watch along. Yep, we're not able to reach him. Understandable. He's getting better. That's right. Or he's going to have to for that Cardinals team. Uh, let's flip. Oh, oh, our next one's this Saturday night. Oh, here we this go. Saturday night. We'll be live. Here we go. How are we going to do it? We don't know. We'll what will we do differently? We shall see. We'll find out. Still be raising money. Should have a good time. I believe it's for the um, uh, Clemson FSU game. Here we oh. go. What's D Hop up to? Huh? Clemson. We, call him we again? should try to get him on. <laughs> yeah. We should try to get him on. There was two games we could choose from. It was the uh, Florida LSU. Yep. Or Clemson FSU. Yep. Herbie's on the call for Clemson FSU. We know that team better. And also. You know, it was gonna what? be tough to bite our tongues, my tongue especially, oh. for what four hours with Brian Kelly, five six hours, yeah. wow. whatever that last and one in was. Florida, you got fucking, you got Urban, oh, I mean, you got that murderer tight end guy, Mendes, he's talking wow. about, yeah, Riley Cooper. I think there's a kitten up <laughs> playing quarterback right now for Florida too. So, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it would have been awesome. That would have been some upside. That yeah. D lineman who's 450 pounds, who's there's, awesome. Uh, Watson, Freshman, I think. What's his name? Yeah, six, six, five, four, twenty. Yeah, benches five twenty, squats seven fifty. He's awesome. <laughs> He's huge. He's amazing. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his. Maybe we should do that game. Huh. Well, it does mean more down there. It is different down there. Yeah, rivalry. Yeah, but everybody in SEC is a rivalry, I guess. Yeah, true. Anyways, this Saturday night, we got to figure out what game we're doing. <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds like we got to figure out what game we're doing. We will uh, certainly do that over the next three and a half hours or so. Uh, the Eagles, though, very good at football. We cannot undersell that. Jason Kelsey thought they were going to be in some trouble because the dog of dogs, Jason Kelsey, if you listen to Nick Sirianni speak, got hurt. Seemed like a hyperextended knee. He's a tough guy. They take him off the field. Never good. Refused to let anybody help him off the field, though. Mm-hmm. Classic Ohio guy. Yeah, I respect right. that. He comes back out there. They were able to get a win good for them. And let's talk about the London game. It's been a little bit of time here since we, uh, you know, started talking about the Week 5 matchups on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And we alluded to it earlier, but I think we should dive right in. I have to. Yeah. Is Brian Dayball, oh. greatest coach in history. Up there. Massive Top chance. five. Brian Dayball shows up day one, blue F-150. Hell yeah. There's videos around the internet of other people showing up in Benzos and Lexuses and everything like that. Dayball showed up in the middle of the fucking winter, snow, in a goddamn blue F-150. Beast. That's awesome. Souped up. It's time to go work, he said. (laughs) That was the first and last time. Anybody in that building had seen him in a suit. That's uh-huh. right. <laughs> yep. I guess I'll wear this fucking uncomfortable suit here on my day one. They're filming me show up in my F-150. I got a lot of work to do. That's why I'm carrying this suitcase, because there is stuff that I got to get done. The owner of this team, just one year ago, was on the record as stating, I'm fucking sick and tired of hanging out with my billionaire friends yep. and having to explain to everybody why my team fucking stinks. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking to... 
I'm talking to fucking Tim Cook. Guess what he has? Apple. They're the number one company in the world. I go hang out on Bezos' fucking yacht with his little girlfriend. He used to date a former NFL guy. And they're having a good time talking about how Amazon is transcending and took over the rule. You know what I got to say? Yeah, my team stunk for 15 straight years. <laughs> I go hang out with the people from Google and all these other companies. We're at our little yuppie billionaire parties that have zero fun, but we try to act like it's fun and we take mm -hmm. photos because we're billionaires and this is what life is. And all I have to talk about is how shitty my goddamn football team. When Dayball showed up on the job, there was next to no hope. Remember, that offensive line was terrible. It doesn't matter if Daniel Jones is a guy or not, which training camp videos told us he was not. Right. That offensive line is so goddamn terrible. He just broke Saquon Barkley, who's maybe one of the greatest running backs the game has ever seen. Might go on to become that. Defense has no hope. They fucking can't stop a goddamn nosebleed. You have no shot here, Dayball. As he was exiting this F-150 on his first day of work signing up for the job. That is what realistic expectations were outside of the Giants fan bases. This team stinks. They're going to stink. Who cares about this team? Eli Manning and Strahan have jobs. You know why? Because at one point, this team was mm -hmm. good. Yep. Now, this team sucks. Dable took the clown suit off, mm -hmm. went into that office, said, bring me fucking Wink Martindale in here. Right Give me the defensive coordinator that has transformed more games than any other D coordinator in recent history. A man who has brought more ideas and creativity to the defensive side of the ball than anybody in recent history. Give me a guy, for some reason, able to be walked out of the Baltimore Ravens program. He's been there for 20 years. How do they let him go? Nobody has a clue. Yeah. Give me Wink Martindale. I'll do the offense and shit that we had from Buffalo. We'll do the defense from Baltimore. Our special teams has Graham Gano, so you know they're going to be good, Dog. and we're going to get these people to buy in. And once they did, the Giants are winning games that nobody expects them to win. Yesterday against the Green Bay Packers in Tottenham, in London, England. Uh -huh. Green Bay Packers' first time going over to London. And it appeared early in this game. Green Bay Packers up 10-3, second quarter, easy fucking drive. Easy play design. Big dog. The only first rounder in Aaron Rodgers' NFL career to catch a touchdown from Aaron Rodgers gets a wide open tud for his first of the season overseas. Matt LaFleur's offense is so sophisticated in intelligence. The yeah. plays that they're drawing mm -hmm. up are going to scheme Wink Martindale uh -huh. and make magic happen. Second quarter, 17-10, Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers to a revived Randall Cobb, who we were told about one week ago was probably going to see a little bit more action. Now, if any of us would have remembered that before the 9.30 a.m. start and bet the Randall Cobb over for receiving yards, we all would have benefited from it. Instead, we were watching the game going, God damn it, he told us literally uh -huh. on Tuesday mm -hmm. that Randall Cobb was going to get the rock, and he definitely did. Right before half, obviously they are able to make that big play. Then the fourth quarter it's 2020 and i believe everybody's thoughts were aaron Rodgers is gonna win this game yeah yeah the ball back how score. in the hell would the giants be able to pull this game off in england 20 to 20 danny dimes a feed saquon barkley saquon barkley catching it at the mm. 45 makes a massive cut how you doing keep it moving amos he's all the way back big time drive to go down the field saquon appeared to be all the way back explosive electrifying he seemed to have the game in control they run wildcat offense saquon at quarterback he's been giving the ball a lot yeah. handing mm -hmm. it off because people have been playing him not this time 27 20 in the fourth quarter after a Saquon Barkley touchdown. 
Now, 27-22 after a slow safety, which mm -hmm. was uh, beautifully predicted on the internet by anybody with a special team's brain, but also the right play for the Giants. Instead of punting out of your own end zone, mm -hmm. let's go ahead and drain some more clock mm -hmm. and go ahead and have to punt this with an extra 20 yards. Now, they only took two seconds off the clock for that. Yeah, huh. Then for the, slow, or for the safety punt, the play clock started at 11, Runs down to seven. I don't know how only four seconds got taken off on that either. Yeah. Seems like the play clock operator over there was working for the Packers a Maybe little bit. Packers fan. Giants fans probably going, of course, Aaron Rodgers in England. He's the guy. They're going to fuck us. They're going to fuck us. They're going to fuck us. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, before this, had a couple balls batted down. They end up getting the ball back. And in a last-ditch effort, a Hail Mary opportunity where Aaron Rodgers comfortably is about to set up from the fucking 30. Look, he was... He was going to throw. I mean, he was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is this camera not? This camera still not. Boom. Is that the right one for us to use when I'm staring this way? Oh, uh, maybe. Mm. That's pretty sweet. It is, right? We just got yeah, this. Yeah, it's perfect. Just got this oh, really? Yeah, that's yeah just got this camera for whenever I'm yelling at the screen. Okay. So instead of me, because this thing is backwards. This front one is backwards. When I'm looking towards this, it's not towards the thing. So anyways, Aaron thought he was going to throw this fucker 70 yards, I think. Oh, yeah. We're about to see a 70-yard Hail Mary from Aaron Rodgers in England for the first time two winning teams are playing each other. And oh. nah -uh! Strip, sack, how's your elbow? Who cares? Get off the field. Get on a plane. Fly back to America in a fucking miserable plane, pal. Mm. After the game, the Packers will start to kind of take shots oh at each boy. other. Yeah, a little bit. Aaron little Jones bit. comes out and says, you give me and A.J. Dillon two opportunities with two yards, which is obviously referring to before the slow safety mm -hmm. uh, with the Giants. They were on the two. They take three passing attempts. They don't get in. Two of them get deflected at the line, especially one where Aaron almost goes shoulder call to Lazar in the entire Giants defense, once again, coached by Wink Martindale, all point left and say, hey, back shoulder left, and D lineman able to get his big-ass paws up and bat it down. This is basically put the game away. Then the uh, Hail Mary attempt is the outright finisher. But AJ, Aaron Jones says, we could have scored, okay? And then defense goes, oh, we're not panicking yet, but if we lose next week, we will certainly panic against the New York Jets. And Aaron Rodgers was asked about that in the locker room um, by Matt Schneidman trying to stir shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Matt Schneidman says, talked with Jair Alexander postgame about the defense. I ain't worried, but if we lose next week, then I'll be worried. Matt Schneidman goes, hey, Aaron, uh, I relayed a quote uh, from Jair. This is what Jair Alexander said. What are your thoughts? And if you're worried about the offense, he said, no, he's not worried. And then he goes on, frankly, I don't like all this conversation about losing next week. I'm a firm believer in the power of words. They're spelled because they cast spells Bingo. and manifestation. Sure. And we've got to check ourselves on that because talking about that is not winning football. There was conversation about it in the locker room and I don't like it. Just my guy, but we need to be, we don't need to be talking like that. Ty, What's going on, dude? Seems like LaFleur, you know, there was a time yesterday where they showed that he's 42 and 11. Foxy, good work with the new camera, by the way. Ready to go, Foxy. There's a, there was a stat, he's like 42 and 11 as a head coach or something like that. I, I don't know if that's the exact number, but it was something along those lines. I remember seeing Top five all time in terms of winning percentage. He was holding that play card, looked scared to death. Mm -hmm. Scared to death. Then before the last uh, bat down ball uh, to... Alan Lazardo was supposed to be. There was a timeout, and on the sideline, Aaron Rodgers and Lafleur were talking. And you actually see Lafleur say, "You want that? 
like questioning Aaron Rodgers, almost with what Aaron said. Mm -hmm. We'll be excited to chat with him tomorrow about that situation. If I lip read properly, I know there's a lot of pressure on those situations. He looks like he is, you know, kind of swimming in it right now. You got Aaron Jones talking about he and A.J. Dillon's ability, which is Mm -hmm. fantastic. They're a very good two-headed monster in the backfield. Then you got Aaron talking about the defense, and Steinman was certainly trying to stir some shit there. Good reporting, good journalism. Are they going to be okay? Are the Packers going to be all right? How worried are you about that game in London not being able to put the Giants away, Ty? Uh, That one was tough. I I don't think it's full panic mode yet because they're three and two, but also it is a little bit of panic mode because you look at what the NFC East is doing, and I think at the start of the year you assumed, okay, well, only one team's going to come out of that division, and who knows what's going to happen with the Giants and the Cowboys, but now it is becoming more apparent with how good that division is that uh, probably going to have to win the division to get in. I don't think two teams from the NFC North are going to get in. Maybe they will. I don't know. I said it right when they hired LaFleur, and I had to eat my words. I was like, why the hell did they hire this guy? Like, what do we do? Like, I understand, you know, work with McVay and all this kind of stuff. But I also do think that in a lot of situations where you have to kind of rise to the moment, like, it is very evident that they get out coached. They just do. Like, you know, I, I, I wonder, I mean, look at last week. We're playing the Patriots down a bunch of guys with a fucking third-string quarterback at home, and they eke one out in overtime. And granted, like that's it's not all on the floor because yesterday, I mean, the Packers were up seventeen to three. I was texting Bruce. I was like, Jesus Christ! Like, do you even like you? You're watching this team. Like, you think these guys can do? You know, saying whatever, and then they get a field goal before halftime, and then they're just non-existent in the second half. Rodgers did not play good in the second half at all, and again, the running game's a big part of it. I don't understand why they just completely abandoned it. Aaron Jones is unbelievable, and in they, space, in space, oh yeah. in Everywhere. the passing game, like he needs to get 25 touches a game. It doesn't matter how he's getting them, whether it's in the pass game or in the run game, but they do. They just completely abandon it, and that's what kind of killed them, you know, yesterday was they the the Giants would go on a, a long, you know, I think multiple times they had 15 play, you know, 70 yard, nine minute drives. They'd score a touchdown. The Packers get it back. They throw fucking three shots. <laughs> don't complete any of them. And then the defense is right back on the field. And I think I told these guys before the show, I said it in, in the kitchen. Like, I, I think it's kind of fool's gold because like it was my dumbass who before the year was saying, oh, you know, maybe the, the Packers, their defense is supposed to be the best it's been. And it's like this You're is saying the, a lot of that. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, everybody. A lot of people were. But this is the Packers' defense. This is how it's been year after year after year after year after year. If the offense doesn't play exceptionally well, like, I just don't know. Like, yeah, they have a lot of good pieces. They have a lot of good guys. But the book's out on Daniel Jones. And yesterday they made him look like fucking Joe Montana. They didn't have any wide receivers yesterday. They didn't have any. And that's the other thing where I think coaching comes in. Coaching really comes in. Top four or five were out of These teams, like, and I, I get it. It's the NFL. Everyone's good. But Dable, like, that comes down to coaching when you have a bunch of your fucking guys out and it's, you know, empowering everyone else who's having to step in, like making guys believe, hey, we can go beat a fucking Packers team who a lot of people think is supposed to go to the Super Bowl this year. And I just don't know if the floor has that. I really don't. How about before the last drive, the defense is going to have to go make a stop against Aaron freaking Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's 27-20. You get a stop, basically. It is game. And what do you see? You see Dable walking over to the yep. defensive side. Going, let's get a fucking stop. Yeah. Let's get it like to the D line, to the linebackers, to everybody. Now, I'm not saying that every coach has to act in the same manner, right? But them showing that and us getting to see that, it was like, I love that idea. But like, hey, let, we can beat fucking the Packers mm-hmm. right now. You guys get a stop, we win. Now they inevitably did with two batted on balls uh, at the end of that whole thing and having good communication. It appeared as if Aaron was going to go down and score. Mm-hmm. And I was actually thinking as they were driving, I'm like. 
It's tough for Dayball. Dayball goes over, let's get a stop, and then Aaron literally just walks right down the field. Waltz. But they get a stop at mm-hmm. the two. The Giants get a fucking massive win. And now a narrative about that guy that drives a blue F-150 has got to be Dayball is a hell of a coach. Him coming off that field, which is clearly a Green Bay Packers' favorite. For sure. Yeah. Big time. Audience. Yeah. It was a home game for the Packers. Him coming off that field screaming, let's go. Mm-hmm. And then you could tell there's a part of his brain that probably told him you shouldn't say what you're about to say. Mm-hmm. And then he actually says, let's fucking go like i love that guy awesome. yeah i love the giants winning i love teams that nobody had any expectations for showing up and rising to the moment and there's a lot of people that were going to think that we weren't going to say anything that you just said about the packers because we have aaron on here every single tuesday welcome to the program we go and tell the truth yeah. if we don't tell the truth what are we going to do we will talk about the packers because we do have aaron and also they're fucking in the nfc championship game like normally yeah. and they're supposed to go on a run this particular year the giants seem to be that team this year that's winning those games you don't think they're going to win it seems like the luck is on their side when it Hasn't been in the past, and it feels like Dayball is a fucking genius. I love everything about what the Giants got going on. I think hiring Wink Martindale, good move. Everything they've done since Dayball's gotten in the building feels like the right one, mm-hmm. and I'm happy for the fucking Giants in the whole tri-state area that's had a bunch of fucking losers for a very long time over there. Well, one of the best parts, I think, is it's damn near the same roster from last year for the Giants. Like, it really is just Dayball getting those guys to buy and believe and play hard for him. Like, you look at Carolina, people with Matt Rule will say, oh, he never really had a good chance, or he never had a good quarterback, he didn't have a good team. But, like, Dayball's got the same team that Joe Judge had, and he, they're four and one, and they're just playing their dicks off for him. Like I think that's the best part about the Giants, and when, for the Packers again, if it comes down to coaching, like how many times are we going to say, "Hey, we need to get Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon the ball more"? Like that just happened, and then what do they do? They gave him the ball more, and then Aaron Jones had 150 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns. I do wonder. That felt like a game especially early up 17-3 and the way they were just making it look easy and big dogs all by themselves. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're scheming. They're getting smart. They're getting creative. They're doing this whole thing. It's all coming together. You see Christian Watson, though. It seems like that guy's not a wide receiver yet. No. He is an extended running back that has a little bit more speed that they line up at wide receiver. I don't know if it's him not running the routes. I don't know if he can't catch. I don't know if he can't understand things. They're using him as a returner, Mm -hmm. so they're trying to get him the ball as much as possible, but it's in situations that are, like, kind of crafted for him. If – if that guy isn't going to show up for you after losing Devontae, and if Dobbs is going to become the guy, and Randall Cobb is going to be the one, if Randall Cobb yes. is going to be the one, it's an interesting dynamic over there right now on why you wouldn't give Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon yes. the rock a little bit more. And whose decisions are those? You know, are those yeah. Aaron's? Are those the floors? Is it a combination? Is it the team? You know, that's all the shit that we're going to try to figure out, I guess, tomorrow in our combo with Aaron. Well, and that's what I understand. Like, you know, and Aaron has said it, like, you know, the whole, like, uh, second half adjustments things kind of bullshit. But I don't know if I buy that. Because, like, look at the Packers dominated that fucking game so thoroughly in the first half. And then they went into halftime and Wink Martindale was like, okay, well, here's what we need to do. And the, the Packers didn't score a fucking offensive touchdown in the second half. And then on the flip side, like the defense, the Packers' defense, seems like they just don't ever make any adjustments. They get beat the same way, the same way, the same way, the same way, and you're just hoping that eventually, you know, what you're – I mean, it's like the definition of insanity. You do the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. That's not going to happen. And then, you know, yesterday, again, Bakhtiari, he's, he's playing, what, one every four – like, I don't know what, what's going on there, but that that matters too. Like, look at late in the game. He's, he's not playing. He gets a false start. You – you got you got to move back, and I don't know. It's just again, it's not like super panic time because I think the Packers will right the ship and they'll be Sounds there. Sounds like a little panicky, but it's just—I like, I wouldn't say it's panic. It's 
it's fucking frustrating. It's just like, God damn, it's it's so frustrating to watch. And part of it maybe is, you know, you're watching Iowa the day before and they fucking suck. <laughs> and I finally turned, by the way. On yeah, well, you have to. Uh, you have to. They yeah. fucking suck. Yeah, worst, I finally turned. Uh, worst, under. worst college football team maybe in the history of college football this year. It's fucking unbelievable. But No, Ferentz's son is the offense coordinator. He's a dipshit. Oh, yeah. He's a dipshit. Get Who? Brian Ferentz out of town. He's got a ring from the, the Pats because oh, yeah. Ferentz and, and – uh, Belichick or buddies, and he was the tight ends coach, you know, when they had Gronk. So, oh, he's got a Super Bowl ring. Genius. You know, he's a this guy's a genius. He's a fucking dipshit. Get him out of town. Fire his ass. They fucking suck. Who They're, won't fire him? His dad? Yeah. And, well, who's get, his dad? Kirk, the head coach. Well, listen, I'm. You not, guys love Kirk. He's one of Kirk's dogs. Yeah, you guys love Kirk. Literally one of, one of his pups. Pups. Yeah. Isn't Kirk like the big selling point? All the like, we got Kirk. He's yeah. the guy. All the ex players are like Kirk. Dog. Love that guy. Well, we send guys to the league. That's the selling point. That's the selling point. But I'm saying the, the problem is nobody the, from offense going to the NFL from Iowa. Offensive line. No, no skill positions. Definitely not. Absolutely not. And tight that's ends. never going to happen. Tight that's ends. never going to change. Yeah, tight ends. But I mean, well, he had zero they fucking suck, so. period. That's a, but, but that is the thing is like they suck. And then on Sundays, it's like, okay, well, it's all right because the Packers are going to score, you know, yeah. 45 points on Sunday. It's going to be fun. And we'll have kind of a, and that ain't the case anymore. And it's, it's, it's tough. Oh, Ty, you okay? It's really tough. Ty, we're, hey, Ty, we're hey, here for you. Hey, Tuesday night, Yankees, baby. <laughs> okay, here, here we go. go. Here we go. Someone get this Let's guy. Let's go get a, a fucking ring. Let's Everyone's ring. team fucking stinks. Yeah, okay? it is. Whoa, whoa, whoa. My team whoa. stinks. stinks. Towns team stinks. stinks. Ty, your team stinks. appears to stink right now. Yes. Still have hope, though. You still have hope. We don't really mm-hmm. have, I mean. Nope. I don't really have much hope. What are you no. talking about? You're first in the division. Texans beat the Jags yesterday. Yeah. All right. All right. Titans got two, a big two win one. against Commanders. All right. Cool, cool, cool. All these things are cool, 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 cool. They're going to turn it around. You have an astronaut. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, cool. Fucking... They're going to get a left tackle tomorrow. I'm not sure we're winning the Super Bowl. Jim hey, plays What? Uh, I'm not sure the Colts Jim plays winning. concerts. He needs to do more of them at halftime instead of the shit that we're forced to watch. <laughs> paying $150,000 for that suite. I mean, let's fucking put a little... We got Aldi version Captain America running Can't around there it. jumping jacks and, and cartwheels. Yeah. Can't have it. Can't have it. Paying 150 racks for that suite. Let's fucking win a little bit. Nonetheless, maybe the Colts turn around. Maybe the Packers turn around. But in the current setting, your team fucking stinks. Whoa. Your team stinks. Yep. Your team stinks. Yep. My team stinks. Foxy's team always stunk. Yep. Yep. Zito's team fucking stinks. Nick's oh. team is Diggs' team. Stinks. They stink. Mm-hmm. This is a wild time to be a part of this show because just one year ago it was, <laughs> hey, <laughs> King's Castle. Yeah, yeah, look exactly. at us. Most exactly. winningest franchise the last 20 years, all four of us out here. Yeah, the top four teams since 2000. That was, that was crazy. I forget when that was, if it was last year we brought that up, but it's legitimately Colts, Patriots, Steelers, Packers. One, two, three, and four, most wins since Not, 2000. Yeah, since 2000. And now it seems like it's the dawn of a new day. Yeah, Speaking of a new day, shout out to the Saints. The Saints bring Taysom Hill back mm-hmm. into the fold, and Taysom Hill starts doing what Taysom Hill does. Not only did he recover a fumble, on a blocked punt, okay, right. which is unbelievable yeah. special teams play. Yep. He rushed for three and threw for one. It was a Taysom Hill showdown against the Seahawks. Now, I will say Geno Smith appears to be a guy yes, for is. that Seahawks team. If the Seahawks end up winning this game, which it did become a shootout, mm-hmm. it became a shootout between yep. them. There's going to be throws that we would have put on today from Geno dropping balls in a bucket in between two safeties mm-hmm. where it's like, damn, Geno Smith is balling right now. The Seattle Seahawks might be better with Geno Smith than they would be with this year's Russell Wilson that has shown up in Denver. That is a conversation that everybody's uh, having, and everybody's kind of on the side of Geno Smith. I think Geno and the Seahawks are certainly surprising some people. DK Ty, still guys. Uh-huh. But nonetheless, Taysom Hill, on the ground, in the air, on special teams, had a Taysom Hill 
day. And I think if the Saints can continue to do that with Kamara getting some action yep. and getting some yards, oh, yeah. maybe the Saints are able to kind of rally towards the end of the season here. They're two and three. They were one and three going into the game. A loss basically signifies them to be completely out of the hunt. And instead, they get a win with Taysom Hill doing his thing. And now they're back in at two and three, especially with the way the Bucks have been playing, which has not been that fantastic. I'm happy for the Saints. I'm happy for the Seahawks, even though they got a loss. But Taysom Hill seems to do things that nobody else can do. And I'm happy the Saints are kind of tapping back into that. Time. And it's like I feel like in years past, he would have like one of these games every once in a while. But I feel like he's been scoring almost every single week now, especially with Jameis out. Um, and they're kind of having to not manufacture offense, but do different things with Andy. Because uh, Michael Thomas has been out now, Alave is going to be out. Yeah. So like well, this, Andy drew somebody off sides late. Yeah, yeah he's a but they got the car wrong. Savvy yeah. vet. He's a savvy vet. But um, he was not happy that that was a false. Start. No, no, he no, was. Not. No, no, no. Really thought that person was off sides, and the ref. Oh, daggummit! Jesus Come on. Christ, you don't know. Now I ask a question: Should Taysom be back there all the time? I know. Or well, is it? Or is it working? Or is it, it work, just a couple years ago? Is it working because he's not yeah. back yeah. there all the time? Remember. Yeah. Because he's just a gadget guy? Yeah, let him be Taysom Hill. You can't try and mold him into one player. He is eight different players. You can't have him play one position. And it's great to watch. It's, it's unbelievable. He's awesome. The highlights are awesome. Yeah. yeah. He had a wham block on, a, on like Ooh. a DN. To win the game. Yeah. yeah. To win the game, to close this thing out, two minutes left, no, one timeout left for the Seahawks. First down basically locks it up, uh, yep. and Taysom Hill pulls across. Boom. Bang. Let me clear this thing out for you. Let me awesome. account for four touchdowns and also the game-winning block <laughs> yeah. and a fumble recovery on special teams. Taysom Hill, congratulations. That's off. Is he going to be NFC Offensive Player of the Week? Oh, oh, yeah. Special Teams Player of the Week? All three. Did maybe? he play defense yesterday? Did he get any snaps on the defense side of the ball? Have. By the way, gambling-wise, uh, Seattle, the greatest over team potentially right now because their offense is really good and their defense is fucking terrible. Almost as bad as Lions. Let's keep an eye on Almost. That. Let's keep an eye That's on That's why that. they scored 100 points. Those two teams scored 100 points against each other last week. Let's keep an eye on the Seahawks overs there. Mm-hmm. Tone, that's a good piece of information. One half of the hammer. on Cowboys. Tone, tonight you were saddling the super boost horse yet again. You know, we didn't talk about Texans and Jags. That that was no, you said, you there was said no touchdowns until the fourth quarter, ah, I believe. It was 6-6 six, six at one point. Trevor Lawrence <laughs> making plays, making mistakes. Feels like they're on the right side of things. Though. Right. Jags are certainly in a much different spot than they were a year ago when their coach wasn't flying home. He was on dance floor, and he was kicking the kicker. That's yeah. right. Getting laughed out of meetings. <laughs> Seems like they're on the right path. Texans are able to get their first win. Uh, Damian Pierce, the running back for the Texans, was the star yesterday. Yep. And I was talking to AQ Shipley a little bit about it. There was no holes really for him. Dude, no. He's grinding shit out. Mm-hmm. Damian Pierce seems to be a dog. Yeah. I think we should remember that. They got Dougie Mills. He accounted for zero touchdowns <laughs> yesterday. Mm-hmm. The game was wildly boring. Yeah. Texans get their first win. They're off the schneid. But that race for the first overall pick is going to be a real one. Because I think Texans are going to win a few more games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think like four wins might be... You know, uh-huh. three, four wins. Now, the Panthers might be sitting in a position to get to number one overall. Who knows if they traded that, though? Do we know? I just saw Don't uh, think they a did. tweet about they only have four picks next year. I think one of them was a first, yeah. I think. I mean, there's a chance the Panthers have given that away yeah. four or five different Panthers times. Panthers may never be good again. No. Tepper's going to figure it out. Is he? <laughs> they may never be good again. Like, Ooh. how can you – like, I just – the whole having to do a rebuild – and again. then just being like, hey, our rebuild didn't work. We got to rebuild <laughs> yeah. again. Like, there's, there's no signs of hope. Well, then filing for bankruptcy on your new building yeah. uh-huh. in the state because the state didn't hold up its end of the bargain, which 
hey, that's how business is done, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. In the state, not holding up their end of the bargain, you never guess that would happen ever. No. Oh. That's not something the government's ever do. No, it never no, happened. That's weird. Hmm. Spite bankruptcy. Nonetheless, but that's bad karma, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think that's very bad. <laughs> I think that's bad juju for, yeah. the, for the entire team. I don't think that's good news for the state and the squad as a whole. And they talk about how good their defense is, but like when you're going through something like this, like, Give up. Any of these fucking guys you think they want to re-sign with the Panthers? It's like, oh, God, just give me to my next year. Let me be a free agent. Let me get the fuck out of here. Christian McCaffrey made a couple plays. Yeah. Yeah. Robbie Anderson had a huge catch. Mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield actually made a couple plays. But there was a pick that he had where he overthrew a guy who was pick six, changed the entire thing in the second quarter. Yeah. 55 seconds left in the second quarter. They're down seven to the San Francisco 49ers with one timeout left, looking to put points on the board. Instead, overthrow pick six, 17-3, going into the locker room at half. It's tough to rally the squad at halftime for that. Now, all the blame will be uh, placed on Baker here. Uh, He obviously misses Christian McCaffrey high. Christian tries to make a play. Pick six happens. Can't have that happen before half, uh, especially whenever you're down seven trying to get some points. But that's just, I mean, their problems are vast. Yeah, Yeah. huge. Just fired a coach. Yep. Now, Steve Wilkes will be the interim head coach. Mm -hmm. He won three and 13 as head coach. Let's go, Steve. Cardinals. With the Cardinals. Only up from here. He was... uh, you would hope. I don't know. Maybe, actually. <laughs> I don't know. You could sink to deeper depths, I think. <laughs> so maybe he learned from that Baker's experience. Hurt too. Maybe he learned from that experience. He's able to make them better. Maybe Darnold would get in. Yeah. Does he can't dress? Be, he can't be worse than Baker. He was Does on he the dress? I, he was on the he IR. He was on the IR with an injury because he had a high ankle sprain. Um, so Corral, then? Or no, PJ? he's Walker. He's played PJ Walker. Yeah. Corral's out, too, with a foot. Yeah, he's out for Liz the Frank. <sighs> Panthers. Sorry, Panthers. Trade yeah. for Flacco. Or Jason Rudolph. <laughs> yeah. Or, or Matt Ryan. Yes. Or Cooper Rush. Carson Wentz. Taylor Heineke. Commanders fans? Huh? Huh? Go ahead. Huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? That's something you want to say? Just say it. You're obsessed with that guy. We're a football show. We got to talk about football teams. Mm-hmm. We only talk about the Packers, I thought. We only talk about the Colts, I thought. We only talk about the Steelers, I thought. We only talk about the Lions, I thought. We only talk about the Patriots, I thought. Why do you always talk about this guy? He's a fucking starting quarterback in the NFL that happened to be on a team that I was fucking rooting for for one year, and I got to experience it. Super Bowl champion, this guy. One of the biggest stories. So don't tell me I'm obsessed with anybody, and I'm not petty. I think Carson Wentz is good at football. Mm -hmm. But going into this season, I told Commanders fans exactly what to expect. This dude threw for like 340 yards yesterday. yeah. Yeah. He you, made some great throws yeah. yesterday. You look at the box score, it's like, holy shit. Oh, Damn. Carson Wentz. A lot of great balling. catches uh, by those. Terry McLaurin makes some plays. I mean, the, the squad yeah. over there had some moments yeah. yesterday where they were going to beat the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Sure. It all came down to 21-17, first and goal on the two-yard line. Carson Wentz, first throw, goes out of the back of the end zone to the left, almost intercepted, was a throwaway, we thought, until a Titans player was in the picture. Mm -hmm. Holy hell, how is that guy that close to that ball? Carson knew exactly how far to throw it, so the person would have to step out. Perfect. Second play, almost an interception yet again. Mm -hmm. Then the third play, third and goal, was this particular play in which Carson thought it was a touchdown when he threw it, and that is exactly what we're talking about. Carson's means well. Carson tries the ball. He just threw it into triple coverage right there with the game on the line. Pick, obviously, could go down and score. Chooses not to. Gets tackled. Great news. Game over. 
Titans win, Commanders lose. Yet again, he threw three picks and three plays. Only one of them counted. I'm not saying that's his fault. Who's calling the plays? That can go into question. But yesterday, you got to experience an entire Carson Wentz experience. He's very fucking good at football. I love watching Carson Wentz play football when he's playing good. But there's a lot of times where it's like, why is he doing that with the football? Especially when we're on the two, down four, less than 15 seconds on the clock. Why is he throwing in triple coverage? Why is his throwaway not going into the fucking stadium? Oh As opposed God. to almost being a toe-tap pick on first and goal from the two when you're down four. It's like those are the type of things you're going to have to live with. And the cardiac Carson experience can be a great one, like you saw yesterday. had a big, big touchdown. couple oh, of huge. Yeah. And then there's going to be a moment where it's real. He might be able to get that out of his uh, repertoire, but it doesn't appear as if he's done it yet. I'm pulling for him, though, and for Commanders fans as a whole. Congrats to the Titans on another win. Derrick Henry gets in a couple times. Uh Tannehill makes a couple big plays. Defense is obviously able to get a stop, so congrats to Vrabel and the Titans for turning it around. Everybody thought they were potentially dead the first couple weeks because they looked terrible. They're on a little bit of a winning streak, but the Commanders and Carson seem to be the same old Carson, and you know it's going to be a long season for them. I don't think anybody knows. You need to get your blood pressure tested now, and at the end of the season because you might need to be on a lookout for a heart problem with Carson Wentz being your quarterback commanders fans yeah I mean like you mentioned it like he is who he is like he, he, how, how long are we going to say like well hey maybe Carson will you know figure out he needs to protect the football a little bit like the guy's fucking been in the NFL for like six years hasn't he like th- th- this is who this guy is mm-hmm. he's not changing and yet you can't lose at home Robinson coming out of the tunnel oh, like how man, awesome man. that oh. was like it it seems like that's when it's just like the universe is telling you, like, hey, we don't want you guys to win, okay? Like, you guys do not deserve to win because you have this fucking amazing, awesome story, cool moment, and that's what's that like. That's your comeuppance. That's what you get. Sorry. That's it, just the way it goes. It's a shame, the commanders. It's a, being alleged now that Daniel Snyder's lawyers were the ones that leaked the Allen tw- uh, emails, 400,000 of them, uh-huh. because they were trying to get a little heat off of Snyder and on to uh, Allen, who was the president of the Washington mm-hmm. football team at the time, the one who came out and said, our culture is actually pretty good, <laughs> if you do recall. Uh, so allegedly, there's a report. This is all alleged. We don't know what's real or not. Dan Snyder's lawyers were the ones that leaked all those emails to get the heat off of Snyder and on to Allen. Nobody remembers Allen or his first name. The only thing we remember is that John Gruden, it was wide open in emails, uh-huh. saying things he shouldn't say, and got fired. Now he's suing the entire NFL. So Dan Snyder's lawyers allegedly leaked the emails that is going to set up open of discovery in the John Gruden versus the NFL lawsuit that's going to be worth hundreds of millions of dollars, we assume. There's reports on the internet, so who knows if they're real or not, that the other owners are going to potentially do their duty and what they're allowed to do, which is maybe have a vote on whether or not Snyder should still have a team. That place is a shit show. Yeah. It, it honestly is. Is Ron Rivera a guy? I think a lot of Commanders fans were tweeting me last night saying, what has Ron Rivera ever done mm-hmm. that says he's a great head coach or whatever? It's like, well, a couple years ago, I was able to keep the building standing yeah. when it was burning down, so, so right he might back. be a good leader of men. Went to a uh, Super Bowl. He won uh, Coach of the Year. With the Carolina Panthers. Yep. Picked the name, the Commanders. Was part of that. Well, that wasn't great. Uh, last team to talk about here in the NFC is another one, the Kings of the North right now. Yeah. Kirk Cousins started 18 of 18 yesterday. Balling. Justin Jefferson was 8 of 8, 8 targets, 8 catches for like 100 yards yeah. in the first half. Dalvin Cook scored two tuds. I, don't, I think those were his first two tuds of the season. It feels like the Kevin O'Connell offense in which Justin Jefferson will be last year's Cooper Cup and Adam Thielen will be able to work. And we got a running back in Dalvin Cook that we haven't used you know, to his entirety yet. And then Kirk Cousins is not only just running in, 
you know, and scoring himself. He's slinging a pill and very comfortable and very confident. He's rocking a chain, you know, on his trip back from England. I just <laughs> think this Vikings team sitting at four and one right now mm-hmm. at the top of the NFC North looks different, feels different. And with the Packers doing what the Packers are currently doing and the Bears losing – you know, just yesterday to the Vikings and Victor the Viking basically dunking on Zito's head yeah. all day, every day. And with the Lions to getting... rebuilt rebuild team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the Lions <laughs> rebuilding as well. It just feels like this might be the year setting up for the Vikings, especially after watching them yesterday. Well, and yesterday feels like one of those games that Kirk Cousins and the Vikings usually would have lost. Like, sure. they get out ahead, he starts playing well in the first half, and then the second half they kind of let the Bears, you know, come back in and, you know, win the game. But instead, Kirk Cousins, after going down... Leads the team down, scores a touchdown. I think they got a two-point conversion after it. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the Vikings might be that good of a team. And the first-year coaches, like, I feel like you can't say enough about how much Kevin O'Connell has made them that much better because that's another team that feels, you know, eerily similar to what they were last year. But instead of having these games where they go, you know, down or up early and then inevitably lose it like they were with Zimmer last season before, you know, Kirk Cousins and Zimmer were telling each other, and, you know, yelling at each other on the sidelines, hitting each other, grabbing each other. With Kevin O'Connell, you know, they're just locked in. And you look at him, you look at Dable. I, I think you can even still point to McDaniel in Miami before everything kind of fell apart. Like the offensive-minded coaches that are in their first year mm-hmm. all seem to be doing really well. And this is probably the best Kirk Cousins we've seen in the last five years. And then if you think about Stefanski and Taylor, that last, and Cliff, you think about that last generation of offensive yeah. guys mm-hmm. seem to be sputtering a little bit. Yeah. New guys seem to be having success thus far. Yes. Still very early into the NFL season. Mm-hmm. A lot can be figured out, but there's a lot to chat about. We'll continue doing such on the other side of this five-minute break. A.J. Hawk, the man just ripped the leather on my seat from jamming this thing on it. I mean, it goes up and down clearly like every seat in the history. I mean, you guys are Neanderthal. Yeah. Simple. He said I didn't do that. That's what he texted me. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so who did then? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because I would like to know. We'll check the tape, I, I was going to say, check. we got cameras everywhere, so. We'll check the tape, I guess. Who just jammed? Bam. But they had to almost flip this desk, jamming it in there. How hard to rip this ladder. Can't wait to talk to AJ about that. AJ. What are his thoughts on the Packers team? Damn. He's not going to like all the press. The, oh, oh we could have done this. Yeah. We could have done that. We should have done this. We should have done that. That never happens. That's not good. That's what, like, the maybe the most concerning thing is that shit really never happens. It's always from the outside, you know, and then there was Rogers saying relax, but it's never fucking players openly having differing thoughts. Like, that, that never happens. All right, let's get to a break, and then we'll be back on the other side. Justin Tucker is the guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I fucking love them. Dog. We'll go through the Ravens and the Bengals game if you fell asleep last night like some people on this stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Primetime games need to go. Yeah. yeah, They've been tough. The tonight, last three. Tonight, tonight has though, to go. Mm-hmm. Tonight, Points. You got Patrick Mahomes on primetime. You would mm-hmm. think. Devontae, Waller, Renfro. Come on. Yeah, that's the other team. We're talking about Travis Kelsey, sure. Patrick Mahomes. Because <laughs> then we're banking on Carr. Not that we shouldn't, but I think the NFL right now is thinking to themselves, Come on, Patty. Come on, Patty. Patty. We got bad primetime games back to back to back to back to back right now. We are the ratings king. Will that continue? We can't just continue to put out these duds in primetime. Not that any football game is a dud. Every game matters. That's why the 17-game season is very vital and beautiful. But there has been some very boring brands of football being put on television. And the reason why the rules are being changed is so that there isn't boring, bland (laughs) football on television because the ratings are what they are. Last night, the AFC North matchup between the Bengals and the Ravens, although one 
team dominated the first quarter. The other team dominated the second quarter. Second half kind of got stale on either side, and Justin Tucker got to showcase how fucking great he is. A 58-yarder and a game winner. Right down the pipe, never a doubt for any of them. He is all the way back after an incredible college football Saturday slate and NFL Week 5 Sunday slate. We sit here overreacting to everything. Some teams that have notoriously stunk are good. Some teams that have notoriously stunk still stink. Maybe even worse than they've ever stunk before. And some of the greats have remained consistent within matchup this evening to wrap up Week 5 that we all are going to have our eyes glued upon as the Raiders travel to the home. Of the Chiefs. They did that at the University of Kansas on Saturday. It was awesome. I actually thought to myself the same thing that I think about whenever I was at the Colts Chiefs game. Oh, shit. I forgot they did that. Oh, that makes sense. They would be doing that right now. Small little um, side story here. Middle of uh, making picks on game day. Yeah. National Anthem comes on. Mm -hmm. Sure. Oh. Okay. Stand up. Stage wasn't that big. We're on the sideline, so they got to keep the amount of space. Stand up. I'm right next to Reese. Obviously, we all know how it's going. Dez, Reese, me, Riggle, Herb Street. Stand up to do the national anthem thing, and Reese stands up. Reese stares at the field, okay? So Reese is staring this way at the field. Normally, there's at least one flag on the field somewhere, so that's a safe bet. I also started staring at the field like this for the national anthem. Then I realized there's no flag on the field anywhere. And then I started looking at where everybody else is looking. Everybody else is looking at Jumbotron here to my left. So I slowly turned to my left like this right here. Reese still staring this way, locked in. I, he, was, uh, he was like, I think, in the middle of yeah. like oh. a moment almost. Mm -hmm. Like it was cool to kind of watch. Me and Reese, though, are about this far away. He's <laughs> yeah. staring straight this way, hand over heart. I'm staring straight this way, hands at the side. I'm like, somebody's going to get a photo. I'm going to look like oh, just what we talked about last week. Yeah. The worst human of all yeah. time. Did you go to the heart? No. I, I said, I, don't, I know that that is for active members yeah. of the military. And I don't care if you do it. I don't feel like I am need to do it. Reese was doing what he thought he should do. Reese, great guy. Love Reese. But there was a moment in the middle of that national anthem where I was like, oh, no. Don't find photography. Oh, no. A photo's going to come. No I'm going to look like a fucking well, terrible guy. So then I look around. I'm like, is everybody looking towards a jumbotron? And everybody was. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So maybe, no maybe I won't be the case. But I felt like Reese is like the greatest guy of all time, and he was doing that. I thought I was going to end up in a bad spot. So as soon as I'm done with that conversation, uh, it gets to the home. I'm done. And I'm like sitting there, and then, jeez. I'm oh, jeez. I almost said, oh, shit. We're mic'd up now. We're still live uh -huh. on the air, mic'd up or whatever. And I sit back down, and I have like 45 conversations with myself. I'm like, I might be the most anti-patriotic person of all time. <laughs> yeah. uh, was I looking in the right direction? I don't know. Home and Chiefs still hits. Of course they're doing that. Let's get to another pick, I guess. So let's go ahead and do this. But that was a whole – had a whole – anyways, tonight, going to be a great game. Yeah. University of Kansas was fantastic. Kansas was electrifying. I assume it's going to be like that this evening. Talks to Tibbles here at Boston Connor at Ty Schmidt. One half of the hammer. Dad. Cowboys, Tony Diggs is here. Tony, great to see you. Congrats on winning that Super Bowl. Great to see you. you go, Tony. Can I ask? Yeah. Well, where was Riggle looking? Because he's a military man. He was behind me, so I couldn't. Oh. Small. He's back yeah. there. You're right. When we were with Hangman, though, Texas, yep. uh, he played, you know, Top Gun pilot. Yeah, right. I don't, know, I don't know if he's actually in the military, but he at least had to go through the training of it and everything sure. like that. Yeah. So I was just watching what he did. We looked straight out. This one, I mean, me and Racer, literally, he's like right here. 
we're real close. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, this is very uncomfortable. <laughs> Am I doing it right or is Reese doing it right? And I didn't have move to turn either. Chair here. I mean, if I were chair, if I were to turn, it would have been a big, big to do. Yeah, like, sure. Too fat of an ass. Was Reese looking at Riggle? No, he was looking at the field. Okay, okay. I don't know where Riggle. Riggle was back here. So I wasn't sure if Reese couldn't find a flag, and he was like, this man serves, so I'm just going to stare <laughs> him in the eyes. <laughs> I thought we were going to ooh-rah together, too. He's hoo-ah. Oh, he's a hoo guy. Hua. Yeah. Yeah, but he's in the Marines. I yeah, thought I Marines thought so was ooh-rah. Ooh-rah. Maybe it's like different. We were grunting at each other. Okay. We are grunting I, at each I other. That works. That works. That's like barking. Kansas also played Pump It Up right before. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't help it. Yeah, I was. Had to. I was losing. Anytime we go into those stadiums, they had a great DJ over there. Mm -hmm. TCU walked by there, big fucking team. When Dez, Dez was not lying. Dez was like, I just saw Doug, and he probably already had his pick in for TCU, mm -hmm. but I had picked Kansas before the show even started. As TCU is walking by us, I'm literally, there's some big fucking guys. Texas. This is a big team. And then Duggan was at the end. It was like, Duggan's a big – he can move, too. Yeah. I immediately regretted it, but felt too good about Kansas. I'm going to stick with him in there. Nonetheless, yeah. college game day in Kansas was electrifying. We're in Tennessee this mm -hmm. upcoming weekend. Joining us now is a man who's going to break down all of the stuff that happened yesterday for the first time today because he joins us for the last two hours of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hall. A.J., how you doing, pal? Oh, I'm doing great. I saw a little bit. Ty seems to be struggling. I know Iowa has been doing that to him, and now the Packers lose in London. So tough time right now for the, for the whole program, really, I guess. Yeah, the whole program's down yeah. right now, but the NFL is up, so that's all that matters. We'll do it because this is bigger than us. That's right. That's right. It is. This is bigger yes, than us, AJ. Shoot. Let's get your take It takes here. all of us. It does take it does. all of us. We've been doing that for the last three years. We've been saying that for the last three years. I'm happy the whole world has finally bought in. I did see some more masks. In Kansas? <laughs> really? Yeah. And I thought to myself, Were they performance you're not on COVID anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't want to be the one because I thought they probably knew something that I don't know. Maybe this is just a new thing that some people are going to do forever. Hope you stay safe. Hope you're happy. And if you have information that we don't have about why you're wearing a mask and we're not, please share. Mm -hmm. We would like to hear. I am all ears. I might look like a meathead dipshit doofus, like everybody calls me on college football, basically. But I am willing to listen. I am willing to change. Uh, that is uh, judging a book by its cover, which I think you guys say you're not supposed to do. You're fucking terrible people. People, not me. Nonetheless, let's move on. Green Bay Packers, AJ. Yesterday was tough. That was a game we all thought that Aaron Rodgers was going to win. And now, granted, we know Aaron. A you know Aaron a lot better than everybody. I know Aaron a little bit better, I think, than most people. The boys do as well because we get the chance to mm -hmm. chat with them every single week. Got a chance to golf with them and chat with them every once in a while. That felt like it had the makings of being an Aaron Rodgers showcase game. His first time in England. He's a world traveler. Loves seeing things. Was hanging out with Ted Lasso. Yeah. Was on the pitch with Alan Lazard for the women's national team. Taking on the Lions of the Great Britain squad mm -hmm. out there. You know, it felt like this was going to be an Aaron Rodgers is in England for the first time. European fans, how you doing show? And at the beginning of the game, it look like that he was dealing we're talking about good throws good windows they were drawing up plays in which big dog was able to score tuds wide open they took a nice 17 to 3 lead in the second quarter and we all thought that was all she wrote 9 30 game things over by 10 15 let's keep it moving into a sunday week five that day bowl in giant squad fought back make plays when they had to got a big time stop on aaron Rodgers two times three times at uh, uh on the two yard line aaron jones comes out afterward and says me and aj dylan called guys ball 
ball in there. Defense says, no need to panic right now. If we lose next week, then we'll panic. Aaron says, let's not even fucking, okay, manifest losing next week. I don't like it at all. Are they in disarray over there, AJ? What are your thoughts on the Packers? Are they going to be able to turn this around? Feels like Ty and the Packers fans are losing a lot of faith quickly here early in an NFL season, AJ. I mean, I think that is the thing. Yeah, it is early. It's definitely early in the season. Now, I don't think they'll have like the crazy issues that some teams may lead to where you do have guys kind of talking after the game that aren't on the exact same page. They'll, I think that's something that with Aaron there with the floor, they'll, they'll clean that up. That won't really be an issue. But as long as Aaron stays healthy, yeah, they're going to be fine. They should have a great chance, but they better figure it out pretty quick, like they said. And it is kind of weird saying, oh, if we lose next week, then we got to panic. But. Okay, what if you – all right. Then if you lose next week, you say we're done, season's over? Or you <laughs> yeah. say, hey, if we lose next week, now it's done. I had a special teams coordinator. He was new to the NFL. He was a college coach, came into the NFL. Probably a good guy. I didn't know him well enough. Probably a good guy. <laughs> I don't know. He, he's probably – you know what I mean? Like one of those things. I was too young at the time to have an opinion. But after like a week four or week five loss, he's like, I'm broken. I don't know what to say. <laughs> in the meeting, what? in the special teams meeting. And everybody's like, Wait, he's the head special teams coach? Yeah. Like, what is this guy? What the fuck, bub? <laughs> kidding me? He said, I've cried all the tears I could cry. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're supposed to be the one that's like, hey, uh, not that big of a deal. But that's kind of what it found, uh, sounded like with Jair Alexander. Is like, listen, this uh, obviously we should have won this game. We were up a lot, and we weren't able to do anything on the offense side. We lose to the sorry-ass Jets next week. The fact he even knew who he was playing next week, I think, is interesting. And, you know, some players are much smarter than other players. But it is a fascinating thing to bring up. And I, I do like the fact that Schneidman, though, went right over to Aaron and was like, hey, Aaron, uh, I was wondering if you heard what Jair literally, yeah. literally just said. And uh, I was wondering if you were panicking about the offense as well. And Aaron's like, no, okay, offense to get it figured out. Frankly, I don't like all this conversation about losing next week. I'm a firm believer in the power of words and manif- manifestation. Hey, what does he say about words, AJ? Uh, how you spell it, cause spells or something? Yeah, they're spelled because they cast spells and yes. they build narratives. Is so that real? He's got, what's that? It's he absolutely that. real. Yeah, it's like TV channels, programming. Yeah, this is when mm-hmm. you were being a dad, good dad, new dad. He came on here mm-hmm. and he said, yeah. you got to be, because I called uh, ayahuasca a drug. Yep. That's right. And then. Don't do that to your kid, Diggs. Boy, oh, well, boy. I didn't know. I didn't know. I missed wizard. Plant. I didn't know. I missed wizard talk. One hundred and one. Was it a wizard, wizard talk? talk. Oh, which is, which is brew. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Hocus pocus too. Heard it's it was a, stunk. No. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I heard no. the same thing. It was underwhelming. Calm it's down. A, it's their time of year right now. Everybody needs to relax. Yeah. Hocus pocus. Let it live. This yeah. is literally the only time. Right. There's no reason for hocus pocus one or two to get buried Sorry. right now because motherfuckers are watching it for the first time Sorry. all year. You're Let's right, go ahead and right. let other Come people on. judge that. Right. With that being said, the reason why words are spelled. Did you know this, Tone? We didn't get I'm taught this at right Holiday now. Park Elementary. <laughs> no, we did not. In Plum is because they cast spells, and the spells are the narratives that are built up immediately around it. For instance, marijuana. What is that? What would you say that is? That's plant. You did it. Boom. You just you chose not to listen. Tony. That's what I thought. It's no, that's what it is. What's ayahuasca? That's a fucked up drug. Same Tone. That's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> Bite your tongue, damn Think it. Think about how that's spelled. F-U-C-K-E-D-U-P-D-R-U-G. Tone. Think about what that's saying immediately upon being spelled out. This thing's not good for you. But if you were to say ayahuasca, well, that's a point. Yeah, that's all. That's spelled and casting spells a lot differently, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. I'm going to go home and think about that tonight. Yeah, manifest on that shit. Hey, baby. And actually, baby fucking wear this bad boy. Thank you. Oh, yeah. This thing will Whoa. Change your life. Good snack. Hey, there's a lot of hard drugs that come from plants as well, though. 
Yeah, would, cocaine. Right? <laughs> no, no, but I think I think what he you was gotta, talking you about. You got to do more to it, I guess. You have to you have to do a lot of you got to add stuff to it. He was That's talking about the plant as a whole because I saw some people are like cocaine's coca plants. It's like well, also gasoline yeah. and yeah. other stuff that gets cut up into it. Sometimes fentanyl Thanks in some Biden. places. Thanks a lot, Pablo. So I think that's what Aaron was talking about. But nonetheless. Jair Alexander hopped right into the Aaron Rodgers think tank here. Yeah, he did. And, and Matt Schneidman knew that whenever he went <laughs> over there. Uh, and we've got to check ourselves on that because talking about that is not winning football. There was conversation about it in the locker room, and I don't like it. Jaws my guy, but we don't need to be talking like that. Then Aaron Jones, you know, his whole statement about being on the two, him and A.J. Dillon could get in the end zone. I'm, I'm, I'll put my money on it. Hey, I'll put my money on it. Is there a problem over there? You think they get it handled before uh, this upcoming week? Because the Jet, this is not the time to be like – Oh, we got the Jets. The Jets are a team now. The Jets are playing with a lot of confidence. The Jets are playing with a lot of, like, buy They got a dude that can absolutely right. run the ball, too, when he has it in his hands. Yeah, Brees Hall is a difference yeah. maker. He seems to be finding his, like, kind Sala's of Salah's on the field celebrating again. Like, Salah's juiced. Yeah, it does feel like right. the Jets have something going right now, for sure. Now's not the time to be like, oh, we got the Jets next no. week. We'll bounce back. It's like. Do not let them get to a hot start. Get off to a hot start, either. Mm-hmm. Don't let Zach Wilson get hot early. No. Yeah, because he'll start gritting all yep. over. Boys will buy in. Is that in Lambeau or in New York? That's at Lambeau. Oh, my God. All the moms uh, over there. I know. Yeah, I know. Look out. That's Zach Wilson with those Wisconsin moms. Just fill them up with cheese and crumpets. Yeah, Zach is going to. The crumpets, crumpets were left behind. Yeah, come on. Oh. Yeah. A lot of cheese heads over there in England, though. Thought it was going to be a big win for the Packers. Nonetheless, Giants get the win. And Dayball might be. You know, like the best culture cultivator in the history of football. The ability to turn that team around as quickly as he did, bring in Wink Martindale from the moment he stepped out of that blue F-150 to yesterday. It seems like every step he's made has gone positively. And him walking off that field going, let's go, let's fucking go. I love it. The NFC seems to have some teams again, and the fucking Giants might be one of them, AJ. Well, I know the Giants went on what? 15-play, 91-yard drive, Fourth capped quarter. off by a two-yard touchdown, I believe. Like, yep. That right there, if you, it's so difficult to do that as an offense in the NFL to, to go that far and drive the distance, and the fact that they did, I mean, yeah, it does say a lot about the Giants. They're winning games, I guess, that people didn't expect them to win. So for the Giants fans, hopefully they can keep it up, I guess. I hope so, and the Jets are also winning. Look at that. Hey, go ahead, New Jersey teams. Yeah, how about it, huh? Out of nowhere. Go ahead, uh, New Jersey teams. I'm incredibly proud and pumped for all your fan bases. Zito just told me something about since 2016. I did not hear the rest of it. Zito, what'd you say, pal? Uh, winning record since 2015. That was the last time. They both both New York teams. Oh, okay, okay, got it. Got it. I wasn't looking at the stat. You were looking Is Zach at Wilson a dude, though? Do, are, you, are you sold on Zach Wilson? When I saw him gritty in Pittsburgh... I said, this guy's a guy. Mm-hmm. And I am a big guy that just believes in like the confidence of players, and that has led me astray. But I think you can read players in whether or not they think the team is worth a fuck or not. I honestly believe that. There's little things that are happening in press conferences, or little things that happen during a game where you're watching a player and you're like, ah, oh, that guy doesn't believe in what they're doing. That guy doesn't believe in what they're doing. Or it seems like this team is all the way bought in. It has led me astray numerous times in the past, but I feel like Zach Wilson has the confidence, the swagger, and the team around him right now seems to be all bought in on him being good. I do believe in Zach Wilson. I think he's probably going to get hurt. You know, I mean, the toughness it takes. Look at that nice shot he just took. Yeah, helmet to helmet. And he gets up and tries to get the ball as well. I I like, I think Zach Wilson could be a guy. Why not, AJ? Why not? 
the ball does look nice coming out of his hand. Like he does, he looks very athletic. Like it looks, it's a little, a little unique, but he does sling it a little bit. What were you gonna say, Connor? Well, they're like young across the board too. Like sauce causes yeah, a safety sauce. on like the first play. He had first a pick, pick too. Garrett, Garrett Wilson. Wilson, Elijah Moore, Quan Alexander, huge fourth down stop too. Yeah. Obviously, a guy Brees Hall. We talked about him. yeah. Like they have young guys across the board. So Zach Wilson, you know, they start believing in him. They might win the goddamn AFC East. Woody Johnson, the owner, has an Instagram. So. Okay. And it fucking crushes. We didn't talk about the. It's interesting content. The um. I need to see that. Oh yeah, it's at Woody too. Johnson Instagram. I think. I, I, um, I'll look him up. It's gold. It's worth it. Is he running the account? He's. Uh, it's not him running it. He probably has a social media director running it, who is very different than a content creator. I think I'm learning through um hmm. my travels here. Sure. They view things differently. A content creator versus like an editor or what? No, nah, like a social media director person. Mm-hmm. You know, content creator has to create the content, produce the content, make the content. What's the director sure. do that? Well, they just kind of get handed the keys to a, a Lambo yeah. and just drive that. They thing. put it into a Act schedule. Like they put it into a schedule and post. Make sure things don't post at the same time. Stuff like that. Two very vital roles. Yeah, mm-hmm. for two sure. very vital roles. Two very different people, though. You know what I mean? Different brains. I feel like yeah. Yeah. So I think Woody needs a content creator, but has a social mm-hmm. media director. Got it. That makes sense because the shit that he's creating kind of. You think what he wants to be doing TikToks and stuff? Put him out there though. Yeah, 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 he does. Yes, he does. He's dancing and giving speeches and highlight. I mean, he is very active on here. Very, very active. Think he needs a content creator with him as opposed to a social media director. Yes, but kind of nice looking pictures though. Hell yeah, he's a bazillionaire. What do you think this is? He got Nikes on. Chuck the deuces up there. Nick Mangold speech. AJ Hawks in there. Yeah, anyways, good time to be a Jets fan, good time to be a Giants fan, as opposed to one year ago where both teams appeared to be absolutely fucking dead. Now let's talk about last night's primetime Sunday night football matchup. The Ravens come out in control, then the Bengals bounce back, then the second half quite a bore, and then Justin Tucker puts on a goddamn show. Hits from 58 to take the lead in the third quarter. Pure as day brand new holder brand new snapper he talked about them in the uh post-game interview that he gave where it's not about whether or not his feelings matter you know an old evan mcpherson money mac and justin tucker i assume they have a lot of respect for each other i think they come up through the same camps they're the same guys almost if you look at the way they kick the ball and the way they attack each ball justin Tucker's going to go down as the goat when it's all said and done needs a super bowl kick though yeah needs one of those moments not that i'm saying that He's not great without it, but like Vinatieri is considered the GOAT because in every big moment, Vinatieri delivered, and that's what kickers have to do. Ultimately, some of the biggest plays in the history of the NFL, there's a shot of Adam Vinatieri's fucking foot and then his Italian face doing this afterwards. Tucker will get one of those, I do believe, with the way the Ravens are going. They get a massive win. He's unbelievable splitting the uprights. The Bengals, what do we think about them? They're supposed to fix that offensive line. They clearly didn't. Leal Collins is laying on his back more than he's doing protecting him, which he told Joe Burrow, hey, nobody's going to touch you anymore. Mm-hmm. You got a brand new bodyguard. The Ravens are good. The Bengals aren't. What do you take away from last night, AJ Hawk, aside from the fact that Justin Tucker's a fucking dog? I still think the Bengals are going to be fine. I know they've, they've lost three games by a field goal or less, I think, or whatever the stat is right now. But I think the Ravens' defense, for whatever, whatever they did, somehow they, they found out a way to shut Joe Burrow down this offense for the most part, not completely, but – their defense was giving up, what, the most yards through the air up until this game? Yeah. they and now had they a, come out here and these guys were on fire, I feel like. Yeah, you got to remember against Miami, though, the Baltimore Ravens were running, you know, pass coverages that nobody in the history of the NFL could 
break down and Tyreek Hill's wide open in the fourth quarter. Credit to them. Credit to them for simplifying some stuff. And, hey, guys, we got athletes out here. Let's just run around and let's just fly around and make plays. Patrick Queen with a nice interception. I know they said it was not a great decision by Joe Burrow, but it's because he was under pressure all day. Yeah, he's getting hit a lot. And, I, you know, credit to that D.C. Took a little bit to get Mm -hmm. in there. Maybe he's finding his rhythm and how to be a defense coordinator, what they can do, what they can't do. Maybe some things on tape and on paper vastly different than doing it in real life. And I think there's always going to be a learning curve. So maybe the Ravens are back is what you're saying. Maybe the Ravens are the team that we thought they were going to be. I mean, if their defense can play like this, yeah, absolutely. With with Lamar, like Lamar's going to play better than he did last night. I know he had a, a what? Was it one pick last night? Yeah. How mm-hmm. easy does it look for him, though, once he starts running? He never gets it looks like, like fun. He never gets tapped. It looks like fun for him, doesn't it? It, it does. It look, he's like gliding around, and then even if he gets hit, it's like never a thought he's going down. He just kind of bounces out of bounds, <laughs> mm-hmm. throws the ball. And every time he gets tackled, there's always love with the other person. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always yep. like, a, mm-hmm. hey, I got mad respect. Like, hey, uh, you know, look, tap on the ass, smile, keep it moving. Albert. How you doing? It's very – He's, He's never in a hurry. Isn't that right? Like, that's what's cool about him. Like, the patience he has because he has supreme confidence in his vision and athletic ability to let everything kind of play out. It makes it so difficult because he's so patient, so patient. Boom. All of a sudden, he's gone. He's running a 4 2. What did you do? Just throw paper towels fucking everywhere? <laughs> I didn't put any paper <laughs> towels down there. Okay. Well, all right. So, that's a tiny baby paper towel, and I didn't even put it there. You didn't? You didn't? No. How about this big fucking one that was sitting here when I got here? What happened with the nope. chair? Why'd you break my leather under this thing? You know how Show me what's broken. Show me what's broke. Right there, pal. It's ripped at the seam. Oh, I didn't do that. You did. You shoved it. No. When I got here, Not this thing close. was shoved. I'll bring my own chair. Thank you. Thank you. Perfect. start. Bring your own. This is a brand new fucking chair. It's ripped at the I goddamn seam. Why are you blaming me? You told me there's guys there every night, like Vig and, and what's his name? Are there oh. like, fixing all the technical stuff? Oh. Throwing Vig under the bus? Oh, I'm not throwing Vig under the bus. I think you he's out of town. Did. Change your IP. Is that address. our European friend? That's low, Hawk. Even from you. I wasn't blaming Vig. I was saying there's. Pat tells me people work there overnight. Yeah, and look, this I didn't even see this from the the initial jam. You gotta think. Oh yeah, that's definitely not for me. Brand new chair, this thing. $45,000 this chair cost. I, I think you got ripped off. You don't say. How about this desk? This is a 17. This is a Toyota Camry, this desk. Uh-huh. It's fucking unbelievable how much we got ripped off for everything, but we got people coming in from Ohio. Yeah, boom. Let me jam this thing in here. I mean, just a little bit of respect. Please. Like, I hope Cincinnati Bengals offensive line has for Joey Burrow. Sure. Yeah, please. And he's getting banged up, beat up, and he's talking to Colin Coward, and everybody's listening whenever he's saying, yeah, there's times I don't remember an entire second half. It's <laughs> like, well, will Joey Burrow ever tell anybody that he's under any type of duress? No. Will Joey Burrow ever say, hey, the offensive line needs to block better? No, because Joey Burrow loves his teammates, and he loves being a leader, and he loves being tough. But it's like at some point somebody's got to step up and be like, we got a guy. Mm-hmm. Let's fucking protect him. They tried. It just hasn't worked out at all. And I think that's the story of last night, I believe. To your point about Burrow and the Ravens' defense, he had a quote, and it feels like anytime an offense is really, really good, defense just start doing this. Burrow said there's just nothing down the field if teams are going to play us like they did today. Um, he only had one attempt more than 20 yards. I think his average like was four yards per attempt as far as like downfield. It feels like when offenses get really good, defenses just say, fine, go ahead. See, what, see if you can keep – See if you are patient enough to keep taking four and five yards at a time. And you saw him get kind of frustrated with it. There was a couple of times mm-hmm. where he's like that. But we talked to Chuck Pagano and we talked to secondaries and we talked to these AJ, you know, every single day. That's a real strategy. Oh, yeah. I don't think this. Peyton co- said it. Remember Peyton, though? And in the, the watch along we did, Peyton said 
I think I asked him, like, would you rather people, you know, all out blitz you or drop? He's like, he hated when they dropped eight because there's nowhere to go and you got to be super patient. And I was like, yeah, that's that's a strategy for sure. Sometimes guys are good enough to where they can boom, 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 check down, check down. Then they can hit like the one or two tiny windows they have. They're good enough to hit those windows. But I love that at the foundation of that, you know, strategy, you're banking on the human. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't think that human right there, a quarterback, can just be patient. We don't, he's going to get antsy. At some point, mm-hmm. there's going to be a play where he's going to be like, I've only had 30 yards passing. It's second quarter. It's third quarter. We have no big plays. Oh, here we go. I got a shot. Fuck it. My guy's there. And then, bang, takeaway. How you doing? Keep it moving. It's like that's such an interesting strategy because you would assume NFL quarterback, you can't go broke by taking a profit. You would think the check down is not something that people would be mad to do because Tom Brady's become the greatest of all time doing that exact thing. Peyton said he had to reframe it in his mind in a watch along last uh, two Saturdays ago. Well, our next one's coming up this Saturday, by the way. Here we go. We don't know what game when Peyton was on. (laughs) But Peyton said that he had to reframe it in his mind that they were, like, trying him for not being patient. Like, they are – they're telling you that they don't think you can, you know, control your – can be disciplined enough to fucking just take yards underneath. It's like that's what he had to do to frame it in his mind. He said he and Tony Dungy had to do that. You would hope that, like, some of these younger quarterbacks, that they're starting to get a little bit of a read on the type of guy you are, type of human you are, that they'd be able to do the same thing. But that's so fascinating to me. I did not know, like – yeah, we're just we're letting him take the 10-yard shot if he wants. Mm-hmm. We just don't think the fucker will. It's like, this is the NFL. Take the fucking 10-yard shot. What are we even – I've never been in that You position. also, though, if you're going to be dropping guys and, and having eyes on the QB and everything, you have to be able to get four-man pressure, which they were, like the, the Ravens could. And it seems like a lot of teams are able to do that against the Bengals with this new offensive line and the old offensive line and Joey Burrow's entire existence in the NFL. Yeah, and their left tackle got hurt like halfway through the game too, and then the backup just started getting abused. Mm-hmm. But I think it was the Manning cast you were on where it was the Lions versus the Packers and the Lions are basically just doing that the cover two drop everybody and see if they'll take the short ones but they kind of did what the Packers did yesterday too like they were having a lot of success with Mixon and then they just kind of went away from him completely instead of just continuing to hammer that home and then maybe drawing those guys up a little but they just never could another team that relied on the run when they shouldn't have Josh uh, Allen hits his second 60 plus yard bomb yeah. to Gabriel Davis, where he puts one hand on that mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. It bounces off a of Minka Fitzpatrick's chest. There's a joust over that ball at probably 20 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Probably 20 miles an hour. They're running side by side, fighting over the ball. And this is after a 98 yard tud that has already occurred for Gabriel Davis in the first drive. Ugh, what a ball. What a fight. What a tud. Gabriel Davis with the big right mitt bats it down. Uh, Minka almost picking up his fourth pick of the year, I think. Geez. Instead, Gabe out jousts him mm. at 20 miles an hour for a touchdown. Josh Allen went for 348 and four tuds in the first half alone against Pittsburgh Steelers yesterday. But after that, I think there is a little bit of an urgency that needs to be put on the play caller. Like, hey, we got to answer. It seems like they're going to be able to go. Ran three pars. Punt, get yep. the fuck out of here. Three straight drives in a row. <laughs> Just fucking bam, bam, After the bam. first few drives, Kenny was taking what they were giving him, was moving it down the field, fucking. Yeah, we don't need to talk about them. Though. But anyways, that's the type of thing. I think, like, it's interesting how game, games pan out and the decisions that are made. And hindsight is always the easiest thing. But, like, if those powers sustain a long run and Josh Allen and Gabe Davis and them are off the field, that was probably their mindset going in. Like, hey, we got to control the clock. we got to be able to they do know it. We- 
they know we can't win a shootout against the Buffalo Bills. Let's that's why. This, well, let's fucking run this clock. Let's get this thing out of here. Let's keep Josh Allen on the sideline. That's, that's our plan today. Our plan today is keep that offense that went for 98 on the first drive geez. and just went for another 60. Let's keep them on the side. Let's run the ball and then bam, 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 the ball is out of here. See you later. It's coming back the other way. And you're out of the game. So hindsight is always an easy determiner and an easy way to kind of judge things. But it does feel like in games – there's some decisions made in the NFL where you're like, how the fuck is this the highest level of football? Well, and like last night, I mean, and I feel like if this happens a lot more with some of these new coaches who are supposed to be, you know, offensive gurus. Like the Bengals are down, I think they have first and goal on like the two yard line, and they run this little Mickey Mouse reverse that gets, you know, it's a 10 yard loss, and then boom, they're in second and goal at the 12 yard line. <laughs> they have two incompletions. Where it is, it's like, you know, you, you have Mixon and you're just not confident enough, whether it's either in him or your O-line, like, you you can't get two yards in three plays to score a touchdown. They end up going for it on fourth down there then with that little shovel pass, which they don't get it, and then Baltimore goes right back down and gets a field goal. Like, that was the game right there. You take a field goal there, then the Cincinnati scored on their next possession. You don't give Tucker the opportunity to hit a game winner. Like, it's just... It, it feels like this year, more so than years past, like you can really point to stuff. It's like, man, this, this coach is trying to lose the fucking game. Well, Brandon wow. Staley. Yeah. Speaking of. Hey. People are pretty upset about that. Yeah, and they got to win because Cade York misses two kicks. Fourth-round draft pick out of LSU who had a 58-yard winner against Carolina Panthers week one in Carolina where he hits a beautiful draw. Has two misses yesterday, and kicking in Cleveland's a nightmare. It's always going to be breezy. It's always going to be windy. I thought Cade had that kick made. It appeared as if it was going in, and that thing just fades to the right from the left hash from 54 yards. They shouldn't have had the opportunity to have this kick. No. Well, maybe if they were able to put a drive together maybe. and get to that point. But the decision that was made before this kick by Staley and the Chargers is the conversation of the day. Fourth and two on your own 45-yard line. <laughs> Up 30-28, to 28. a field goal obviously swings this thing. One minute and 14 seconds left in the game. On the road, damn near on Brownie the Elf's foot. No timeouts for the Cleveland Browns. They choose to go for it with a very basic slant call. They don't get Justin Herbert on the move at all. No threat of the run. Eckler had like 199 yards yep. on the day total. Yeah. No threat of run. The play call was a dumb one. The decision to go ops absolutely stupid. I'm sure there's some stats and analytics genius out there who's on Staley's side. Are they going to be sitting in the foxhole today when Staley's taking all the heat? No. It's very easy to rely on numbers when there isn't humans involved. There are and they almost gave this goddamn game away. Jacoby Brissett throws an interception whenever they're down two in the red zone. Can't do it. Just absolutely can't do this with three minutes left on the clock. Jacoby Brissett in field goal range, third and seven, down two. Throws a pick to old number 32, Cuzzy, who just seemed to be reading the eyes, and Jacoby obviously didn't see him. But this is a massive fuck-up. You think to yourself, oh, the Browns is the Browns. Mm -hmm. The Chargers are going to put this thing away, and then Staley's like, don't you worry, Jacoby. <laughs> we'll give you another chance. Don't this. you worry, Jacoby. I'm going to go for it. You punt that ball down there, you pin him. Now, who knows if J.K. Scott's going to pin him. But nonetheless, they have no timeouts. They got Jacoby Brissett. They're down two. You're at least giving your defense an opportunity with a full field to go win the game. Staley afterwards says, you know, I wanted to win the game there, and I have full faith in my defense getting a stop. It's like, 
If you have full faith in your defense, fucking punt the ball then. What are we even doing? He gets a win because Cade York misses it. We won't talk about this about a week from now. But it feels like the Chargers fans are at their wits' end with this bullshit that Staley keeps pulling. This is not just this season. This is a carryover from last year where a lot of these decisions were made. They get a win, so it doesn't matter normally. It seems like it still matters this morning to a lot of Chargers fans, including Keenan Allen, who was not in the game, (laughs) going, what the fuck are we doing? (laughs) Hey. What the fuck awesome. are we doing? Eckler does that injury report uh-huh. two weeks ago. Keenan Allen tweeting during the game. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> I wonder if in that building a lot of people are like, hey, Coach Daly, we love your positivity. We love the fact that you're like Ted Lasso. But also, let's fucking be adults here. This is the NFL. We got a team we can maybe win some goddamn games, A.J. Hawk. This dude does appear to be a fucking madman at the helm. <laughs> yeah, but okay, what, what was he thinking? Okay, fourth and two, maybe they feel like, hey, we're going to run this ball. They're going to maybe zero blitz us. If he catches this slant, he goes for a touchdown. He's a genius, right? Staley's like, oh, look at these guys. Or you catch the ball, you go down, you end the game right there. That's so what you do. I'm sure there's some stats person that's going to say fourth and two mm-hmm. with this situation. No, I would have punted the ball 100%, but I'm saying if he catches this ball, are you saying Staley's a genius? No, that's, that's – yes. Fourth and two, this situation – the stats say you're going to get this 68% of the time, 71% of the time. Do we like that? Yes. If we get it, we score a touchdown. This game is over. We get a first down. This game is over. Let's go for it. 70%. I don't know what the actual stats is. I didn't look it up, but I'm assuming this is what a stats person said. Mm-hmm. But just once again, to talk about what you were asking there, AJ, the stats aren't humans. The stats don't care about, you know, the minority. It's always a majority conversation. What about the 25% when it doesn't happen? That's one in four. That's a lot of fucking time. 75% might sound like a hell of a majority, a hell of a positive. What if that motherfucker is 25% and just gets thrown in the sack and gets your fucking ass fired? It's like this whole roll the dice situation with Staley is awesome until it isn't. And I think Chargers fans are starting to feel that way, AJ. And this is after a win. Yeah. This is after a win, yeah. AJ. It's, it, believe me, I think it's questionable for sure to go for it right there, like in your own, like you're not even across the 50 yet. So, yeah. and your defense. Cleveland has no timeouts. So, if you pin them, even if you put them on the 20, they got to go 80 yards, or not 80, but they got to get in field goal range. 50, hopefully though, the dude probably. makes a field goal. Yeah, with no timeouts, that's kind of tough to do. It's not college where the clock stops after first downs and all of that. So, I get it, but. I don't know. Sometimes it's fun, man. Defenses now, yeah. they do have to really think about, hey, it's not just third down, money down. It's like third and fourth down. We always have to be prepared. These guys, you can't get make a big play on third down or something, hold up your fist, hey, fourth down and run off the sideline now. you got to be worried, hey, i got to stay out here for another one. I agree. It's awesome. I don't think you're ever going to win a Super Bowl like this, but it is tough. It, it is, tough. Fu- it is yeah, fucking no awesome. Way. You have to have a lot go your way. It's an electrifying style. It's an electrifying style of offense. It's an electri- uh, electrifying style of play, which they talk about being something and building – their fan base in L.A., new city, new market. The Rams just won a Super Bowl. We got Justin Herbert. He's a very good player. He's handsome. He's tall. He says and does everything right. We got a great defense. And we play an electrifying style of football, brand of football. They talk about that. Going for it on fourth downs. Utilizing two-point conversions as opposed to that. They do all this stuff as part of the plan. It's like you lose to the Browns yesterday because of that. Mm. I don't care. How electrifying your shit is. you got to win games. That's how you build up the fan base as much as possible, and maybe this is the turn of the tide for the Chargers. Well, that's what know. you talk about, situations being situational. Like, maybe you can understand that if they're on, like, the 35, because then if they don't get it, it's like you still you, Cleveland's still going to have to go, what, like 40 yards to get an opportunity. But if you miss that, they need, they need two plays, and they have a guy who can make – 
you know, 55 plus yard field goal. Like, yeah, it, it worked out for him, but it probably shouldn't have. Yeah. I mean, it just like, and the more often you do shit like this, chances are like next time they do something like this, like it will bite them in the ass and they will get beat. Yeah. Well, they won. Winning oh. cures all. Yeah, last year, this is exactly what happened. Early on, they had success, and even though that's not success, but then later on, it killed them. But even if you are going for it, why wouldn't you give it to the guy who's been killing them Eckler. the entire day? Yeah, like, it's not like Herbert had 400 passing yards. Like, Eckler was the one who was just destroying them on the ground, so why wouldn't you give him the shot? It's Old just... injury report Eckler. That's uh-huh. right. Old Twitch Eckler. <laughs> he went bananas yesterday. Through yeah. the air, through the run game. 199 total yards or something like that. Mm-hmm. A couple of tuds. Congrats to Eckler coming out yeah. in Cleveland yesterday with Bronny the Elf <laughs> on the field. The Cleveland Browns, who knows what they are. Uh, they just made a big trade for Dion Sanders. Nope. <laughs> Dion Jones. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, linebacker from the Atlanta Falcons. He's going to Cleveland. It's also the first day that Deshaun Watson's allowed to be back in the building after his mm-hmm. suspension. So he's experiencing football as an NFL player with the Cleveland Browns today for the first time in his entire $230 million career with the Cleveland Browns. It's like Chubb's a stud. Yep. Defense is unbelievable. Cooper. Cooper's a guy that can get involved. What's Deshaun going to look like playing football after two years off and all the other shit? Can he still do it? It's like the Browns might fall into another, like, what is wrong with the goddamn Browns? Yeah. yeah. People are pretty upset here in Ohio, no doubt. Like, as soon as the game was over, people were, did you see that game? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw it, buddy. I did. I think they're 1-4, and four too, I think. Cade's got to make that kick, obviously. Yeah. Cade can make a 54-yarder. That's nothing for him. He's got a massive leg, very breezy day. Can you not gain some more yards, too, whenever you're giving the ball into 45 by the yeah. fucking dumbass coach on the other side right. of the field? You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of things yeah. that go into it, which is what Justin Pugh was talking about in the locker room around Matt Amendola. That That's situation's right. wild. Kyler Murray says that in his ear he was being told to spike it and kill it, and then they spike it. It's fourth down because he didn't pick up the first down on the run. Cliff Kingsbury is probably saying, I told him to spike it because I would assume our quarterback would pick up a fucking first down before he'd start sliding. He seemed to be in disarray a situation. Uh, but they make uh, they miss a kick too. Save the Eagles. It's like kickers got to start making kicks they're supposed to make, and we don't have conversations. But with that being said, team can help them. Team can help them around. Too. Obviously. Uh, let's go. Yeah. The- I mean, that Arizona situation, aren't you excited to see how that all plays out? It seems like Kyler and Cliff, I don't know what's going to happen with them. Hey, that's a weird sitch. <laughs> seems very weird, doesn't it? They better that's- win some games quick to, to kind of patch things up. We talked about it in the first hour. DeAndre Hopkins coming back is good news. Huge. Huge. Huge for them. You know what I mean? Like, that's big time news for them because he is their offense. He's coming back in a couple weeks. Does that make it, you know, all right over there? We shall see. Yeah. Will that be on Hard Knocks? Will this all be on Hard Knocks? I think so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When's that start? Week seven? Is that two nice. weeks? Yeah. He comes – week seven will be his first game, too. Oh, Hart, what will NFL Films do, though? Will it be all, you know, daisies or – I don't know. No, they no. usually touch on what's going on for sure. Tell do the they? Truth. I don't know. I don't the know. Colts, they didn't. Tell, yeah. Tell the truth. What oh, if Kyler doesn't know. want to be involved either? Hey, I don't want you coming home with me because I'm just his outfit he wants to be involved in. <laughs> Why? Because he has fashion? You have a problem with his fashion? So you sound you, like okay. one of those old whites. Yeah, what's up, Tone? Come on. I am. You don't get it. That's how the old whites dress, too. Can't this guy express himself? Yeah, what the sure. hell's wrong with that? I, I, listen, um, just like Austin Powers, um, the Dutch have done some things to me, so I just didn't like the uh, clogs that he was wearing. All right. I can understand that. Hey, let's talk about the story of the day, shall we? 
What would that be? Jerome Boger. Betting on games. <laughs> this guy's pitching games. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's a very serious allegation. Obviously, uh, the Atlanta Falcons offense was non-existent for a large portion of that game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yesterday. Tom missed some days last week. There's obviously a bunch of divorce rumors circling and speculating and his life seems to be in shambles and Todd Bowles missed practice on Wednesday because of personal reasons and I just assumed it'd be impossible to win a game in the NFL when your fucking guys aren't going to work you know what I mean like <laughs> that seems like a tough thing to do it's already hard enough to win in the NFL now that your quarterback isn't around sometimes your coach isn't around that's added distractions that nobody wants playing against a scrappy Atlanta Falcons team I thought that was going to be a tough game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now I do believe the Falcons covered which I appreciate them oh, yeah. and they're also oh, yeah. a part of the super boost in which tone hit thank you tone but the play that everybody's talking about is jerome boger at the end of this thing in the fourth quarter calling an unnecessary roughness against quarterback from grady jarrett which is absolute malarkey and bullshit basically won the game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because the Atlanta yeah. Falcons offense was rolling at the end. The Bucs wouldn't have been able to get a stop. So let's break down this play from a different angle with old Patty Piero. Now you can see here they're running a overload against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is massive for the setup of the stunt that they're about to do because right now these three guys think that they have to take care of these three guys. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they're going to run a goddamn N-nose tackle, tackle around, stunt, okay? Let this thing run, boom. Now all of a sudden, Hainsey, the rookie center, in lieu of Ryan Jensen, who tore his ACL in training camp, picks up the nose tackle as he's going there. The backside guard understands with the stunt, he now has the tackle. But on contraire, mon frere, says Grady Jarrett, who then ends up with a E-T stunt with the end going in to set a pick. And Jarrett finishing this four-man game, ending up all the way on the outside with the guard being left in no man's land with these two people about to take his ass out. <laughs> Absolutely, perfectly executed four-man game in the fourth quarter on third down with your best guy getting a wide-open shot on the greatest quarterback of all time. Can't stress enough how incredible that whole shit was from the D-line right there. AJ, absolutely perfectly executed. For Grady Jackson, he starts out all the way on the other side of the center to loop all the way back around to think these guys can pass it off. Yeah, like they could, but that's a lot to put on them in the moment to pass that off completely. This guy right here knew what he was doing when he yes. spun inside. Literally yes. just a sacrifice. This is like a sacrifice bunt. This is just a, hey, I am here to eat bodies to make sure yep. that this guard right here cannot get back to Grady Jarrett. He ends up wide open on the quarterback, hits in the strike zone, wraps him up around the waist, around the hips. He then falls and throws Tom Brady down. Once again, they're down six fourth quarter yep. offense has scored recently about to get the ball back best player on their defense just as executed the best four-man game of the season thus far all happening on purpose and then all of a sudden jerome boger one week removed from the bullshit roughing the passer call he made in the ravens bills game from one week before in which the bills went on to win because of it 
does the same damn thing, and Tampa and Tom are able to remain on the field and run out the goddamn clock. There ain't nothing else Grady Jarrett could have done here. This is a perfectly executed tackle. He could have won a lot harder with how yeah, wide open yeah, yeah. he was. He kind of took it easy on Tom. Tom went out publicly and said, I don't throw the flags. He didn't think it was a call. We got the win. Let's move on. But if you're the Falcons, Grady Jarrett, and everybody else over there, you have to be fucking furious. Arthur Smith hasn't left his couch in the facility no. because of yeah. this. And Jerome Boger now, two weeks in a row, making calls that are judgment calls that are winning games for people, needs to be investigated and talked to just a little bit. Here is from one week ago. We all remember this. Fourth quarter, two minutes left in the game. First and 15. He calls roughing the passer on this flop from Josh Allen in which the helmet was in the chest. The hit seemed to be perfect. They pick up a first down, go on to win the game with a field goal from Tyler Bass. Stephon That's Diggs. a terrible call. That's horrendous <laughs> call right there. Like I almost forgot about that one because of this one. That's one week ago. These are both judgment calls in which this guy right here deems something egregious. And gets a win for a team, basically. Tie game two minutes ago. Those Come aren't on. the first two times that he's done that either. He's, he's criminal. He's fixing games, damn it. Well, that's a huge allegation, but it is worthy no. of at least talking about whenever <clears throat> shit like that is happening. Somebody else mentioned that his crew was actually taken out of the playoffs last year because yeah. of some other fuckery. It's like, hey, the... The NFL refs this season have seemed to be much better, but whenever something like that happens in which it's a judgment call, it's hard not to just be like, what's this all about? Yeah. The abuse of language with the Chiefs and Colts thing, which we ended up being on the right side of, so I appreciate the call, but it wasn't Boger, but it's still like that's a judgment call in which they're deciding the game. Can't have it, AJ. Just can't fucking have it. And everybody now, well, that's what happens when you're Tom Brady. Tom Brady gets those calls. Other people don't. I don't know if that's the case, but I do know there's some fuckery, and if I was the Falcons, after a perfectly executed stunt to get to the quarterback, and then that happens, it's like, come on. You know, it's a bunch of bullshit. I remember watching it live, I was like, oh, Grady Jarrett can absolutely slam Tom on his head. Like, I thought he was going to. I really did. And I was like, oh, don't get a, don't get a rough in the passer because he, how he was, he could have like suplexed the dude, boom, slammed him. And he didn't. He, like, he, you could tell Grady even didn't want to land on him when he was rolling and kind of try to pop up as Tom tried to kick him in the ding ding. I know Greeny said earlier today on Get Up, uh -huh. but uh, the whole situation, yeah, it's infuriating. Yeah. Everyone's mad though. What he tried to, Greeny said he tried to kick him in the ding ding. Yeah, did you run that last? If you run the end of it, you can see he claimed that Tom, no, no. Tom tried to kick him right in the ding-ding. Is that what Greeny said? He said on Get Up that Tom tried to yeah. kick him in the ding-ding? Yeah, Dane loved it. Dane loved it, yeah. <laughs> of course. Dane was the one that told him that. I called Dick's ding-dings. Yeah. <laughs> Genius, Dan. <laughs> That's probably what old Dano did. Did you see Dano on the teleprompter before yeah. the play? That was awesome. It was. I don't think so. Great call. Which one? He was uh, red zone. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Hooker and them. They shift into something to make a – and the guy's one-on-one, -on -one, and Dan, before the play snap, goes to the teleprompter and goes, bam, bam, runs the exact route, touchdown. <laughs> yeah. It's like – then Dan didn't say anything afterwards. They said nothing afterwards, and then they go to commercial, and it's like, didn't want to fuck up anything afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did we see what just happened? There? Did we see what just happened there? Dan's crushing it, uh, but I hope he doesn't get kicked in a ding-ding by the internet for anything it does going forward. Seems like this stuff with Boger, too, like we talked about it last year, where like just because this guy's been refing for like 20-plus years like doesn't mean that he's a good ref. And doesn't mean that he – like we've well, a lot of these crews, I think guys are – third and fourth year refs but it seems like they, they keep sending him out there because he's the old like the elder statesman it's like hey maybe this guy just isn't very good anymore like and that's okay 
Like just because he's been around and he's been doing it for, you know, 15 to 20 years, like doesn't mean that he should be out there because he is. He's single-handedly, you know, affecting the outcomes of games. Yeah, any judgment call is going to have that. That With yes. a lot of power comes a lot of responsibility, and it feels like Jerome Boger is uh, abusing his responsibility in a couple big-time situations. Let's see if he can get that fixed. We have breaking news coming out of Carolina. Not only was Matt Rule fired this morning, mm. Phil Snow, defensive coordinator for the Carolina oh. Panthers, also fired. Oh. I believe what took place here is Phil Snow and Matt Rule have been together everywhere. Matt Rule was actually a GA under Phil Snow at, I think, UCLA way back in the day. You're talking about knowing Phil Snow uh, for a long time, these two being together, playing and coaching football together. I believe what had happened was Matt Rule was fired this morning. So they bring in Phil Snow, and they go, hey, Phil, how do we fix this thing? He goes, fix this thing? I'm with fucking Matt Rule. What are you talking about? You're fired. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably. See ya. Phil Mm -hmm. Snow packs up his shit, says, I'm getting out of here. The defense hasn't looked that terrible on the Carolina Panthers, but Matt Rule and Phil Snow are going to go to somewhere together, and they're going to have success together, and the legacy of Matt Rule is going to remain as an incredible college football coach. Why doesn't it work in the NFL for some of these college football guys? We can talk about the Panthers. They had like six different quarterbacks whenever he was there, five Mm -hmm. different quarterbacks, whatever it was. New OC. They had a new practice facility. They don't have a new practice facility because of bankruptcy. They have this. They have a lot of turnover under Matt Rule's era. Coaches fired every single year. So let's keep that all out of here. Okay, let's keep it. Christian McCaffrey's only been healthy for one season with Matt Rule. He's getting paid a lot of money because he's Christian McCaffrey. Let's keep all that out of here. Why do college coaches not seem to work in the NFL. Pete Carroll has had success at both levels, but his first time in the NFL, he's fucking terrible. Then he goes back to college and goes back to NFL and has success. Why is it, AJ? Because it's 18-year-olds, and then you're dealing with 30-year-olds, and it's vastly different? Or do you think Matt Rule never really had a chance here at Carolina? No, I think anybody has a chance. If you walk into a situation with a franchise quarterback, he didn't do that in Carolina. Now, when you don't have that, and you come in with all this college-like bravado and whatever you're going to do and how you're going to change the culture – you're not winning games, it's not going to work. So I'm not saying, like, I don't know the X's and O's of what Matt Rule, what he brings to the table there, but if you're the head coach, you need to hire two good coordinators to call the plays, and you need to try to build that and create that culture in the locker room for whatever reason just hasn't worked in Carolina right now. Go ahead, Connor. Like, him coming straight from college, I think, is the biggest difference, right? Because all these guys who have success. He was in the NFL with the Giants at one point. Yeah. But, like, recently? No, way back. Yeah, because it feels like the the new coaches at least kind of get the today's locker room because I know you and AJ have talked about how locker rooms now are much different than even when you guys were playing. And if he wasn't in the NFL locker room for the last 20 years, whereas Dayball – O'Connell, McDaniel, Sala, all these guys kind of understand the NFL today more better. You think it's easier for them to kind of institute a culture that players can relate to and buy into versus a guy who's coming from college that hasn't had that recent NFL experience? I think your resume in the NFL is certainly important, but reaching guys is the most important part of being a coach, you know? And for some reason, it feels like college guys, and you can go through the list of great college football coaches that have absolutely failed in the NFL for one reason or another. In college, you are the god. You set everybody's schedule every single day. You decide who's there, who's not there, who's playing, who's not playing, who does what. You are the dictator of your operation. Not saying you have to be a mean dictator, but in college as a head coach, you have a lot more control over everybody's lives day to day than you ever have in the NFL. And that can sometimes change the way you talk to people, potentially, and I think that is why the Sabins and the 
Adam Myers and the others who failed in the NFL didn't work. With Rule, because he had that Giants experience, because after talking to him, it seems like he's just a football guy, I thought he would be able to resonate with NFL guys no matter the age, and it just seems like that wasn't the case yet or ever. And uh, congrats to whatever college football program just got Matt Rule and Phil Snow back in their fucking building. I mean, that would be insane over there. Nebraska. Auburn. They're going to pay, right? Won't they pay his part of his buyout from Carolina, too, if he takes another gig? That's what Rappaport said. I don't know how that works. Employment? It, did they just write in the contract if you get more employment in the same genre? I read it as, I like, guess, yeah, how does it work? Because it's not the NFL. The NFL, like, if an NFL coach picks up a gig somewhere else in the NFL, normally because it's within the NFL, those contracts. So is it just like a settlement, like an agreement? Hey, they're going to, we owe you $40 million. They're going to pay the first 30 We'll pay the last 10 or something? He signed for seven years, $62 million. Maybe Jeez. a buyout is in there. Yeah. Maybe they can just get yeah. a buyout and he can go on his way. And maybe he just golfs with Phil <laughs> Snow next year or his family. Or maybe he's coaching again. We shall see. Yeah, I kind of read it out how AJ did. Is Like, if he has 40 left on his contract and the, the college program is going to pay 30 of it, then the Panthers just pay the, the following. 10 or something so just offset funds uh-huh. whatever your next contract is so then if tepper's, you're tepper setting up interviews for him so if you're rule yeah if you're yeah, rule it's sure. like you know what i'm actually golfing for the next three years yeah, yeah. So, if he's pissed so i would if he's pissed but you guys are paying me all of that hey you want to get back into recruiting 24 7 and dealing with 18 year olds or you want to collect 35 million dollars <laughs> to do nothing over the next three years what, awesome. what do you want to do yeah why would any of these guys do that you're just because they, they love football just, you're, they love yeah, well right but legacy coach. is the reason yeah. why it's all legacy. Right now, nobody remembers that Matt Rule turned around Temple, turned around Baylor. You got a lot of people tweeting me this morning whenever I said congratulations to whatever college football powerhouse that has a head coaching position open now or in the near future because you got Matt Rule coming in. A lot of people, he ain't never win a national championship. He ain't never, it's like he's with Temple and fucking Baylor. What, what are we? Yeah. What are we? What are we even? He put Baylor in the top five. Mm-hmm. Fucking game day was at Baylor. Uh-huh. You know, that wasn't a – I know RG3 was a Heisman and the team's been good and they got athletes, but it's also like – the guy's pretty fucking good in college for one reason or another. And if I'm a team, which I might be here in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. fucking feed me Matt Rule to West Virginia if we can get yeah. that. <laughs> but you can't really double dip then, right? I mean, I, I understand the legacy point, but if, like, they owe him, what, like, let's say $40 million, like, yeah, why wouldn't you just be like, okay, I'm going to get that $40 million. And then whenever I'm done golfing or whatever, like, I'm still going to have the pick of the litter of college His name football. won't be hot anymore, though. Yeah, I think it would. I think coaches worry about that, though. I think they worry, hey, if I'm out for a year, they may overlook me a little. Even a guy like him, though, who is like, uh, he he is known as a guy who goes to a program who hasn't really had success and, like, turns him around and turns him into a winner. I feel like that doesn't really go away. Yeah, I think Matt Rule, if he wanted a job in the future, would be able to get it. But these football guys, dude, we know. He's a coach. He coaches. Coaches don't know how to hang out. They don't. Go to coaches rehab. Do Bama for a year, and then go be a consultant. Yeah, getting no money. Get paid? Uh Oh no, I mean in three years. You wait. You you spend your time golfing. You get paid by the Panthers. Once Billy O'Brien is a head coach somewhere, boom, you go to coaches rehab, and then your name's back in that list, and then you're head coach somewhere the year after. You get baptized into the Saban waters. I said that a couple weeks ago. Obviously, the Southern whites did not enjoy that. You know what I did enjoy though. I enjoyed the fuck out of Justin Tucker's game winner. Mostly because everybody on earth expects him to make it. When he walks onto the field, there isn't a single doubt from anybody. And he alluded to some of those pressures about how he hates it, he loves it. Ultimately, his feelings don't matter, though. In the entire process of the kick, my feelings do not matter. 
Perfect snap from the brand-new snapper. First game-winning hold from Jordan Stout, who's a rookie. Perfect hold. And then my job is just to put the ball through the fucking uprights. So right here, Justin Tucker at this exact moment is attempting to out every single negative thought in his mind because I thought that he was just a robot, a feeling who, a man who did not have actual feelings, a man who was just able to go into a robotic machinery state like I seen to happen with Adam Vinatieri whenever he had to come out for game winners or big-time kicks. He became a soulless motherfucker. I'd ask him if he was ready for a kick. Vinatieri would stare right through me. We're talking Top Gun, Iceman, you're thinking you're dying out there, just becomes a robot. Justin Tucker broke it all down about how my feelings, my nerves, nothing matters other than me hitting the shit out of this ball. And from the moment he contacts it, and once again, can't stress enough about that good lean that he gets. Yeah, the lean is where you get the height and the power out of. You get full leg lock from his plant. If you're to zoom in, if you're to zoom that in on it. painful, man. Not, isn't that painful? Seriously. Yeah, exact leg lock on his left leg, which puts a lot of torque on his left knee. Uh, there's some kickers that, although their kicking knee might get affected, their plant leg also gets fucked up because of the amount of torque that's kind of juiced in there. Perfect hold from Jordan Stott, the rookie out of Penn State. And then Tucker hits this thing as pure as you fucking... Mm -hmm. There isn't a single moment <laughs> where that ball isn't going directly up and down. I mean, it is just... That's the most perfect ball flight of all time. In a moment in which you're on Sunday Night Football, division rival, you miss, you lose. We all kind of take it for granted is kind of what Belichick said about Nick Folk. But with Tucker, the whole world does. He puts this thing through the uprights, I guess, at like the exact middle yeah. of the fucking thing. Although here it appears to be a little bit. Zoom out. I saw someone say on the y-axis it was right down it's the middle. a little to oh. the left, I'd say. It, does it look a feels little. like it's a little bit left, even though the stat is saying that it went through at the direct center of the field. Nonetheless, at the end, the ball, when it's on the net, Hell yeah. is literally directly... Let me get out of the fucking zoom in. Whoa. There we go. What is that? What was that? <laughs> we draw up some plays? Is that what we're... Yeah, draw something on there. Whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah, the camera on the broadcast might be zooming. Yeah, maybe. That thing is directly in the middle. So mm -hmm. good. Perfect. Whoa. It's hieroglyphics. Is that water? Oh, what what that is one? that? I have no idea. It's hieroglyphics. It's supposed to be an arrow. Are aliens hacking? I mean, it is right in the middle, I guess, when it hits the net. Yeah. yeah. But it goes through before it gets to the net. I'd say he's a little bit left to center. This guy's fucking terrible. Yep. Little bit left to center. It up. Not directly down the middle. What are you doing? It ends up dead center. This is after he hit from 58. I mean, it's just, he's unbelievable. Justin Tucker, I love you, pal. Yeah. Okay. Hey, there's way more pressure on him now because he's so good. He's made it because, like you said, everyone expects him to make every single kick and make it look easy. If he, if he did lean, like if he thought about that, he'd be like, man, I really screwed myself here. Like if I miss one kick, they're, all, they're probably going to cut me and think I'm done I'm washed up. We have his post-game interview. It's awesome listening to him talk about it. And we've asked him about it as well because I've been so infatuated by it because I've been in that type of situation before. And controlling your mind is the, the biggest part. It's golfing, it's pitching, it's batting, it's kicking, it's punting. What? Controlling your mind and letting your body just kind of do its job that it's been preparing for is easy to say, tough to execute. Here's Justin Tucker about his thoughts going into a game-winning field goal. I mean, I love it and I hate it and everything in between. It's, uh, you know, I, I'd be lying to you if I said every time I go out there, I'm not just a little bit nervous. You know, I'm not thinking about, 
you know, worst case scenario. But it's really important to me and to us to take, you know, those 1.3 seconds between the snap, the hold, and the kick and just focus on the nuts and bolts of what's going to make the kick. And my feelings don't matter. What matters is seeing the ball snapped with 12 o'clock laces from Nick Moore, seeing the ball spotted cleanly from Jordan Stout, his first career game-winning hold. And then uh, from there, I'm just a system kicker. The ball kicks itself at that point. Uh, and all, all we're really thinking about is those things that are going to make the kick. All the feelings and stuff, we can enjoy them after the fact. That's awesome. Goal. Yeah, I mean, all the negative thoughts that I'm thinking and worst-case scenario, I'm going to pull this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those don't matter, okay? The only thing that matters is fucking hitting the ball, and it's, it's much easier to say than to do, and that's why Justin Tucker is an incredible talent, and that fucking guy's awesome to watch do his job. But you're right. The pressure is high. Mm -hmm. Every single, If he misses center, you know, like he's making kicks on arena kicks, on arena yeah. uprights, which yes. are much smaller. Every one of his kicks is basically an arena kick. So if he is even close to an upright, people are like, oh, is he oh, okay? Shit. Oh, interesting. Oh, he's washed up. Oh, better, better start working out some kickers on Tuesday. What, you can't, you can't aim anymore? What the fuck is going on? It's like every single time. Remember, he missed an extra point or something, a 33-yard extra point. Mm -hmm. He had a press conference. They fucking made him do a press conference because <laughs> he missed an extra point. People are missing extra points every single week. Justin Tucker missed one. They're like, uh, you got to go do a press Fuck conference. Him, right. They want right to talk to you. And he bounces back from it. It's yeah. just like he's able to – he's unbelievable. I, I'm excited for people to really start studying the way he goes about doing things because he's the best in the game. Yeah, it was, they said it before he went out. He's like 24 of 25 on either game winning or uh, to take the lead in the last two minutes of a game. I mean, he really is unbelievable. And, you know, you've mentioned before there are kickers who have no pressure. Like, he kicks for a good team that needs to win, that has expectations. Like, he, what he does actually matters because of Lamar and all the teams he's been on in their playoff runs. So, because I'm a kicker or punter, I do judge other kickers and punters, guys that are on notoriously bad teams, although they're able to execute. I have nothing but mad respect for that, but nothing you've ever done fucking mattered. So, like, that's a massive part of kicking. You know, that's a massive part of punting. So that's why I have Vinatieri up there as the greatest of all time because, like, every – I think he made the playoffs for, like, 16 or 17 years or yeah, something like that. probably. <laughs> he went from Tom Brady and the Patriots doing their thing to the Colts won a Super Bowl the next day. It's like every kick he kicked, week one, week eight, week 13, Super Bowl. Every one of them fucking matter. We're going to try to win games. And there's other guys that just weren't as lucky to be on good teams, but we have to judge them accordingly. Justin Tucker's been to a Super Bowl. Justin Tucker's won a Super Bowl. Justin Tucker hits big kicks every single time, and his team is in the race every single week. He's fucking unbelievable. I don't know how much more we can say about how great he is other than the fact that that ball is turning end over end every fucking time. Gorgeous. Perfect. It is a beautiful. It's so high, too. That's the thing, too. They're always so high. Yeah. That's from his. That's from that his, lean? Yeah. It's unbelievable. He's a fucking. Like putting the ball in the front of your stance if you're driving it or something? You tell me. You fucking hit a 380, dude. Yeah. I don't know, but if you want to hit it higher, don't you put it up in the front of your stance a little bit? But you that, tee it I don't up know. Higher. You tell me. Is that what you do? Yeah. Yeah, that's what they tell me. That's what they say. Oh, that's all said. piece of information I'm getting now. <laughs> yeah, I thought Phil told you that when you had him on the show. No, that was for it the was flop. flop shot. Yeah, that's for the flop. I didn't uh -oh. know it was for the drive. Uh -oh. Hey, Albert three on the other side of this thing. We got overreaction tweets. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got some more games to break what? down. Hell, yeah. I got some more piano. Ooh. A couple more piano. Mm -hmm. We're talking. I think you need to dive into that football, that empty football field sometime. Well, I think... So we still got like the trial version of this thing. Oh, I love a good trial version. Is that like the home screen? 
Uh, we only get like a certain amount of things we can do on this thing. Like I can obviously do, uh, we should probably put, I can do this number here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Do you see me do a lot of this guy? Yep. Yep. That guy's sweet. sweet. I got this guy. Uh, oh, that Ooh, one's cool. From the bottom. Yeah, the bottom one's cool, but if it's, you know, it's kind of tough because like when you're in the, all of this shit, it's tough to put this thing on the yeah, right yeah. person. Yeah, sure. So I obviously got that one. We got this one here that we don't utilize enough, but it's tough to control. Oh, that's for coverages. Yeah, this one's tough to control. Yeah. Thing is neat. I love the arrows. I absolutely yeah. love the arrows. Yeah, these ones, I mean, the arrow here is, wait. Oh, no. Oh, no. The okay. arrow. There it is. Oh, boom. It's is so nice. Yeah. And obviously, you can do all the squigglies. Like, oh, this guy. Well, what's that all about? Yeah, it happens sometimes. Whoa. Whoa. Straight out after, yeah. There we go. Can only do three. three. Can only do oh, two thrusts. Okay. okay. Can only do two thrusts. Can't do three with the old uh, squiggly thing. Then I got this guy, obviously, we've been able to do that. But when I do this, I can't do anything on the screen. Oh, oh. really? So yeah, because do I'm, I'm doing an arrow right now, but it's not. It's nowhere near where, where you want it. It's like an inch and a half hand. off. Yeah. Because oh. it kind of fucks up, so you got to get out of here. Game of inches. Yeah. Hey, do they don't have to have any white showing? Or are they getting is Tucker getting fined? Oh, I don't know. Let's take a look. But there's some old linemen with no white showing either, so they must be okay. That's predominantly black shoe. Predominantly black shoe. But like Andrews, at least he has a little white from a spat. He has pre the predominantly black shoe there. I'm talking there. You gotta have some white up your ankle usually. Yeah, but I'm saying like I don't think anybody else has it. Yeah, he's not the only one. You know? Maybe his grandfather. Maybe he's getting fined. Yeah, maybe he's getting fined. You're right. Y'all <laughs> Hey, sorry about it. We didn't mean to put a spotlight no. on it. But it appears as if this guy right here <laughs> has much different shoes than everybody else, Goodell. Fucking make sure you talk about that. Because if you, if one person starts doing a Goodell, you know, everybody's That's going to. That's right. Andrews gets a fucking $100,000 fine because of what we just did right there. Takes his touch on away. Sunday night football, huh? Prime time, you want to have Bye. real fucking games? Oh, those shoes are more comfortable. We don't care. Wear the uncomfortable ones that match everybody else. Damn it. You don't need any anomaly-ish. You making it in this Saturday for our college football primetime watch-along thingy? Yeah, I should be there. Do we know what game it is yet? Well, what do you want? You want FSU or Clemson or you want to do LSU Florida? I don't know. What do you guys think? You tell me. Well, we had Clemson already once. Yeah, but we so, know we know the team, and you we know, do Mike know the Norvell squad. We like Memphis. Dabo. Yeah. Wait, if we if we do Clemson again, am I still on the Clemson squad? I know we get to pick team, or we have teams. No, you pick whatever you want. We're yeah. also just cooked up. Uh, I think we want FSU to be we a part of it after what FSU. we just learned from yep. Zito during the break. There, we might want FSU ties in this. Thing. They're basically the same exact spread and same exact total. If that, let's if do were, it then. And time. Who are you on? You on Clemson again? Do FSU? If we're, I mean, do the FSU one? Yeah, I'm on Clemson again though. Fuck. You're goddamn right. They're playing so good. Of course, yeah. same squad. <laughs> Fucking Dewey is balling. They took care of BC. They so did. they BC, has red bandana game. You're goddamn right. People, alumni weekend, too. Everyone was Tomlin's getting had a great catch. Hey, just real quick. Love the red bandana. If you don't know the story, you should look it up. Why would you schedule Clemson? Still don't understand that. As that game. Why would that be the red bandana game? Schedule bumfuck states. You can beat them by 100. Boom. At least, you know. It's like homecoming. I think that's the worry. Is that, hey, if we schedule bumfuck state, because we have lost to a bumfuck state before. 
and we do it in the Crowther Wells jerseys, then hold the phone. But if we do it against Clemson, at least we're not expected to win, but we'll put up a great fight. So and it's like did. the Pittsburgh Pirates, basically. You're going sure. to the ballpark. You're not expecting to win, but you're happy to be there. That's Bingo. Right. Because you're sporting something that could be good. And there's a chance. Like, it was a 20-and-a-half spread. It's like, hey, if we even are close in this game, it's a victory. I don't know. That just feels like a homecoming-type scheduling. Yeah. Personally, I think that's the case. Uh, that was always the biggest offense, right? If a team scheduled you for homecoming, that's when the coach would let you know you should be offended. That yeah. dude, that dude uh, with, with Deion, Deion Sanders yeah. this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Why was he mad? I'm not talking on the HBCU ins and outs or whatever mm-hmm. and the swag stuff, but I will say, I don't know who that other motherfucker is, but I know who Dion is, and I'm on prime side. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I think, it, I think there is an allegiance thing that is kind of happening um, around HBCUs and swag and everything. Everybody's talking about, you know, prime is... I, don't, I love Deion Sanders. Always will, yeah. always have. He's one of the only humans on earth that can literally do whatever because he's proven that he can do whatever. And uh, I know the other guy wasn't necessarily thrilled with him. I do like that Dion said, get your fucking hands off me. <laughs> yeah. You know, with one leg, basically, because he had that surgery mm-hmm. on his foot. So him him going in for the dap up, hey, how you doing? A lot of, a lot of things were said. You know, you scheduled us as homecoming, th- this whole thing happened in here. And then he says, get off me. And you saw Dion's hands, by the way. Oh, you yeah. saw Prime's hands? Yep, still got get it. The fuck right up. on the arm. <laughs> Interesting. I think uh, Prime has brought a lot of attention to the swack. I don't believe that old Cuzzy on the other side necessarily loves that. He thinks to himself probably that they're building a good program at Alabama State and that he's over a little bit of love as well. Is that what it is, or is it all motivation? I guess we shall see. I don't know. That makes no sense. It seems like if you are in the swack and you are coaching at an HBCU, you would want Dion to be one of your allies because it seems like he is the type of guy who can really kind of maximize the product, bring a lot of eyes to it. I don't I mean, like you said, I, I don't know anything about Alabama State, but shit, if I see Dion's kid and his team are playing on TV, I'll fucking watch that. That's for sure. Yeah, and we're a bunch of dumb whites though. For so sure. Yeah. Keep that in mind whenever you hear what we say. With that being said, we shall move on. Let's talk about something that we do know a little bit about, and that's the NFL. Roger Goodell, in a press conference overseas, talked about maybe an entire division in Europe, not just one team in London, maybe two teams in London, an entire division over there. We started thinking, you know, maybe on some vitamins, maybe not about what the division would look like. If you have two teams in London, one team in Germany, right? It seems like Germany is going to be a spot. They got a game this year in Munich in November. Mm-hmm. That's going to be packed out because not only the military folks, but if you think back to the World League, I think there's two, three teams in Germany, and they always did very, very well. I think there is a good base of football fans in Germany, and especially because Bjorn Vanna and, you know, the uh, football bromance show is massive over there. I think Germany's a big market. Then where would the fourth team be? I guess that's to be debated. They play amongst each other. That's six games. You start doing the math. They, they play amongst each other. One division comes in to play against them. You can have ten games over there, basically, your own division. Then you have, like, a satellite office almost back in America to finish the season with. Is that what Roger Goodell is thinking? And how far out do you think this is, AJ? Is this near future or long term? This is a real question because this is electrifying. If they're adding four more teams, two of them in London, that salary cap's going to be going like this a lot quicker than we could have ever imagined, A.J. Hawk. 
well, when does that new plane come out that can they say can get you anywhere within four hours? That's a big part of it, right? Yeah, Jim Irsay brought that help? Jim Irsay brought that up whenever we talked about a team in London. He said, "Well, they were supposed to the Challenger was supposed to get you from New York to the London, Concord, yeah, or Concord, yeah, supposed to get you from New York to London in four hours. Whatever happened to that? I don't know. They made a phone. He <laughs> yeah, said, I don't want a phone. I want a flying car. <laughs> Honda might be making one. Yeah, Honda alluded to a flying car in their commercial. For us. Yeah. There's people making. There's planes in like in production, or that's going to come out sometime in the next five or ten years. I think that are like the Concorde. Yeah, 2025 is when they're okay. planning at least to unveil that. Ooh. So that's near pro- future. That's probably why the NFL is thinking we'll be able to do this because all the suits in New York are like we can get over there in four hours. We get there quicker than we get to fucking California. Yes. Yeah. Right now, do we fly to LA? Yes. Bi-weekly, right? We fly out there. Yeah, it's a five-hour flight, right? Yep. We'll be able to by 2025. We'll be able to get to England in four hours. We're willing to do that, right, aren't we? Yes. Let's get four teams over there. Uh-huh. Yeah. You get four teams over there. Every England game sells out. You saw the fucking atmosphere there in Tottenham. There was a Green Bay Packers fan pointing at a Giants fan going, ah, right in their face at that game. Didn't look like they knew each other. Looked like they were, you know, blokes watching a game, strangers maybe, in their face. And I thought to myself, in America, that person's getting punched. You know, in America, sure. that becomes a massive fight. In England, it just feels like they're better fans. They're louder fans. They seem to all have personalities. They seem to all get it. And they're buying into what the American football is at a rapid rate. It's like, now is the time to take advantage of that. Let's go ahead and make that happen, AJ. It should happen. They do seem to be almost like more engaged or more involved in the game to get the day-to-day. But maybe it's because they don't want to get so few games. So they're so juiced once they, once they do come over there that these guys are and gals are extra excited. But... We know the NFL is king, and it's sustainable. If they put teams over there, people will watch, and people will go to the game. I think being patient with it is the right play, whether it was because the Concord wasn't created or not, which, you know, if they were forced not to put a team over there or whatever, I think being patient, growing the game, getting their fan base up, because if we cut to a game over there week seven, and it's an empty stadium, the players are going to be pissed that they're stuck in fucking Europe because the star players are going to go over there are going to be pissed about this. There's going to have to be some makeup payment because of taxes that are going to – there's going to have to be some salary cap fluctuation that's going to have to take place with those teams, especially because you're living over there, then you're living back in another city for full time. The logistics of it seem like a nightmare. But if I'm just viewing this strictly as somebody who's a fan of the sport – it's like, let's fucking do that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's get them back here. Let's have them house, mm-hmm. house one team in St. Louis because they already got the facility. Have them be able to like kind of home there. San Antonio wants an NFL team. Yep. Have their American base be in San Antonio. See how it goes. Like Orlando, they but, could probably do. That's what I'm saying. I think there is a way to do it. I think it's going to happen, though. Like It sounds like it's yeah. going to happen. Before, it was like, oh, will, will this ever happen? Now it sounds like, yeah, it's going to happen, but let's see when. And how do we become owners of one of those things? There it is. That's, that's the next question, AJ. That is. Well, how many, they, like, so you think they would just all of a sudden, bam, add four teams one year? There's going to be a slow rollout. Yeah, would you rather add one or would you rather add a division? Adding four teams is going to be tough. We see the USFL and the XFL and how they do. The Rock's definitely going to be an owner of one of the teams. He owns a league, though, already. Yeah. yeah. yeah he, saw, hopefully Steve Harvey saw that one more. documentary where he was a player and then he just what? decided to own a team. I do hope Steve Harvey gets one. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Ohio guy, Cleveland dude, give him a team. He's also a West Virginia guy, West Virginia dude. Good. Draft some West Virginia guys. He's always wearing something awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I follow him on Instagram because he's one of my favorite hosts of all time. I think what he did yes. to Family Feud is noble and incredibly talented. Yeah. He became the host to yeah. go, and I, his life 
has become awesome to follow on Instagram, he is always dressing the motherfucking flyest. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is no question about it. Give Steve Harvey a team. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Seriously. Be perfect. Give Size Steve those. Harvey a team. What are we even doing? Can we he'll give, no, he'll, he'll pay. He's got cash. He'll put money in. Yeah, Ballmer give will probably team. take a team. Sure. The NFL is going to take over the whole world. Bezos should definitely get one if they do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is that a conflict of interest? He owns a network that some games are on and a team, you think, or no? I don't know. Is it? Bezos sitting up there with Roger Goodell. Maybe that's what they were talking about. Maybe. I got a nice flat in London, Roach. Let me go ahead and just move Was in. Is that Bezos? Yeah. 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 Probably oh, probably he speaks with an accent? Yeah. When he's well, talking yeah. about England, yeah. yeah. When he lives over there, he's a chameleon. Mm. What do you think this is? Got it. Play games on his yacht. My bad. Jeez. <laughs> That's why Roger Goodell looked the way he looked in that photo, because he was like, holy fuck, yeah. this guy has an I English accent. Oh, my God. What else you got? <laughs> and then Rog had one, too, right back. Roger's like, good. Uh, you queen. We had much better relationship. <laughs> How about God Save the King? They were zooming in on people in the crowd. Mm-hmm. I thought there was going to be some queen calls because the king allegedly is a doofus. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when a God save, uh, I thought they were going to say queen still. Some people like as a, like, no, I stay with the queen. Course. Well, unfortunately, I, God did not save the queen. He tried, 90-some years old. I mean, yeah. yeah. And some or be, she, sorry. It's very Pretty good run. Could be longer, too. Sure, but if. God was involved. There was portions of the internet that were never saying God save the queen. They were like... Oh, yeah, a lot of them were Paul. Oh, yeah, apparently. It's about time a lot of people were saying. Mm-hmm. The internet was ruthless. Mul- yeah. Multiple corners of the internet. Because and, and the sunset never set on the internet where she ruled. That's right. Yeah, there Lots, it Lots of people. AJ, any follow-up? I don't understand exactly what that means, but you know what? If Dig says it, I believe it. Well, the sun never set. On the British Empire. Exactly. And the, re- the, book. the reason why it keeps, keeps rolling is because they were, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. kind of took over everywhere. Imperialism. Say, so you work for us now. That's right. How much is too much. Need you to yeah. pledge your allegiance and also sing a song. Yeah. And you owe us money. Yep. And you're going to pay us taxes. You're going to do that whole thing. And probably work people and pay people limited and, you know, oh, yeah. change rules and laws. We own you now. For a long time, that happened. You long know, past. People didn't Are forget. Are Harry and Meghan Markle back in the fold? I don't know if the king brought him back in or not. He's got those big fingers, but I do think they are for extending the olive branches. <laughs> I think that is the yeah, king doesn't think about anything. <laughs> but God save the king. That was the first time I heard yeah. that, right? Mm-hmm. I think that was the first time we've all heard Lyric it. Lyric change, yeah. yeah. I went and took a piss while it was happening. What? It's awesome. you got to watch it. It was it. pretty it was good. Sweet. Yeah. I, was, I got a chance to be over there, you know, for it. Oh, yeah. And that was in the middle of some people kneeling during the national anthem, beginning of it, whenever I was over there. And we had a guy, and they had a guy, and the national anthem was being sung. And then when God Save the Queen came on, it was like the whole place belted it very loud. It was that's awesome. Electrifying. Yeah. I'm like, God damn. Like, this place has done some terrible things in the past as well. Yeah. And this place is all it. And so then every time you watch one of those games, it's like I stick around for it. We had a uh, private or a commander sing the national anthem. Then they brought in their best singer, I think, in all of England, this lady. Adele? That's what I was going to say. No, better. Who, Susan Boyle? So he was like, no, no, not Susan Boyle. Something like that, though. Somebody we never Roseanne? Heard. I don't think she was. Roseanne She's a pretty good rendition of the national anthem back in the day. She did. She didn't sing Baseball for us. game, I believe. She didn't sing for us or for them. Hmm. But the lady that sang for them, God Save the King, brought it. This weekend? Yeah. 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 Pipes. And the whole place was singing it, too. I mean, that's pretty good. Even um, Rogers in the stands was singing it? That guy's the best, man. Frank Sherby? <laughs> you talking about his lookalike guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not Aaron Rodgers. 
Boy, they sure milked the fuck out of that thing, didn't they? Two weeks, I had to see that guy all over TV. All right. It's fun. It is fun. so hey, Jenny, fun. Thank you. Hilarious. Jocularity. We love fun. It is good jocularity. <laughs> That's what the show's all about. <laughs> they did it with AJ when he was in the league. What'd they say? Someone just brought a shovel into the stadium <laughs> and they just zoomed in. <laughs> Not AJ Hawk. Yeah. I was AJ hoping it would be a lot better than that, Con. Oh, come on. Up. I thought Con had a person in mind. Me too, by the way. Me. Like Leonardo DiCaprio or something for like you, the AJ. thing from the Goonies or something? <laughs> What's your problem? Jeez, <laughs> As the first person the that popped in my thing. head. Sloth. Dude. Sloth, thank you. Sloth. Rocky Road. What's your deal? <laughs> I, I wasn't thinking of a person. I wasn't making it that personal. All right, let's go to some other reactions. AJ, you didn't deserve that. I apologize. I, don't, I think I know what he's talking about, but I ain't never seen a movie. The, the Hey, You Guys guy. That guy. Sloth. Stay to the left. Loves Baby Ruth. Yeah. That's the big kid that does the He's thing. Chained up. Oh, no. That's no, Chunk. Hey, no. you guys. He, yeah. Z definitely He's chained up down up. the basement. If Z pulled up a photo of him, you, you'd see him and be like, oh, yeah, that does kind of look like AJ. Yep. Yeah, it's my twin. Yep, do it. Oh! It's pure. Right on line. Felt good. Nets one point. Yeah. Damn, but we're not keeping score. <laughs> you guys aren't, but you are. Got a tally right here. What's the score? You have sixty-four points. Uh, Ty's got thirteen. Connor's got six. And I have zero. All right. Get you on a board. That's cool. <laughs> get you one. That's of like games. me with a super dog uh, for game day. I mean, that's uh, that shit doesn't make sense to me. I Her- picked Oklahoma just so I could say Booty's name again. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, first off, you covered the first three weeks yes. or whatever, and you had no points. What are we doing here? What happens? First week, my spread that I gave exactly out was a winner. Yeah. Ultimate, you won that bet. The ultimate was the second week. Not they no also bad. they said they'll keep an eye on it though. <laughs> keep an eye out. We'll keep an eye out. That was awesome today. We'll keep an eye out. All right, we'll keep an eye out too. <laughs> Just in case. Okay. Me three. Well, you AJ, you'll keep an eye out. Always. All right, sweet. Thanks. All right, let's go to some overreactions from around the internet. This is one of my favorite parts of the week. Put a tweet out on Monday morning saying, hey, listen, I know in a lot of different times on the internet, people are supposed to not show any emotion. Remember? Yeah, of course. Because in this modern world, you show emotion, you get memed, you get viral, you get taken out of context, you get attacked, but not on overreaction Monday. No, no, no. This is a time for you to lose your goddamn mind. Let it all out. How do you feel in this exact moment about your NFL team? Let your fandom heart on your sleeve show. Hashtag PMS, I don't overreact, but is the tweet that we send out there. It got up to number two trending in the country because of how many people were overreacting. And now, Ty Schmidt went through all of them, and we have our absolute best of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for hashtag PMS, I don't want to overreact. Some really good ones today. We're going to win the Super Bowl. With that being said, a lot of shit to figure out. We fucking suck. It's the perfect overreaction. Uh That of A. Foxy. Ty Schmidt went through all the tweets and found the best ones. Here we go. From Jeff S. At Junior JJS2. Junior. Hashtag PMS. I don't want to overreact. But uh-huh. just end the season after week six. Bills versus Chiefs will be better than a Super Bowl 57. Hashtag Bills Mafia. Mm. Interesting take on the state of the NFC here from old Jeff. But after what the Buffalo Bills did to the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's hard not to think that that Bills team is going to win a Super Bowl. They were without Hyde, without Poyer, without a bunch of guys. And they just fucking slaughtered. The Pittsburgh Steelers, A.J. Hawk. That team seems to be all the way back. I love them. I can't wait to watch their entire run. They should go to the Super Bowl, though, at this point, the Buffalo Bills. 
Yeah, obviously they should with what their defense can do, getting after the quarterback. Uh, Adam Vaughn Miller was huge for them, but their offense, when they're when they're on, it's like when we watch the Chiefs when they're on. Like, what do you do? How do you stop these yeah. guys? And that's where I feel like the Bills are right now. You just have to hope to catch them on an off day and make get a few turnovers, do something to stop this off. First drive of the game, windy conditions. Boswell kicks off. Buffalo Bills return and runs around, ends up mm-hmm. at the two. First down, nothing. Second down, nothing. Third and ten from their own two to start the fucking game. Pittsburgh Steelers get off the field here. Defense gets off the field. Whole new conversation maybe about how it goes. Josh Allen, 98-yard dime to Gabriel Davis. Next kickoff, bobbled, fumbled. Buffalo Bills end up with the ball. Bills are able to get it, or Steelers are able to get a stop and block it. But that thing could have been 14-zip real quick. And we're talking about it being even worse. There was turnovers late. This could have been worse than what it was for the Buffalo Bills and the Pittsburgh Steelers. But this Bills team is awesome to watch, and the Steelers might just fucking stink. They were without their three starters in the secondary. So maybe, maybe. Bills out without three of their starters in the secondary as well. Sure. Maybe Bills stink, though. I don't know. Diggs, you still have hope for the Steelers? <laughs> no, AJ, I don't. No? No. Uh, same thing. I asked a question yesterday. Are the Dolphins dead just because – I seen Brees Hall break five tackles yeah. in the secondary to score a touchdown. He should have been tackled 25 yards before the time he was tackled. It's mm-hmm. like, that seems like a team that has quit. Then they came back a little bit and people were attacking me. But there is a lot of question like, are these teams dead? Seems like the Steelers might be one of them that everybody thinks is dead. They still got Tomlin coaching, though, right? Mm-hmm. Which is all we got to remember, I guess. Yeah. But it is with the Bills, you know. And it, like we were talking about how when you just know your team isn't going to win a Super Bowl. And I don't know if I'm there with the Packers yet, but I just, I know the Packers aren't the Bills. Like, the, you watch that team, it's like, God damn, if that's the measuring stick, like, we got a ways to go. It's hard not to just say, can we win a Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. And then you watch your team on, like, a Thursday night. Sure. Yeah. And sure. it's one of the worst football games of all time. Mm-hmm. Sure. And they still win. And then you watch the Buffalo Bills, and you go, My God. we fucking stink. <laughs> this is not the same game that I'm watching. These are not the same sports. Then you watch the Minnesota Vikings, and you're like, we fucking stink. Yeah. You watch the Philadelphia Eagles, you're like, we fucking stink. You watch the Kansas City Chiefs, you're like, we fucking stink. It's hard not to think about that with those top four or five teams, but the Chiefs and the Bills, certainly two of them. And I can't wait to watch the Chiefs this evening. Let's go to our next overread. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I was just saying, you know who the Colts were supposed to be? No. The Dallas Cowboys. Play, play defense, run the ball. Every team that's winning right now, good O-line, very good defense, mm. able to run the rock. That is like old school football is almost coming back in the NFL here in 2022, and I'm here for it. I just seen a clown. Can't wait to talk about the Bengals. Oh, no. Jai Shields at the J Shields, or is it J Shields? J A I. I thought Jai when I first saw it as well. J like French? We. Oui. Okay. There's that one Australian mm-hmm. guy. His name's Jai, spelled like that. Jai, Jai Courtney. Courtney. Hello. What's he doing? What does Jai do? Jai who? The Australian one. The Australian one. works guy. on the Bobby? Oh, no. He's, uh, you know, he fucking eats spaghetti volaroo and, you know, runs around in the epic, stays away from great white checks, you know, that kind of stuff. Ever go to Memphis? Well, yeah, but you, you, if you go to Memphis, other than trying the piping hot garlic knots of that nice little pizza joint on the strip there, stay away from Beale Street. If you are down there at, you know, 10 p.m., 10.30... 
not only are you going to get your wallet stolen, you're going to get your throat slashed. There's just no two ways about it. Is that Other what, than that, it's a beautiful city. Is that what Jai said? That's what Jai said, yeah. <laughs> okay. At the J Shield, not that one. Not that one. This is the one from Twitter with the hashtag PMS. I don't want to overreact, but, but Zach Taylor stinks as an offensive play caller. A Philly special, not one run play in the red zone, passing up a chip shot game-tying field goal for a damn shovel pass. My Bengals haven't scored 30 points not once this season. With all this talent, and Zach Taylor is wasting it. AJ, you're a big-time Bengals fan, played for the team in the area. What is everybody saying about that Bengals team? Exactly what Jai's saying here? Or it's hard not to be kind of be disappointed by this Bengals start. Still a lot of time for them to figure it out, and they have Joe Burrow. Last night they looked like they were out. They get back into it. The shovel pass decision is certainly an interesting yeah. one, but what are the people of Cincinnati stating about the Bengals around there? Is Jai think, accurate? Go ahead. Yeah, I think people are honestly at the questioning Zach Taylor for sure and his play calling and everything. Anytime you lose, people are going to question it, and people are all experts, and they know they have all the answers, but the Ravens defense also, like Marcus Peters, I give that dude credit. That shovel pass, he was all over. I think they motioned away. He had like a nub on his side, and he was right there ready to knock it down basically when they threw that little deal. Their whole D-line was there too. So they had a good idea of what was coming at the same time. So very well prepared, and they executed well on defense. Bengals-Ravens feels like the new Steelers-Ravens of that day. It so does. Yeah, it definitely feels like a real battle over there. Well, when we talked about Joe Burrow not being able to like take those short throws yesterday and getting bored with them. Does some of that have to fall to Zach Taylor, too, not calling plays for to beat that type of you got to run them out of it. Yeah. If they're having too high safety, you got to be able to run them out of it. If they can get four-man pressure, and they have, then obviously you, you're going to struggle, I think, in the passing game. But if, they have, if there's two safeties deep, you got to run them out of it. If they're not bringing an extra guy down the box. You have to be able to run the ball to make them they take did. that guy out of the box. They did too. They ran it make really him put well. Him in the box, I but they say. just didn't give it to Joe. They gave it to him like thirteen times. I don't know. I, I, some of these situations, I don't understand. Because you know, it's easy to watch the game from afar and be like, "Why don't they do this? Why don't they do this?" Yeah. Let's assume Zach Taylor's watching so much film and understands what he's got going on. And the reason why I'm saying that is because if he has any years left on his contract with any guaranteed money. Bengals He'll be there. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, sure. Made to the Super Bowl last year. I assume that's what he's saying. But I think I th- Joe threw for 941 yards on the Ravens in both games combined mm-hmm. last year. So they were probably thinking going into the game, like, hey, we'll be able to move the ball through the air. And it just wasn't there. Yeah, well. Um, maybe Burrow lost that chip on the shoulder because Wink Martindale was the one talking shit about him last year as the Ravens' D.C. You remember that? Yeah, I wonder if Joey's still got his chip on his shoulder. Oh, yeah. If he can yeah, remember. for sure. If he can remember. Yeah. What's everybody's problem? Yeah, that's well, that's the worry. He said it. We don't he know has any concussions, though, he said. We, he said it. No, we got to talk about it. You said it. We said but it. But he doesn't remember one se- second half of his entire career. That's not. All right. So let's I move think on. you're exaggerating, Con. Well, I don't remember a second half either. Where I was in euphoria. We're winning. <laughs> I don't remember anything before <laughs> Me too. Right, AJ? Pure euphoria. How many? Second half of every game. How many games do you remember? <laughs> any of them? What do you mean? I don't know. I was thinking about that. The I don't other. remember like overall games. I remember specifics from things, but I, yeah, I'm not a big score guy or anything like that. Somebody was going to bat for me on Twitter against one of these college football fans that hated me, and they put a bunch of my stats up, <laughs> and I like looked at it. And I'm like, God damn, that was pretty good. <laughs> and I like he put one stat on there. I was like, I for, I looked it up, and I it went to a game, and I was like, I don't even remember that. Fu- That's a pretty big play. I should be pretty pumped about <laughs> yeah. that. I, did, I, don't, I don't even remember that. And I couldn't even imagine with you because of how many plays, like 50, 60 a game. I wonder how many – probably just the bad ones and the really good ones. Everything else just kind of gets washed away. Yeah, mainly, yeah. Definitely remember 
times you got run over, missed a tackle, things like that. But and not he, like specifics too much, honestly. Some guys have a brain for that. Some guys don't. Well, he remembers I every don't. single flag that got thrown on him that wasn't a real penalty because he had to chase down and yell at the Definitely remember right that. That was Darren Sproles, yeah. He jumped up over top of him, had one of the coolest plays of all time. Mm-hmm. And the ref, hey, hold on now. Fucked him. The ref fucked him. Yeah, of course. Let's talk about these Ohio high school refs. Mm. What bit, happened? A little bit too cavalier with the power that they've been given. You know what I mean? No. What'd they do? This one guy, the back judge, you would have thought it was his football game. It was the way he was Oh, at the St. X game? Yeah. A lot of – and there's no Jumbotron, so they're right, right? They mm-hmm. are right. There's no, there's no replay. Mm-hmm. So I guess you're right, back judge, that can't keep up with all the kids. It looks like you've been coached or reffing for 50 years, and you're very mouthy and very proud of the power that you have. Mm-hmm. I guess you're right. You know, I, I guess that is the way it goes. There was a couple calls that were made in that Friday game where I'm like – High school ref might be the dream job. Uh-huh. Nobody can combat you because there's no jumbotron. It's like you definitely fucked that kid out of a 68-yard touchdown ball right there. He was certainly in the end zone. There's no reason for you to put him down. You mark him down a half yard short. Your eyes were a half yard short yep. on this guy. You were 20 yards away. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a touchdown. I saw it. He was gonna, down. It's like, all right, must be nice, dude. Must be nice. I appreciate everybody, though, serving the community. Mm-hmm. That's right. Is that what refs do? Are refs serving the community or is it their job? I think so. I don't know if they get paid enough to call it a job, right? But I do assume that this guy's wife and family and friends in Ohio are so proud of the way he refs. You know, you know, Ted, he's got control of the game. (laughs) I thought about that like 10 times. This guy was so mouthy. Going over, this guy's doing blah, blah, blah. This guy's doing blah, blah, blah. I'm like, get this guy the fuck off the field. Yeah, he was something. He was certainly something. And then you can't check him because. It is true. Yeah, good. If you're at a high school game, like, all right, here we go. What, what, did he score or feed in? Oh, wait, there's nothing to look at usually. I've never – I don't think I've ever gone to a high school football game since, you know, leaving high school. As a kid, I went, you know, it was something to do. When I was in school, before I became a football player, I went because it was something to do. Then I'm in the game, obviously. Then I go to college and I go to the NFL. And I think I've been back, like, on a bye week, but I don't remember, you know, how it was. I was invested in that particular game because I thought it was a great game. There's dudes all over that field, St. X and LaSalle. I mean, there was dudes all over. Guys going to fucking, I guess, Michigan. That guy's probably going to end up in Notre Dame. That guy's going to go to this. I'm like, damn, like, this, is, this is awesome to watch. And it was, good, it was good football. First play, though, down the sideline, I couldn't see. I go to Jumbotron, literally, immediately. <laughs> like, as I'm watching, as I'm watching a game, I'm like, oh, I can't see it. And I go to the Jumbotron, it's over. Like, what happened? The guy caught the ball. Like, did he? Oh, okay. How do we know? <laughs> yeah. How do we know? And it's just like, I felt like such an entitled fucking asshole where I'm like, we need a jump boat. <laughs> what are we even doing here? I can't even see the thing. But that was an awesome experience over there, AJ. I loved it. I really, you got a FaceTime from me and Herbie while we were tailgating for a high school football game. Two hours before. Two hours before the game started. Never been a part of that before in my life. Had a blast. Had a couple of whiskeys. 7.30 kick? 7 o'clock kick. We Seven got there at 5.10. Hell yeah! It was awesome. I was still <laughs> yeah. driving. I was still driving home from the Thunderdome. And you Facetime me with Kirk in the parking lot, and I see all these people tailgating. We're like, yeah, Friday night in Ohio. There we go. If you would have flown with me to Kansas, you would have got back to Ohio faster. I flew to Kansas twice on Friday. Yes, you did. <laughs> okay, I flew to Kansas twice on Friday. Got back to go. I was honored to be asked to go. You know, by Herbie. 
got on this little baby plane. <laughs> no. You know, from no Kansas, way. get back to Ohio. Of course. Had Wi-Fi, though. Had Wi-Fi. It was a good plane. It was a comfortable plane. Comfortable plane. Had enough room. You know what yeah. I mean? Had yeah. enough room. Right. Right. Had enough room. I mean, it was, it was awesome. Just being in... I almost didn't go as soon as I saw the plane. Oh. See you guys Actually, back in the you know hotel. what? I, something yeah. just came up. As soon as I saw the plane, I'm like, I'm not getting in that thing. But then, you know, I remembered, like, this is a cool moment to even be a part of. And I was very thankful. And I appreciate Kirk Herbstreit a lot. Jake yeah. Herbstreit, obviously, I appreciate a lot. It was like, all right, this is a cool moment. His son's first start varsity in Ohio. They moved back to Cincinnati for old cuz to basically go to this high school and do this. Not an easy thing to get a starting job at sophomore, I guess, at varsity at this school. They are a D1 factory, mm. this school, St. X. Just everybody's going somewhere. Kid's good, dude. Chase is fucking yeah. good at football, AJ. That team's good. Team was awesome to watch, AJ. They put out a ton of great players, it seems like, all the time. Their coach has been there forever. He's a legend. Yeah, it's, it's one of those programs that, yeah, they're very impressive. Before the game, full prayer into the microphone from Father McCullough. Oh, yeah. It's a Catholic oh, really? school, yeah. Yeah, full prayer. Not just a little Dude, one. Like a they elder? We're talking about we need to bless this goddamn field in these boys. <laughs> you know what I mean, AJ? It was, Is that how they said it? Uh, I said that. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was standing there like doing a prayer. Oh, this is an actual prayer in the Catholic school. Got it, got it, got it. I just met Father McCullough. Guy's wearing a dress. Next, time, next time you talk to Herbie, ask him how come he didn't just – because. Um, you know, there is a you know a decent coach down in Nashville. They could have just went to instead of moving to Cincinnati. Yeah, it is weird. Ohio high school football, after experiencing it, I think is vastly different than maybe what it is in Tennessee or somewhere maybe. else. That was an experience, AJ. That was an experience. Loud, passionate, full to do. That LaSalle school had an entire parking. We got there. They were already there. An entire parking lot filled. Truck beds to truck beds, just music everywhere, Unreal. drinking. I'm like, this is fucking outrageous. Yeah, and AJ goes, this is how high school football is supposed to be done. Yeah, that's, <laughs> a, that's the speech I get. And I was baptized by all, every Ohio fuck was there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in the middle of it. High school football in Ohio. Uh, you might as well have picked me up and put me right in the middle of the Ohio person. Honored to be there. You're right. It was amazing over there, AJ. Why didn't Chase go to Plum High School, though? Yeah. We couldn't get him a Plum High School over here? Mustang. Well, we don't illegally. Should have asked Kirk. He wouldn't have moved there, I bet. Well, Chase, Chase would make the Mustangs good. Pierce, if that son of a bitch is faster than everybody, he's got moxie, a lot of confidence, very calm, felt in control at all times, sophomore first start. He's a guy. This dude is a – was this the game? Yeah. There's the bomb squad. Pause. So the bomb squad over here on the left, oh, these boys over yeah. here, that's the St. X bombers. Uh, that's the away side right there. On the left side, all those dudes with the tanks and the chains and the things, sure. they, they have been voted by their peers as the leader, leaders of the student section. Oh. They're called the bomb squad. I will say, I think the little tiny one over there on the left with the uh, thing around his head, yeah. whenever they came up to shake my hand, let's go shake their hands shake their hand. before the game, he remembered that I said St. X stunk. So he was kind of like coming at me sideways, and I immediately thought to myself, I will snap your fucking neck. Uh. So then, then it was followed up with somebody else like, hey, why'd you say that about us? I didn't even remember it. And then I had immediate respect for the little guy. I'm like, oh, I appreciate this kid actually coming up to me and being like, you just talked shit about us literally yesterday. And now you're just like, huh? I don't remember I say saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Four hours, I do apologize. Bomb squad, great juice. Hey, it was cold out there too. 
We're talking like 40, 50 degrees. These dudes in this. At one point, they rip all their shirts off during the middle of oh. a fucking thing. Yeah, the bomb squad, the student section for St. X, impressive performance. Okay. Very, very impressive. We were down around them in that area for half the game. We were down at the other end, the other half. The St. X team in the white, obviously, they got offensive linemen that appear to be 280, 290, 300 pounds fucking moving the rock. Big boys. Yeah. I love, I, there's Chase right there, number seven. Seven. I will tell oh. Chase. I don't know if he's already I been think told. He's 88. Uh, who? Yeah, 88. Like. Dude, he made a big-time catch, tight end. He had a catch over the middle that was – should have went to him more. What is this, the New York Jets? The O-line is gigantic. Dude, these guys are fucking gigantic. I'm telling you, I've never been like, oh, my God. And then Kirk and them are like, yeah, that guy's going to this, that guy's going to this, that guy's going to this school. It's like it makes sense. These Both these teams, I guess, normally very good. Down years for them this year, but normally very good. Very young squads going in there. Uh, I will tell Chase – the tights underneath the pants. I'm not sure Dad loved them, but I thought your swag looked good. Oh, no. <laughs> I think your oh, swag no. looked good, Chase. Kirk didn't like it? Uh, I think it was one of the first things he noticed. I, don't, I didn't get to follow up with the ask if he liked them or not, but he did say uh, tights on his legs there. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, that feels like that's something. You know, that feels like. I wasn't going to bring it up, though. It was an honor to be there. Uh, Jake was there. Chase was there. Zach, I believe, is the... Uh, third child from the Herb Streets mm. after the the twins, Jake and Ty, mm-hmm. they were there. It was a big deal. They treated us very nicely, very hospitable at LaSalle. Everybody was nice. That was a cool moment on Friday. I was pumped to be there. Take back what I said about saying they did not stink. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Especially with Chase Hunter. They're going to win a lot of games with that kid. He just, because ever since he's, he's the youngest of four boys. Okay, so first of all, you know that already. Mm-hmm. His dad has been the face of college football, sure. so he's been and seen, like, massive moments. You know, there was a photo I seen of him with Jalen Hurts, Mac Jones, and then Chase is, like, right here in the confetti at the national championship. And he's very, like, independent. He has, it's like, this dude's made to be a fucking guy almost, it feels like. I was lucky to watch his first game. He seemed in control of everything, man. No, he better keep it going, make it to the league. Is this... St. X's own ESPN channel? Is that uh, what this is Ohio football, I think. Ooh, so ESPN okay. does have X. some wheels. Yeah, he's an athlete. He's faster than everybody on the field. I, I didn't want to say much because I don't know much. But after the game, I got to meet Chase on the field, you know. I'm like, hey, pal. 15. You should. Where's the ref? Let me see which ref it is. Probably see him. He'll come poke his head in here. <laughs> He'll come flying in. That's the head ref. These Ohio refs, though, they're fucking, you know what I mean? By the book. It's good oh, stroke. Yeah. But Chase was faster than everybody, had the arm, seemed to be in control. Here we go. I loved it. I love watching it. Ohio's a good place. St. X, the Bombers are on a tear. Okay, look at going forward, AJ. They are. And, they, I mean, they have dudes that try, like, drive 45 minutes to school every day. Like, that's just how those Catholic schools are. You can come from all over. Yep. Does Centerville ever play them? Does Centerville What's that? ever play St. X? Uh, in the playoffs, they're like in our region. We'd always play all those Cincinnati teams in the playoffs. So funny you say that. One of the kids that was there, I don't know if he's cousin of Herb Street or close enough to family that they called him cousin, named Noah. He's now at Ohio State. He, uh, he came back to watch Chase. He went to Centerville. So I okay. said to him, I said, let's go St. X. Let's go Bombers. He goes, let's go Elks. And I was like, you're a Centerville fuck? He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right. Whoa. Let's go Elks. All right, all right. Let's go Elks. Let's go Elks. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I know you pretty good. I feel like I know you pretty good, Noah. But So you guys could play the Catholic schools there? I would assume in the playoffs. Like now the playoffs are weird because of COVID. I think everybody kind of gets in. But I would assume they're still in like the same region. Yeah. You guys are going to get fucking steamrolled by that nice. if you go to play that Tough, same next yeah, team man. in the next couple years you play like, against like teams that have like 
their school is 1,800 all boys in their school, and they, they put a squad together, and you, you don't have that. Like, it's tough to compete with those guys. Mm-hmm. I think St. X is an all-boys school. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of people. It's like Central. I don't know. They're, they're fans. The bomb squad. I was going to say, I didn't see any girls in the uh... – They had good energy. Bomb squad had good energy all night. We're talking loud. There was a couple chances where I was like, Oof. Nice to know, kids. Students still got it. Oh, I love that. <laughs> you know, there's a couple. There's a couple chances. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go ahead and drift down a little bit here. <laughs> Can't say that. They're kind of dancing a little bit with it. But I guess LaSalle, they had a senior quarterback who was wearing a number ten, and his coach. I forget the coach's name. It's an Irish name. The coach has a son who's a sophomore. He came in, and I was talking to the student section from LaSalle before the game. A couple students had eye black on the whole thing. Of course, and. I said, how's the team? You know, how you guys doing? He go, we got a senior quarterback. He's okay. Sophomore quarterback, really good. We hope that sophomore quarterback will come in. So as we're watching the game, number 10 is a senior quarterback. This dude was fucking spinning. We're talking like between him and Chase, he looked like much more of an adult. He was much mm-hmm. more built. He's yeah. a senior. He was like 50-yard balls, like very good. wasn't close. Like a lot mm-hmm. of the balls weren't. Sure. But he looked the part, you know what I mean? He looked very good. And then they moved him out to like wide receiver, and they put in this little guy. At quarterback, weapon baller. <laughs> Him and Chase are about to run into each other for the next, <laughs> you know, couple years. Go. That's going to be good football between those two. He was good. And ten, he seems like a great athlete. He's probably going to be a tight end. Some he'll probably play tight end in like Ohio State or something like that. It's like on that field was awesome yeah. to watch. Like, Athletes. These dudes are so good at football. And Ohio took it seriously. National anthem was great. Prayer, prayer happened. Mm-hmm. Tailgating was awesome. What? Football was high level. Cold as fuck. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's getting there. It's turned. Yeah, it it's beautiful during the day. A little chilly at night. And yeah, small, baby. All right. Um, let's do one more overreaction from Twitter. I want to let you know, though, I felt like you were there with me in spirit, you know? Did you? I'm glad. That would have. That's a game I would have liked to go to. That'd be nice. I took a lot of photos of stuff when I see something. Like, I would like to remember <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Put this in the bank. I remember that. They had a portage on for me to go to the bathroom in. Nice. In the middle of the tailgate parking lot. Just a bucket in the middle of the... So I'm like, is this where we're peeing? And Herbie's like, oh, plane's too small. Oh, <laughs> can't pee in a portage on. It's not... I'm like, no. I'm just telling you, like, if this portage on was in Plum High School's tailgate thing, as soon as my dumbass gets in there, that fucking thing's getting flipped. <laughs> yeah. So are we, are we okay? He's like, I'll go in the portage. So I go in there, and you hear Herbie outside, like... You ever flip a portage on talking to a kid? <laughs> oh, yeah. Herbie is awesome, dude. Kirk is, he's awesome, man. I'm a big fan of him. Very lucky to become, you know, friends and coworkers with that guy. Chase Herbstreet's a fucking problem, though. Let's go. He's a problem. I'm, like, very pumped to see what he does. Sounds like, too, he's fast enough where if, you know, teams are worried about his size, he can just go play wide receiver. He's a sophomore. I think he's going to. Be, get to Herbie's. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think he is going to get tall because he's already tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think he's going to get taller. True. It's hard to tell from watching here just because those fucking old linemen look like they're all 6'5. Yeah. 88 came up to me afterwards, asked for a photo. I'm fucking looking up at him like this <laughs> yeah, dude's 17 years old. Yeah. <laughs> There's a 97 on St. X. I forget his name. I apologize. He plays D line. Little baby JJ looking guy. Damn. He's fucking junior, just like big. I'm like, where do you guys come from? Yeah. Ohio. Of course. There you have it. Ohio. Mm-hmm. This is where everybody comes. So let's go to another overreaction on Twitter. I enjoyed my time. I'd like to say thank you to everybody over there. Uh, Austin Williams at Pyro Mittens 13. All right, 4th of July, big time for this guy. Yeah, yes. look out. 
He's the guy who's uh, in the neighborhood who's lighting off fireworks in yep. the middle of June, and everybody's like, it's not 4th of July, Austin. Yeah. He's like, what do you want from me? I got these pyro, pyro mittens. <laughs> Dude, is this like the of glove, the pyro mittens? Oh, yeah. yeah. You just walk around lighting fireworks off with your fingers. Yep, you can hold black cats in your hands. Mm-hmm. Those, uh, those Roman candles. Mm-hmm. Change the game. Anyways, not as good as what Pyro Mittens got cooking. Hashtag PMS, I don't want to overreact. But, but Jerome Bugger should be strapped to a rocket. Here we go. Yep. Pyro Mittens. Makes sense. And launched into the sun. He shouldn't be allowed to officiate a contest between two people watching paint dry. Oh. This guy shouldn't be allowed to officiate chess in which there's cheating allegations. Sure. Nope. This man should not be able to officiate poker in which there's cheating allegations. This man should not be able to official fishing contests in which there's cheating allegations. Oh. Let alone the NFL, the biggest league on earth. Two weeks in a row this guy's making judgment calls to win a game for a team, basically, in situations that are very, very big. I do believe that what old Pyro Mittens is stating is something that a lot of people are saying. Now, he does love fire and blowing shit up, so he said put him on a rocket and let us send him away a lot of other people are saying why is this guy still on a field aj hawk yeah but okay so one question i have what does the nfl say to him what do his bosses say like okay hey you know what we like you erring on the side of caution when it comes to player safety if someone says that no you absolutely can you can go like over the line with that and erring too much on taking care of players when you affect a game like this on something that clearly not only was Grady Jarrett's intent, right? Like he wasn't trying to slam him. He could have slammed him, and I agree. I understand. Intent doesn't matter. It should, though. But, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's terrible. Everyone was already pissed off on the internet. I tried to get away from it because it made me <laughs> mad thinking that, about it. That's right. We're an internet show. I do appreciate the fact that you try to get away from it. I would like to do that sometimes as well. Impossible. Going to have to go to rehab and get off I mean, It made phone. me more upset the more I watched it, and then I see other people freak out, and I'm like, all right, I get it. I understand why you're freaked out, and I just couldn't come up with a reason in my brain of why the flag was thrown. Yeah, me, me neither. But I think a lot of people were saying on the internet, if you would have stuck around a little bit, because I understand you getting unreasonably upset about something that doesn't necessarily bother you like or a part of your life. Like, hey, yeah. what Bogart does with Grady Jarrett of the Falcons and Tom Brady of the Buccaneers does not directly affect me. But I think the reason why people were reacting the way they are is because everybody's scared of this post-Tua era. This post-Tua era, where the Tua situation was handled how it was handled, the NFL and the NFLPA allegedly came out with a joint statement saying protocols were followed. The doctor, though, did not appreciate or respect the NFLPA's portion of the investigation, were disrespectful to the NFLPA who was asking questions. So they were allowed prerogative to fire that guy, so they got rid of that particular doctor. They're bringing a new one in. Then J.C. Treader comes out and goes, we do not agree with what the joint statement said. We do not think the protocols were followed exactly will we ever know the truth probably not it's going to get muddied you got a doctor involved you got the nfl involved you got a union involved are we ever going to get the actual truth who knows tua has talking about it a few times talking about getting back healthy and everything i wonder if he'll be asked about the entire process and if he doesn't remember it is that yeah is that a part of the process (laughs) but i think that is why people are getting so upset about that potential call because they're like we can't have the post tua era in an you know, an attempt to redeem themselves, the NFL is then going to go on the complete opposite side in fucking ruined games. So I think that is why people started getting so worked up about it. And I agree with them. You just have to have good common sense out there. We need some common sense in this game. And that has to happen. It's the time of when, the, and I understand, hey, a penalty in the first quarter should be a penalty in the fourth quarter. It should. This thing should never have been a penalty. Mm-hmm. But when you call it in the fourth quarter, when the game is on the line, basically, and it flips the whole momentum of the game, yeah, I, I think you got to think about it before you throw that flag. Well, the good thing about Jerome Bogers, he's always been known as a really good ref. Of course. Sure. 
right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's of what everybody says. One of the best. Bugger's a good yeah. ref. Mm-hmm. There's some that just suck. Walt sucked yeah, long yep. time. He did it for a long time. He sucked for a long time. Granty, long time. Scumbag. Well, remember Mike Carey? I miss Mike Carey. I Mike love TV. Mike Carey. Legend. Him on TV. He was wrong. What? Ten out Every of ten. Time. Every time. <laughs> yeah. And you see what the ref is seeing here is blah, blah, blah. And they come out after review, the exact opposite of what that fucking guy said. Well, you can see it two different ways. Whoops. He was bad on the field and in the booth. He had a Super Bowl. Yeah. So some of these guys ref Super Bowls, and it's like, how'd that happen? And once again, we have a lot of respect for officials. We know it's not an easy job. Nobody wants to do it. It's very difficult. With that being said, you get a little bit of power, let's not fucking abuse it. And it feels like that happens every once in a while. We don't need to fall back into the same year that we had last year where every Monday, every Tuesday, every Friday, we're bitching about officials. The right. NFL doesn't want that. We don't want it. The officials don't want it. But we can't be making judgment calls that can you know, sway an entire game and give the game to a team, which we've seen two weeks in a row from one ref. So let's talk about I, it. I feel like he's doing hey, have this. Have you heard? Because he wants to back. be best friends with these big-time quarterbacks. He wants to protect them. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Josh. So like, Josh, you see what I did? I protected mm-hmm. you. Tom Brady's like, I don't throw the flags. I don't fuck. Get out of here. I mean, I get Tom had a rough week, but, like, he didn't deserve to get that call. Yeah, come on. I don't, you know, like, who cares what's going on in his personal life? Just call, you know, call the game fair, okay? Even if you feel bad for him. You think Bogers are eating TMZ before the game? No, Absolutely. I think Tom came up to him before the game. He's like, hey, man, I, I had a tough week. Like, if you could give me one or two. Everyone hates me. Can you just help me win today once? I need this win bad. Like, I need a W in my life or, like, I don't know, like, what I'm going to do. You think Tom said that to Bogers? Yeah. yeah. I, I had eight rings and I only have seven. Please help me. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true. you mean four. True. Four. Yeah. If that's the case, that's awesome. I respect working the referees like that. Me too. You guys are despicable. If you can get a sympathy game out of a ref and they get you a Have first time. we heard from time. his bosses, though? Who's? We've heard from Boger why he threw the flag. Have we heard from, like, the bosses to say, can we hear them say, we, yeah, we think he was justified in throwing this or not? We never can hear that, that, right? That's kind of a problem with the whole world with the police. And then in our world, the refs, you never hear an outright, like, they won't bury their guy because it's bad. You know, it's Which bad. I agree, like just like a coach shouldn't bury his player, I agree with that maybe. But I, w- I would like to hear something. Some like I would like to know. Okay, in the future, if we make this exact same tackle on a quarterback that might not be Tom Brady, are you throwing this flag? Let's get a little accountability. One time, one time, huh? Mm-hmm. Who pushed this chair in here and tried to break my desk <laughs> and my seat? Let's get a little accountability. You know what I mean? Let's do it. I agree. We yeah. need the referee press conferences. You remember? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You suggest that either. And get the head one in there, too, with a Zoom. Yeah. It won't say anything. I don't care. Go right to the head guy. Yeah. Say, hey, what did you think of that rough in the passer that was called in the fourth quarter that ended the game, basically, for the Falcons? Uh-huh. What did you think about the abusive language that Smith ruined the Chiefs' perfect season? Tell the truth. What do you think about Josh Allen flopping a little bit there after watching it back? Do you think he made a mistake? or That was a really bad call as well. <laughs> so bad. Say. They're all judgment calls, what they'll say. Well, how the ref felt, we empower our officials to go with what they feel because, what, we want them second-guessing? Like they'll do a full speech about how we're wrong for even asking, and that's what you're talking about. Can we just hear one time we fucked up? Yeah, do up? they have them? You may not put it all on Boger. Like, they may have these guys so freaked out 
especially after the whole uh, Tua thing. Like, hey, you better be throwing these flags for guys throwing these quarterbacks around. Remember, we were told that by Pereira that yeah. the pass interference reviews were being held at a different standard than on the field. Mm -hmm. So we were going crazy about how the pass interference review – in theory, wasn't a bad idea. In execution, was terrible. So we're burying these refs. Like, how are you getting this wrong? The entire internet sees something one way, which never happens. And then you guys are reviewing it and coming in on the opposite side. How the fuck? It's not the it's not the review's fault that you guys are fucking up. It's the execution of the review. We should keep the review in because these are 40, 50 yard penalties yeah. that change games. And you're like, no, it didn't work. It didn't work. It's like because you motherfuckers didn't work. I think like that type of situation is something that needs a little bit of accountability. You know, we're empowering our refs. We don't think it's easy to ref. We don't think that either. But if we're going to make judgment calls that fucking win games for people, I think the fans, a lot of them are gambling on it nowadays. And there's millions and millions of people watching with bated breath. The league should want the fans to understand that, hey, this potential judgment call was wrong. This is not what the future looks like. Why doesn't it happen, AJ? What the fuck, dude? We just get some well, accountability. There's, there's people involved, humans involved. It gets messy. But that. Speaking of judgment calls, didn't you think of the Packers game? I was like, all right, here we go. Don't worry. Trying to reassure my kids. They wanted the Packers to win a lot. I was like, don't worry. Aaron's gonna get a ball. He's gonna get a deep shot. We've seen him complete hail marys before. But I said, worst case scenario, he throws it up. There's a pi down there, like, and they get one free play from the one yard line, and they score. That's what I thought would happen. And, he ate a big shot there at the end and didn't get the ball. Hey, he was crow hopping into a 70. That was going to have to be 70, probably one, 72 yards. And he. Hi. Imagine he's going to go to probably. It was probably going to go to about like one yard in the end zone. Probably. Yeah, he would have made it there. Could you imagine this fucking guy throws a 71 yard Hail Mary in England to get oh. a win over the Giants? How crazy. Yeah, great job by the Giants, though. Great job by the Giants. Not like three man rush. They four man running some games and not letting him get that space to crow hop like he usually does. Thibodeau was all over the place. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, he was a good player. Aaron and him talked a couple times. I'll be excited to hear what Aaron and Thibodeau talked about because remember, he likes Bitcoin mm -hmm. and stuff. So he's yeah. not going to be good Can't in the NFL. It. He's outside the box. He's different. This know? guy's a turd. What's he like? He likes sneakers and collecting stuff. NFTs. Yeah. That's, That's why we don't. <laughs> I mean, on that. Can a guy know. fucking get to the quarterback or no? <laughs> yeah, he yeah, can. yeah, he, can. he did. He'd have been the number one pick if he didn't bring up those NFTs and Bitcoin. But what? Now he's talking over our head. We don't fucking want that guy. Really? The NFL's that dumb. <laughs> okay. He's fucking playing. Yeah. yeah, he blew by Bakhtiari on that last play. Which drive? Bakhtiari played 25 of 63 plays, AJ. What do you think that is? That's it? I thought he played a little more. 25 of 63, I believe, is the official tally. Yep. Bam. That is the official. plays. How come? I don't know. They're just trying to work him back into it. They know how long the season is. That's my guess. And don't take him off the injury report. Yeah, he's not on the injury report. Yeah, that's – I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what their plan may be. Was it the seams? I know Aaron and him are tight, you know. Aaron and him are very tight, mm -hmm. but like the seams on that field were disgusting. Terrible. I know. I put a picture up after he because they zoomed in on the ref in the first quarter. I put that picture up there and had some people being like, "Oh, the refs aren't on Aaron's side." It's like I'm not fucking talking about the ref. I'm talking about the massive seam that is right behind him. I mean, that is clearly a seam in the turf. And remember, just a couple of days ago, that was beautiful grass on uh -huh. that pitch. And they said, get that out of here. Mm -hmm. Let's get some of this turf up here. And let's not even sew it together. Let's just put it right next yeah. to each other. Could have caused massive damage. Imagine a cleat getting stuck in that cut, and it's happened. And let's just, they're smarter than we are, obviously. But that looked bad. Yeah. That looked terrible. It was right in the middle of the field, too. Right in the middle of the field where the seams were coming together. It's like, is that... Is that why Bakhtiari isn't playing? That's what you're saying? Maybe because they Maybe. thought it was a dangerous field? Maybe.
25 snaps, a lot of snaps. Put him on a dangerous field. Do they really care about you, Bakhtiari? Something to think about. Saquon, I mean, he had that vicious cut on that uh, little catch, too. Oh, so. he fucking, I mean, that was a pretty good. That was like old rookie years. He's got a good suddenness. Yeah, he's yeah. all the way back. He is. AQ, awesome. AQ said, uh, Saquon's all the way back. Stop asking questions. <laughs> it's like, all right. Were you asking questions? Well, yeah, last last, well, last year there was a lot of conversations. Like, is Saquon ah. wanted? Oh, <laughs> I mean, hit him with a little... Little hezzy too before the hard plant. His legs, vision, confidence. Bang. We're back. Seems like he's got a team that loves having him. Got a coach that wants to win and is trying to win. Mm-hmm. Good day to be Saquon Barkley yesterday. Yeah. How you doing, England? My name's Saquon. I might have taken a year or two off, but I'm fucking back. Mm-hmm. Rested, recharged, healthy, and more explosive than I've been in some time. He told us at Radio Row, though. He did. Oh, yeah. Saquon came on at Radio Row, and he said, I'm going to change what everybody's saying about me. I hear what everybody's saying. Mm-hmm. Fucker did. He so has. So far. Yeah. Happy for him. Let's go to another overreaction here, shall we? Why did Bach only play 25 plays? No idea. Hmm. Well, you've mentioned it before no idea. about the plane rides over to London, oh. how sometimes some of the players are kind of crammed in their seats, maybe. They mentioned that on the broadcast, that maybe it like got swollen or swelled up a little bit on the plane ride over and just wasn't right. You got to wear those tights, don't you? You got to wear those spanks. Ain't that what they say, Jay? Yeah, they used to give those out. Did you guys get those every once in a while, like on flights home, those like recovery tights? Yeah, the sock the things. Yeah, they were coming yeah. on. So hard to get on and you cramp up wearing them. Yeah, I, I will say... I've never put one of those on. <laughs> what the hell do they do? I had a bad game in England, though, so maybe I should Just compression, like compression socks or tights to try to help, like, flush any lactic acid or fluid in your legs. Oh, like, like clopper like, fit. Because when you fly, it's yeah. supposed to swell. So Pierre Garçon has some that he he's does. selling right now, some compression socks. And I think, like, there's some sock ones that can keep, you know, the feet, because people get a lot of blood just resting in their feet and everything like yeah. that. But the big, yeah. the big long King's disease. Mm-hmm. God save the, the king. king. And his sausage fingers. But the ones that they give out go all the way up to like mid-thigh. Yeah, it's too much. It's like, I'm not doing that. What are we doing? <laughs> it's going to pull the fucking hair on my leg. <laughs> yeah. Is this going to make me kick a ball further? Uh, actually, it will because blood will be circulating. It will be fresher. All right. Well, I'm not like, sitting uncomfortable. For fucking <laughs> fuck this. Seven hours of comfort is going to make me kick a ball better, too. How about it? But I'm also terrible at fitness and health. So I shouldn't say, did you wear them, AJ? Never. I, I tried them a few times. Oh. Wow. Did they work? I don't know. I mean, it's like like doing cold tub, hot tub, cold tub contrast before practice and training camp. Like, whenever I got out in the field, my legs still were as dead as they've always been. So I thought you were supposed to do that after practice. I did that. I'm a firm believer in the flushing with the hot tub, cold tub. I think actual science behind that. When you're yeah. hot, your veins get bigger. When you're cold, they get smaller. So that would naturally pump your blood, I think. So I'm a big... I'm a big fan of that. I did that basically every single night, training camp, practice. Nice. I was a big hot tub, cold tub, hot tub, cold tub. It's like three minutes, two minutes, three minutes, two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, or something like that. I forget how it goes. I love that. I thought that made me better, but. It, I mean, if you end, in, you end in cold, right? Yeah. It's supposed to end in cold. Now. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think there's definitely something to that. The tights and stuff, in theory, it does make sense. Like you, does it? So your body doesn't swell, but I don't know if it actually works. Yeah, where it has to go somewhere, right? So like my thighs yeah, it are go? just gonna eat it. Where somebody smarter than us? Yeah, definitely. We know Bach loves the sights. I always Maybe put he... a hot towel on your balls too, going in a hot towel or a cold oh, towel. Yeah. Nice. Go ahead and by the time you create the little bubble of warmth around mm-hmm. you in the cold tub, 
that towel is probably going to be cold, but you had already created yep. mm-hmm. the, warm. the warm bubble around your midsection. Wouldn't it be good, though, for your shaft and balls to get that cold? Maybe. I don't know. I tried it one time, and my penis said, I'm out of here. Yeah. It ran so far into my body. Yep. I was looking for it for fucking four days. Yeah. Yeah. Shrinks up, looks like a little acorn. <laughs> yeah, stack of dimes. Tons! <laughs> Tons! It's trying to help my legs. What happened to my dick? <laughs> Need the uh, toesy things, too, the little rubber toes thing. I've seen people go in a cold tub without the little rubber toes thing, and I'm like, you're a psychopath. Your toes just lock up. Did you put those on or no? I didn't get in a cold tub a whole lot, but I, oh. I eventually wore those when I saw them. Yeah, yeah, need those. Need to have those on the toesies. They definitely help. What were you going to say? I apologize for interrupting. Oh, no, no. I, we just know a box of big, like, when you go somewhere, like, hike to the highest point possible. So, like, maybe he went to the top of, like, the Big Ben's Tower or like something like that. scaled Big Ben, just climbed up the side of it. That'd be cool. What and, if like, there's a photo needs. of Balk coming out on Friday night, and he's got the, like, he's Mark Le, LeClure. The uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the alpinist. Sure. Okay. He's got you know he's got a fucking thing on, <laughs> and he's climbing the side of Big Ben. He's like stretching his legs uh-huh. all the way Could up. Hey. He's doing the whole thing. And I'd understand it. They, oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's why he only played twenty five plays. Did he game. play for the women's national team in the game against the uh, the British women's national team? Possible. He may have been in goal. Now that I yeah. Well, goal wouldn't hurt your knee, right? I thought he was run, maybe running center. Center, oh, center back. <laughs> Oh, is that what Bach was up to? AJ, why is he only playing 25 plays? What's the deal? Didn't he play all game last game? Yep. Yeah. Oh, that was what happened last year. Remember he played that one right. game. And then, is he all right? Oh, Did you reach out half. to him to see if he's okay? You know. I don't know. No, I have not. Well, why don't well, you? Be a good friend, huh? Yeah, don't break oh, right. the seats. I need to use my contacts better. You're right. No, nah, they're Sources. I was gonna give him some time to. I was giving some time to, you know, get back and you know decompress from the trip. Hope you're happy, AJ. See it, see it, AJ. <laughs> it's not me. Oh, well, who did it? Who else? I go to Kansas. Party? I'll bring times. a little patch kit. I got a patch kit. I'll bring for you. Don't touch my chair. I thought you were bringing <laughs> your bring own your chair. own chair. Yeah. I thought you were bringing oh, your own I chair. BYOC. I will. And why'd you? How'd paper towel end up down there? I mean, you were literally. I've right. never seen paper towels up there. Where Where are paper towels? I was looking for some. They're all over the office. Uh, that's because you threw them. They're all not over. at the desk, though. We got a trash can that opened backwards for a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty sweet. Thunderdome's really coming together. Let's go to another overreaction here from around the Twitter world. Alex Zaleski, hashtag PMS. I don't want to overreact. Bye. It's all but confirmed the Vikings are the best team in the NFL. Kirk Cousins is the MVP. Hashtag Skull. They are fantastic. Watching Kevin O'Connell's offense seemingly come to fruition with that Minnesota Vikings team was fantastic just yesterday. Justin Jefferson had eight targets and eight catches in the first half alone. Kirk Cousins started the game 18 for 18. Dalvin Cook had two tuds running. That team, if they're able to piece it all together, are a problem, A.J. Hawk. Kevin O'Connell, who we said is a genius whenever the Rams are struggling, which they continue to do so, and this Vikings team's doing well, and McDaniel's doing well down there uh, instead of Shanahan's offense, which is still being able to run the rock but kevin o'connell might be a fucking incredible head coach an incredible offensive mastermind and we don't talk about him that much because the vikings is the vikings they're running trick plays though in the early in the game up 14-3 justin jefferson's throwing the ball back to dalvin cook they're doing things that are fun they're doing things that are productive they're winning games and they're sitting atop the nfc north as the lone leaders in the clubhouse. AJ, you scared of the Minnesota Vikings oh. as a Packers fan or not? 
I mean, I, I definitely respect the Vikings and what they can do, and I like how they can get after the passer, too. I mean, Zadarius Smith leaves Green Bay. He's over there making plays, it seems like, every single week. So, yeah, they're, they're a legit contender. I guess the question is, when they do, if they get in the playoffs, when they have these games, what Kirk are we going to see? If Kirk can be the guy oh, that we've seen for the sure. most part of this year, right. then, yeah, the Vikings are they're serious, man. Oh, so you still wonder whether or not Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. I seen him spinning a chain the other day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I sweet. seen him running for a tud. I seen him throwing the ball all over the yard. Kirk yeah, he's, Cousins is playing great. Yeah, I mean, the GM said, I mean, he ain't. Yeah, he ain't Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers or Cooper Rush. <laughs> He's good. Yeah. Right. And to AJ's point, that one loss was a prime time against the Eagles, and the Eagles might be the best in the NFL. They blew out. Boy, Kirk Cousins did not look great in that game. I'm happy for Vikings and the Vikings fans. Yeah. And hit, what hits. the ending? How about the ending of that game? The strip. Yeah. Yeah. Just give me that. that. Awesome. The Bears almost awesome. did come back. They did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Fields Bears. had that unbelievable 50-yard touchdown run that got called back for a block. In the yeah, ball. the Bears started making some plays. Eberflus' defense seems to be kind of coming into play, too, even though in the first half they looked uh-huh. god-awful. The gimme-that to end that thing by Danzinger Sr., I believe, yeah. is the name. Yeah. Cam Danzler. Danzler. Danzler Sr. That was awesome. Uh, congrats to the Vikings and their fans. Yeah. Skull. That was hashtag BMS. I don't want to overreact. But we love doing that every single Monday to kind of get the pulse of the fan base. And everything everybody's saying sounds good. Mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and look ahead to tonight's game by looking back at the Sunday slate to see how AJ and I did in picking against the spread. AJ, you and I agreed on some, disagreed on others. You have taken a commanding lead here early in the season. Uh, You're 2-0-2 through the first four weeks. Week five picks, we tied last week. I went nine and six. Ooh. You won six and nine. Nice. Jeez. What do you got? I didn't this? know I got six wins. Hell yeah, AJ. You got a big brain. Don't you ever doubt yourself. What do you got this evening as the Raiders travel to play the Kansas City Chiefs? Seven-point favorites at home, Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, and the boys taking on Max Crosby, Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, hopefully. Yep. A good, if you're a Raiders fan, hopefully we see some of that. Chandler Jones and the boys on defense side of the ball with the Raiders. AJ, what are your thoughts? I have a hard time going against the Chiefs here. I think the Raiders, I think they may be able to make some noise. I think they're going to settle in and figure some things out. But right now, this is not the week for them. I would definitely take the Chiefs at minus seven here. And if someone's taking it over and under, I'd like the over. Okay, uh, Diggs, what is, where's the money at on this particular game? Because that is a good tall tale sign of what's going to happen in this game for one reason. 75% Casey. It's weird. Doesn't it feel like that should be a bigger spread, though? Like, the Chiefs have been so dominant. Dude, I do not. Yeah, what do they know? Hey, that's what I mean. I'm picking the Chiefs. The Raiders have played the Chiefs pretty well, wasn't it? Gruden, who, you know, circled the, the bus. Oh, yeah, take the tractor another yeah, round. Another yeah. round. Mm-hmm. Another round. Another round. Another, another round. round. Immediately after the last game in which the Chiefs are dominant, Patrick Mahomes breaking up the team in the locker room goes, we all know who's coming in here next. Uh-huh. Let's get focused and get back in there. Give me the Chiefs minus seven. Hell yeah. Give me the Chiefs minus seven in a Monday night football matchup that we are pumped to watch wrap up week five. AJ, if this thing goes in, how much money are you giving away? Uh, what? Let's give like uh, 500 bucks to 10 people. Okay. okay. AJ, right. That's from AJ Hawk. Out of your Shout pocket. Out Good guy. I'll get a text from Phil in a second. Oh, oh no. Oh. Fuck. 
Yeah. How's old Jabba doing? Great. I don't think we've used it at all today. I'm just chilling. Have we used Jabba at all today, Foxy? No. Hey, get someone to build some little legs for that. They're little wheels that you can roll it around on. Jabba? Like a base that doesn't have to be on the track. Oh, okay. You want to do it? Okay, AJ. Hey, AJ, I got yeah, you. Put on a dolly, AJ. Oh, like a Roomba. Thank you. Why don't you just put on this yeah, like chair? A Roomba, that, a Roomba you that you can control, though. Okay. All right. Wizard. <laughs> Thank you. Cash. Oh, oh my God. God. That was in. Half, halfway down. I mean, one time. Oh. Yeah, there it is. Oh. That's it. <laughs> There's no backboard. That's going in. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yep. Good. Give him, give him the. You want to throw the dorsal fin? Oh! Oh! Jeez! Oh, yeah, sorry about it. Sorry, give it a go. Watch these lights up here, though. Yep. Just wasn't meant to be for me. The kick. Sometimes it's not. But that doesn't mean the tie ain't gonna get it. Come on, Ty. Come on, Ty. Oh yes, yes. Act like you're Russell Wilson, huh? Dorsal. Oh shit! Oh, shit. shit. Get legs. Uh, <laughs> Wasn't well, meant to be late. We apologize. Mm. Jabba still does look good. Jabba looks fantastic. Hey, Jabba, we'll get you in the fold tomorrow, huh? Maybe stop sleeping on Jabba. Yeah, huh? Wake up, Jabba. Why don't you stop sleeping on Jabba, Jabba? Son of a bitch. What, is that your name? Sleep on the Jabba? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you look responded at that. Wakey, huh? wakey. <laughs> um, a couple quick things. It's World Mental Health Day. Incredibly proud of my wife who put out a post on Instagram this morning to uh, kind of documenting her journey into learning a lot about herself. She's awesome, Sam. Love you, lady. <laughs> Woo! Remember, it's okay to say, hey, a little bit of help and try to get some things figured out in between the years, especially in the world that we're currently living in. World Mental Health Day is a cool day to remind everybody that you're not the only one going through stuff. There's people that are with you and there's people that want to help you. And uh, let's make sure we remind ourselves of that and say something nice to somebody. You have no idea what one compliment, even if you don't mean it, could potentially do to deliver it as if you do. Mm -hmm. uh, what one compliment could do for somebody's day, month, life. You have no idea. On this World Mental Health Day, let's remember that. And also, happy birthday, ZD, baby. Happy birthday, ZD, baby. We appreciate the hell out of you, happy man. Happy birthday, Z. I hope Obama calls you today. Hopefully, you happy Barry O. Well, I don't know if Barry O's calling you, but I do know that we wouldn't be able to operate without you, pal. Happy that you survived another year around the sun. Can't wait for this upcoming trip. We appreciate the hell out of you, Zito. Happy birthday, baby. Happy birthday, Z. Happy birthday, Zito. Woo! All right, I guess we're out of here. No made shots. That's a shame. Same as my mom, Judy Hawk. Her birthday today as well. Happy Whoa. birthday, Judy! Big Getsy. And Favre's birthday. Oh, no. oh that's hey. right. Oh, happy birthday, Brett. Whose birthday? Yeah. Brett Favre. Yeah. Better send him a card. What's the money in it? A lot of it. <laughs> yeah. If you're poor. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> only if you're poor. <laughs> that's right. If you're poor, send money. Go ahead, send a blank check to him. Let him know about it. Mm -hmm. It's a Macintosh situation from blank check. Mm -hmm. He'll know what to do with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll get them volleyball nets straight. That's uh -huh. right. He'll get those floors in that 10-foot line painted on properly. Uh -huh. right. What a fucking couple <laughs> weeks it's been for my thoughts on that guy. Yeah, no kidding. Honestly. Oh, yeah. Shit, he was one of my you know, biggest heroes growing up. Oh, lie. You can separate are. the two, can't you? 
I don't think so. That one's a little different. I don't think that so. might have fallen. Because he's kind of a piece of shit to the core, it seems like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but he can sling the football. He he sure could sling the football. That's also tough stuff, ding though, dude. Jeez. Ding, Only, ding, Dan Orlovsky. Yeah. Ding, ding. Yeah. Only if he's Did taxing. Greenberg really call it ding, ding this morning? Absolutely. Yes, you guys watch all those programs. I thought you saw that. Yeah, well, had to do a call this morning. Because he did. Tom's leg did go up in the air. Yeah, he, he kicked did. him in a ding, ding? No, I think to. he attempted to kick He's him in the ding, ding. Or he, te- or he just trying to get him off of me. You know what I heard was uh, poor little Tink Tink trying to kick somebody in the ding, ding and murder him. Oh, that's mm. right. Cat's trending today. I'm not sure why, but he is. Who? Cat Williams. Oh, yeah. What'd he do? We want I think someone was going through all his classics, and they were like, wow. That dude yeah. could be trending for anything right now. I think that's mm-hmm. what it was. I thought yeah, I did say it. Was just, it was a good trend, I think. They Let's went go. to his vault, and they just found all his, like, basically his, his classics. And they were like, oh, my God. How about when he just cuts a promo for every day hustling? Oh, that's oh. so good. At the Everything. Mm-hmm. Grocery store. Poor little Tink Tink. He was like fighting a middle everything. school kid a while ago. Yep. Yeah, yeah and that was when. Yeah, that was when, you know, anything tr- – Cat could be trending for anything. That's right. I grew up in a Cat Williams stand-up comedy era, though. Yes. And I remember when his ass showed up with that perm sweating all over there <laughs> with a goddamn suit, and I was like, this dude is the greatest. Uh-huh. Yeah. Then kind of disappeared for a bit, got into some shit. Hopefully he's back. I think he was starting to do some more comedy stuff. I love Cat. That'd be sweet. Love him. Massive amount of confidence. Delivery. Mm-hmm. Stupendous. I love Cat Williams, man. He was on a radio show, like, uh, maybe a year ago or so, and uh, this lady was just, like, talking shit to him, and he destroyed her. <laughs> it was... Why was the lady talking shit? Because all the shit he went through whenever he was... Maybe, yeah, and then he was just, like, was taking it for a little bit, and then he was... <laughs> he just took this it all... Lady. Yeah. All right. All right, It's lady. worth a watch. You could see it's it, like, turning on. <laughs> Golly. Well, Kat, we don't know why you're trending, but... It was a. Uh, I hope you get back to the stage, Bob. Picture of him with Chappelle, and someone tweeted the picture, and Cat's doing a little. He's like legs are crossed when he's standing, and someone said, "Bro, in the front has the craziest pose ever," and then everyone just started. Bro didn't know Cat Williams' yeah, name. That's why. Oh, okay. Put some respect on Cat Williams' wow. name, please. But I don't know if he did something that you shouldn't put respect on his name either. Yeah, right. I haven't followed closely enough. Is he robbing welfare people in Mississippi? I don't think I so. I don't think no. so. Never done anything that bad. All right, just but making sure. AJ, you have anything final send-off here? <laughs> I'm a big Cat Williams fan of his stand-up comedy. I used to watch the DVDs back in the day. Oh, yeah. Him driving, Pimp Chronicles. <laughs> mm-hmm. So oh. sweaty, too. He's working hard on that stage. All out every night, <laughs> just fucking selling out completely. Dude, I love that guy. And Kevin Hart. Came in, kind of took the. Mm-hmm. How come that's a thing in comedy? It does appear as if that's a. They thing. went on different. They're kind of different paths, though. Kevin yeah, Hart's more of like the wholesome, mainstream guy. I don't know. Say it with your chest. I mean, that was kind of uh, where he came. That, mm-hmm. But they always say like there's only one black comic famous at a time, basically, and you like can go through. I wonder that why that's thing? the case because there's a lot of unfunny fucking whites getting a lot sure. of yeah. getting a lot of specials. Yep. Yeah. We yep. could potentially change yeah. that. That would be fantastic news. Just give him all the burns, Agura. What about Foxworthy? Nope, just those two. There's a couple others. Yeah. I don't know enough. I haven't been paying attention enough. Yeah, what do you mean? What those two, at least as of recent memory. Segura had a baby at his show in India. That was awesome. That was awesome. He went on a five-minute riff about yeah. a baby at his show. Bruce was sitting next to him. The baby? Yeah, he didn't even notice until uh, Segura called him out on it. 
Bruce got a brand new F-150. Yeah, it, it looks just like Dave Brian Blue. His car broke down, couldn't run anymore, like six months ago. And then he drove it still somehow. And this thing finally died. And he was on the hunt for a new car. And as soon as he seen this picture and was reminded of this, uh-huh. he said, give me the fucking blue F-150. Mm-hmm. That's how happy Bruce is. That's how Giants fans feel right now. And I, I don't blame him at all because no, it feels nope. like Dable's got it all figured out. That's what he said. He went to the dealership. He said, give me an F-150 and Brian Dable blue, and you got yourself a deal. I don't, that one's a Raptor, I think. So, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. yeah, bottom right. They didn't have any available. Right side of the... Yeah, I yeah. believe that's a Raptor. I was there on Friday. Bruce was about to go shopping for this. And then you destroyed my chair and got out of here? Oh, uh, no. It's not destroyed, but I didn't do that. Spilled your drink on the desk? Yep, you did do that. Did do that. Yeah, uh, not that. Not last time. Might be where the paper towels came from. I don't know. Oh, because he spilled shit all over it. This is a... Remember, I told you, $17,000 desk, dude. Definitely worth it. I'll bring it. my own desk, too, on Fridays. All right. Perfect. We'll pop up. Right on top of it, like a TV dinner. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. TV dinner. That's right. We all. My grandma used to have those. <laughs> Me too. I think, like, uh, I think you do a great job over here, but if you would stop destroying my shit, I'd be very thankful for that. I will get to the bottom of who is destroying things. Okay, thank you. I promise you that. That's very nice of you. Let's get the fuck thank out you. of here. Everybody have an incredible Monday Night Football. We're both on the Chiefs. Yes. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Kind of a shame. We're either going to go. I'm going to go 10 and 6 or 9 and 7. AJ is going to go 7 and 9 or 6 and 10. What's that? Winning week either way. Yeah. Put your feet up. Boom. You can enjoy it. You can enjoy the game. I'm like the Texans. I'm like the Texans. That's right. That's good news. I needed it. You know, as things are starting to trend this way, you'll get hot again, though. Tone Diggs is hot. What's our Super Boost tonight? Has it got boosted? Do we know? Yes. I don't know if it's out. It has. It is on the uh, sports book. Okay. Alternate spread for the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's – what was it? Five and a half. It should be minus five and a half for the Chiefs. Um, Mahomes. I I just like the matchup. They're better than the Raiders. And then Mahomes over 250. Okay. Bang. It's up. PMI super boost. Patrick that an NFL quarterback? Mahomes, yeah. No, oh, no, Tom. right there. Guy in the phone. No, that's a fat loser from Indiana. Come oh, on. No. no. You're from oh, You're a winner. You're winning. Damn it. You're, telling, you're catching a heater, bro. You're spelling. How you spell things cast spells, Tom. That's right. Narratives. Yeah. Well, cast that spell a long time ago. Let me place a big old bet. Yep. And we're in. Let's go. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow for Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Should be an interesting one. Mm-hmm. How will Aaron respond to losing to the Giants in England? What were, Aaron, what were Aaron's thoughts on the game in England? I'm sure he's going to have a few. Will what? he be jet lagged? Bingo. They played at 9.30 in the morning or whatever. Hard time. Yep. That's early. Yeah. Weird. They flew over late, too. Uh-huh. His intro, though, got a big pop. Mm. Oh, yeah. They went they low. love him over there. Yeah. Seems like world traveler, dude. He loves it over there. He's you know Packers fan. He went low five. Has he always done that? And did you go low when he came out? When he's running out, yeah. Usually low fives running out. That was cool. Yeah, he went real low. Yeah, big fan of the low five. Are you? Yeah, yeah. Because you got to like work for the high five. You know, it's not just like a normal one. Yeah, it's like, it's hey, cool. this is the working man's high five. Bum 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 bum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They didn't win. No, okay. they didn't. What are they now? Three and two. Three and two. Here we go. Jets coming up. That's right. We'll talk to Aaron about that and more. We'll react to the Raiders and Chiefs AFC West battle this evening. Can't wait for it. You all have a great one. Remember, World Mental Health Day, be nice to somebody. Check in on somebody. Say something nice to somebody. And then we will see you manana. Everybody take about a 20-hour and 15-minute uh, break. We'll see you then. Goodbye. <laughs>